Recorded live. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 76, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? Today we're talking about episode 612, Everybody Loves Hugo. Yay. Uh, which I think at this point includes us. I think it has to, yeah. Yeah. It took a while. It took, uh, I, I was not a fan for a while. I would have I would have said not me a few years mm-hmm. ago. Just like Raymond. But Just uh, like Raymond. But uh yeah, he's definitely won me over. He's a he's a surprisingly strong character these days. Mm-hmm. It's it's blowing me away. He fucking well, he fucking blew up the black rock. <laughs> well else to talk to dead people, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know how great Hurley would be without that power. That's a big that's a and, big plus. And I'd venture, I'd venture this contention that it was when they focused on that that he got a lot more interesting. It's true. You know. It's true. They focused on his eating issues. It's like, okay, whatever. Yawn, yeah. <laughs> focused on, you know, the fact that he can see dead people and Jacob talks to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a little more, he's a little more interesting. Oh, yeah. A little. Just a little. Just a little. Yes. But he's also, you know... To being a kind of leader, you know, yes, and we we definitely need to talk about that. Uh, there's, there's this obvious thing about Hurley being a leader in this episode. I don't know why though. I don't understand why it's important that people are listening to him now and that he bears the responsibility of what happens because of that. I don't understand why it seems like the island is positioning him into this leadership authority. Yeah. Uh, when in fact he doesn't seem to necessarily like, you know, have any like great ideas or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his main idea in this, you know, in this whole this whole storyline was let's go talk to the enemy. <laughs> you know, right. which which it, I don't think is a bad idea in principle, but seeing as how the enemy is evil incarnate, right, and and the enemy sort of wants. Specifically, wants the people he brings with him. Yes, <laughs> of course. It, it, it seems like it's not the best, uh, the best thing to do. So, what's, what's interesting to me is this whole idea of, of why he even, why he even thought that was what they should do next. Right. You know, and I don't understand. It'd be different if you know he he lies and says Jacob said do that, but mm-hmm. but of course that's not true. So anyway, that was that was what was interesting to me about this episode was was how they position Hurley. And this leadership authority, and and I'm just confused as to why. And I don't mind it. He is good. Like he's interesting, trying to stand up to people and and you know garner support and people's trust. And you know that's that's great evolution for his character. But it's also I'm just like why though? Why? What is it about Hurley that you know? Is this just a candidate thing or something? Like this is his chance to prove something with his candidacy. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like it seems like they're they're. It seems like they're trying to make him at least seem more like a plausible candidate. Mm-hmm. You know. I um, see. I see. So it, at the very least, it's it's showing his leadership, putting him in the leadership position, just just so he's on the same page with like Jack and some yeah. other people. So it isn't. Okay. So it isn't just totally ridiculous to. Like before, to, when we were saying we can't picture Hurley leading the island. Yes. Now they now they give us an episode where it's sort of showing that he can he can sort of 
get people to follow him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And even Jack yeah. is like, you know, I'm just going to follow you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And I tell you, all it takes is, what, a couple years on and off an island, your mm-hmm. fate inter- intertwined with uh, with random deities and, and evils incarnate, and yep. uh, to, to get Jack, you know, to whittle Jack down into being submissive <laughs> and following people. That's, That's all, all it takes. took. All it took. <laughs> messages, messages from beyond the grave, and mm-hmm. you know. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Blowing up a hydrogen bomb. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, blowing up, blowing up you know, just and time, uh, and time traveling and time shifting, and that's all it took. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jack. He's uh, he's a stubborn one. Yeah. Took don't, a try while. To, uh, don't try to get him to switch to you know electric vehicles, man. He is just <laughs> woo. Wouldn't believe what it would take. <laughs> <sighs> yep, yep. Like Jack, paper's better than plastic. Oh man, <laughs> this will be a five-year adventure trying to get Jack to be convinced that paper is better than plastic. I'm not using paper. <laughs> <laughs> Live together, plastic alone. <laughs> Chad doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's it. Plastic alone. Plastic alone. Um. So yeah, what do you think about this episode? I was. Uh, it's a weird episode. I liked it. I, this episode for me, probably of this season, was the most shocking. I guess. Uh, it has, what? That's the most shocking. That you're sh- the most <laughs> <this> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what was more shocking? I don't know. Like, I don't know. LAX. What What part of LAX was more shocking? Uh, the beginning through the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Alternate universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Juliet fair enough. Su- Juliet surviving and saying uh, they it worked. Okay. 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 Yes, LAX was very shocking. You're right. It's been a while. It's 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 worn out in my mind. I said, uh, but I guess um, I, I mean I mean a specific kind of shocking though. Like I mean, like in terms of uh, you know something just suddenly happening and me not seeing it coming at all. Like Alana getting blown up. Like Alana getting blown up. Yeah. The thing everyone else saw coming from a mile away. Everyone but me. So you didn't see that coming, really? Not in the least. So you didn't see Hur- Hurley saying the dynamite's dangerous, and you know you've already. They always it. say that shit. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. And, and I didn't take it seriously. You saw what happened to Arts. You tell the dynamite's dangerous. In season one, they've got dynamite like twenty times oh, yeah. since then. Oh, yeah. Okay, and stuff that happened in season one has no bearing on season six. <laughs> True. Uh, I'm just saying, I've been conditioned to not okay, worry okay. about it. Okay, yes, we talked about that. <laughs> and and she, she's throwing this stuff around in her bag, Willie. I know. Technical I, term. When I watched it again, it was ridiculous. I agree. I, I saw, uh, yeah, I saw it coming from a mile away. It was just too much, especially when she starts putting the water bottles in there for no apparent reason. <laughs> And she's just stuffing them in there, and and yeah, I was just like, okay, you're you're really about to die, aren't you? You know, and, and she's standing away from everyone else. Like it's it's the staging, it's the her talking, it's what she's doing, and I'm just like, 
counting down the seconds until that dynamite goes off. Yeah, that that didn't like what happened to me. I like basically this episode just shocked me out of my comfort zone. Like the the way I thought the show was going was just completely turned around in this episode. But honestly, I, I I wish I could have been surprised by that. That would have been crazy for her to just explode like that. Yeah, but. like I'm I'm basically just I think I think may, may, maybe I wasn't you know like the scenes on the beach. I'm sort of settling into I'm getting com- I'm very comfortable with them and I'm not I'm just not thinking there's a threat at all. Like mm-hmm. to me, I'm thinking the point of this scene is arguing about whether or not to go blow up the plane. And I'm just kind of listening to what she's saying, and I just got up to, like, adjust the volume when mm. she exploded. Oh, I see. And, and so I was like, holy shit, did that just happen? I was just going to adjust the volume, and Alana exploded. You you made Alana explode. By yeah, that's, it felt like I made Alana explode. And if there's one thing I know about life is that uh, correlation equals causation. So. Yes. And so I you just, made it happen. I was, yeah, exactly. I illustrated it finally. Yeah, there it is. Everyone's been calling it a fallacy, but mm-hmm. it's 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 true. We all know it's it. A, now. It's a truth to see. It's thank you. Truth to see. Yes, look it up, kids. Look it up, kids. Um. Uh. Yeah. I and I just I was floored. Like, I really didn't think Alana would die like that. Like it just. Mm-hmm. You know, I was prepared for her to be a major character pretty deep into, you know, the story. And just having her uh, blow up like that uh, was really shocking. It was like, oh, shit, Alana's really just dead now. And I, I, yeah, I I was really shocked. You're right. The way they play it out, it would have been obvious if I had been paying a little better attention to, like, the Mm -hmm. details. But, uh, yeah, at the time, uh, completely shocked me. Yeah. Didn't expect uh, it at all. Um, I I too like this episode. It it was um, it was it was definitely weird. I think just just in terms of changing the dynamics of of some of some of what's going on. You know, seeing seeing Locke and Desmond interact and trying to figure out what's going on there. Yes, was was interesting. Um, you know, and the whole major thing was with uh, with with Hurley and and Michael. Right. Uh, you know, we get the final explanation of the whispers. Oh God. Um, Motherfucking whispers. You know. Yeah. Just when I gave up on the whispers and just said, time to give up. and said, oh, they're just the others whispering. I was hanging on to them being something. And so yeah, wasn't wasn't that the the word that Carlton and Damon said? I thought they were the ones who said somehow on the on the official podcast or something that. It was the others whispering. No, they they didn't really say that. They they said you know they said yeah they a lot of times they come when the others are around, but they didn't they didn't specifically say they were the uh, others whispering. Yeah, I thought we were done with that. I thought we were. I thought it was just like okay, we we're just that. I just I just thought that idea was done with. So and did didn't, I. We, didn't we talk before? I'm, I'm sure we talked about the whispers, but didn't we? <laughs> yes. Didn't we try to? Didn't we hypothesize that it was? Dead people whispering? I'm sure we have, although I don't specifically remember. I mean, I I know at one point during season five, we talked about the possibility that it was the time travelers. Mm, Okay, okay, I remember that, yeah. Um, uh, But, yeah, I mean, it it seems like I've kind of 
obvious explanation. It seems really, and I, I remember before I had a theory that not this is not the exact explanation, but it was similar with the idea when Locke got his voice stolen. Right. That it was like, yes. you know, the voices of other people. Yeah. Uh, I guess disembodied or something. Yeah. Um, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, it's a very sort of obvious explanation, and it's a season one explanation. It's a right. the island is purgatory explanation. Yes. You know, and it's and I'm really I was really sort of floored that they that they're telling us that that's true that that basically the island is a, you know it's not purgatory but it is sort of unofficially a purgatory. You know, it's a place where you know, souls or whatever are trapped. Yeah. They can't, uh, they can't get off uh, until, you know, maybe never or until something happens. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. It, yeah, it is. Uh, it's totally it fits, crazy. I think it fits with the idea that, you know, you know, if the island wants you, it sort of wants you forever. And even if you die, you're not sort of, you know, the island sort of isn't necessarily done with you. Right. Um, so it's interesting in that in that respect, but I never really thought they would tell us that these are that this is this is a purgatory situation. Right. Yeah, me either. I I I was convinced for the longest time that there was there was something supernatural about the whispers. Um just just because of the way they portrayed them. Um yeah. you know, basically based on that alone. Um it's just, you know, watching seasons four and five, like, and, like, several other times, like, I went on the last Wikipedia page and looked at, like, when the whispers happened and all that stuff, and I was just like, you know, I don't even know, like, given this explanation, I don't even know how to explain, like, a lot of this. Like, it works for a few things, but, like, it it, it seems like they've you made mean, the whispers other stuff, too. You mean the, the this final explanation that, that, didn't work for for the examples that they they listed. Or you're saying before this explanation, you couldn't make what you thought work. No, this uh, this explanation. Not that it doesn't work. It's just a little weird. Like I, oh, okay. I like I like why were the dead people chattering at you know this particular time? You know, there's mm-hmm. various points when the whispers come up, and it's like I don't I don't really understand what the. It basically should be yeah. I mean, I think they really should. You know, if every, if it was just a simple explanation, they really should only appear before an apparition appears or something. Right. Uh, but there are times like, what was it, the season three thing when, uh, what was it when, was it when my was it when Michael was was leading them into the trap? There were whispers. Yeah, yeah. At the end of season two. Oh, season two. Yeah. Uh, right before the others attack. Yeah, right before the others attack, you hear whispers, and it's like, okay, no apparition appears. Right. But why are there whispers? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, in season three, um, not season three, in season four, when the others uh, help uh, help uh, attack Kimi's team, we, we hear the whispers. Mm-hmm. And then um, this season in LAX, right before the others take... Uh, Jack and Kate and and the rest of them uh, cap you know capture them. We we hear the whispers. Yeah. You know, so it's like they've made explicit connection between the others and the whispers on multiple occasions in the same way. Like there's a pattern, and like what are we supposed to think? Like the the dead people are just like 
they just like it when the others attack. They just start chattering, like they're trying to well, warn them. Like, I, yeah, I think I think it would. I would have to imagine it's something like that where these these events where the others are, um, you know, engaging with the losties. See, I think I think the I think what we find out from Michael is for some reason, and I, I feel like we need a word for it. And maybe dead people is good enough, but the dead people on the island. Um, seem to know what's going on. Yeah. So I would imagine that, you know, we hear the whispers in correlation with the others when the others are sort of doing something in terms of the losties, you know, the candidates, basically. Right. Um, so, so you know, changing the, not changing their fate, of course, but just changing the sort of course of events. You know, if, they're, if you're going to go kidnap them then, and, and, the, and, the, and the dead people, a la the whisper, the whispering people are concerned that okay, this might be where the others kill Jack, and they know Jack, you know, they don't want that to happen or something. Mm-hmm. Then I can see, then I can see why the whispers would be appropriate. There, I just, I would love to find out what you know, what the writers are trying to get across when they do that. When they say, yeah. oh, okay, this is you know, they're going to go attack Kimi's team. Okay, now we need, yeah, we need to get, we need the whispers in this scene. Right. Like, okay, why? Yeah, you know what is what do you get from having that? Exactly, like uh, particularly for the recent ones, like the season one stuff. I'm willing to let go as you know they're building atmosphere and like maybe didn't have a specific thing in mind necessarily with every whisper we hear, but yeah. like in the season premiere, like with the others attacking, it's like. <laughs> you know they really should have known at that point what the whispers were. So yeah, and, so like in. And dead is dead when when Ben tells Alex, and this is I think what I was thinking about in terms of what the whispers were when he says, "If you want your child to live," I'm sorry, he tells Danielle, "If you want yeah. your child to live, every time you hear whispers, you run right. the other way." And yeah. seems to be okay. Well, the whispers are the others. Yes, right. So if if the whispers were the others, then it would make sense for him to say that. Yeah. Uh, it would it would basically just be him saying in a strange way, "Stay away from the others." Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so now it seems like he's saying, stay away from the dead people that are on the island. Yeah, and like, why? It doesn't even seem like they're that bad. Like, and what? I I don't even know if Ben, I, I'm not 100% sure Ben knows that. Well, exactly. I'm not either. That's why it's confusing. Yeah. You know, it seems like, you know, it seems like they have different, just different versions. Like, we hear the whispers before uh, Harper, you know, you know here's the thing. shows up. I feel like I feel like there were two groups of others. There's there's two kinds of apparitions, and there's two kinds of whispers. And honestly, there's 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 two universes. There's duality mm-hmm. all over this show. Sure. I feel like maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know if it's sloppiness or if it's or if it's just directed that there's like this duality with mysteries like this. Yes. Where there's like two answers for some yes. for like these things. Yes. Yeah, it really it really comes across that way. I I I think the whispers for me are just are just what what do I want to say about them. They're 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 not. I mean, if we're supposed to believe that they're apparitions, I I just I. Oh, sorry. You I mean, <laughs> you mean if we're supposed to believe they're coming from the dead people? Yeah, yeah, the dead people. Uh-huh, oh, that's uh-huh. what I was going to say. Like, the whispers that we hear in this episode really didn't even 
sound like the what I think of as sort of the standard whispers. Oh, really? Yeah, to me they sounded different. Like they were more scattered and kind of ethereal. Like what I'm used to, the, I'm used to the whispers sounding like a lot of talking at the same time. And these these yeah. didn't really sound like that. These are more just like creepy, like whisper sighs or something. Mm-hmm. Like, but single, not like not like a bunch on top of each other. You know, like yeah, it wasn't. It was yeah. They played a little different, and I'd have to chalk that up to just sound design. Like the whispers I, in yeah. LAX sounded more like the standard whispers. Yeah, and so just I don't know. Like if they're gonna tell us what the whispers are, it just seems weird. They didn't. They didn't even present them the usual way, and so yeah, you're right. It seems like there's two. There's two whispers. <laughs> Which is just ridiculous, but, you yeah. know, I mean, so I guess, you know, this works for stuff like, you know, they hear the whispers when when Christian appears on the boat and, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess that, I guess that somehow tells us that Christian is one of these, one of these island spirits who can't move on or something. Is yeah. that, can we get that far from this? I think we definitely can get that far. Um, and I would say that gives, that gives at least a motivation for Christian to do what he's doing if he's not doing it just because, you know, Jacob are the man in black is telling him to, whatever side he's ultimately on. Yeah, that uh, is confusing. I, so, oh, okay, What it, what what's the motive then? Well, the motive is he wants to move on. As a oh, spirit, move on. okay. Yeah, so he's trying to okay. help, uh, you know, he's trying to help or not help certain people to do certain things to for whatever, you know, if he knows what the end goal is, then uh, you know, I, I would imagine the idea is he's trying to he's trying to help them make that happen. So you know, ultimately he can move on. I think at the very least, they get like I said, it gives a motive for why for why he's around doing stuff. Okay, so he isn't necessarily like on Smokey's side. He's just playing a role. Like part of what Smokey's doing is what somehow has to happen for for the dead people to move on. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I don't. I, like. Uh, like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know which which really side he's on. I guess it would have to be Smokey's side. It seems that's what it seems like. But right. But I would just say in general, without getting into specifics, I said in general he wants to move on, and he is doing X, Y, Z. You know, helping. You know, the the stuff we've seen him do. Right. In, serv- in service of that. Right. Okay, okay. But I just, you know, some of the stuff you see him do, it's just hard not to, you know, it's hard to see why he feels that that's going to help. Yeah, and so that's the thing. I don't I, I can't really speculate uh, on a on a sort of more detailed level in terms of his motivation because I don't know if he if he's like like he could be helping Smokey, but knowing that but the way he's helping is ultimately going to stop him, and Smokey doesn't know that. You mm-hmm. know? So I don't really know. I don't really know the in the, the minutia of what he's doing right. on that level. But yeah. I would say in general, we got at least some idea of a motivation that we I don't think we had before. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It seemed mm-hmm. like he was under control of Smokey or something. Like he was just just he, doing it because he's told to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, but still, like it's it's confusing to me. Um, like, okay, like I have find it really hard to envision, you know, getting to the point. I assume at some point Jack's gonna like confront, you know, Christian again, and I find it hard getting to that point. And Christian's just like, you know, yeah, it's you know, Smokey and I we're you know we're cool like that, and you know, 
Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Yeah. You know, candidate. Like I'm I'm on his side. Like it just it would be weird if like his dad is just is just a smoky henchman. Yeah. You know, like I, that just seems like that seems like a weird place to go. Even though that's the way they presented him. Like I almost think they're just going to turn it around and and somehow say, you know, I was just trying to help everybody or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be like, well, how did that really help? But you know, that's what they'll say. That, that's sort of what I'm expecting. Yeah. Because like well, him, like him, him showing up, uh, him showing up to Michael was totally useless. Seemingly, I mean, I, it seemed like he did that for his own amusement. I, I don't know what good that did anybody. Well, well that's for the audience. But I yeah, would say okay. What's interesting is. Uh, um, that he that he tells Michael he can go now, but it's really like you can go die now. You can go be a spirit trapped on the island. Now. Yeah, yeah. He really he wasn't was, able to go. He really wasn't able to go. Really. Uh, yeah. So that that's um that that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting because we just talked about that in the last podcast. Like, what happened to Michael? I guess that mm-hmm. tells us that he he's pretty much definitely dead. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, I was hoping he somehow got got back to the to the mainland or something. But yeah, he's uh, he's definitely dead. Yeah, yeah, but he just got trapped. Yeah, that makes it even weirder to say uh, you can go now. But, like, appearing in Jacob's cabin and saying, I'm speaking for Jacob, you got to go move the island, hanging out mm-hmm. with Claire, you know, like, <laughs> and then he just turns her over to Smokey at some point. Like, it's just, it's weird. Like, yeah. I can't imagine he would want that for Claire, you know, what what ends up happening here's to her. The, here's the thing, just in terms of moving the island, I feel like I feel like the I I feel like things could have the way things played out makes sense except for the fact that um you know he tells Locke you know he, Locke was supposed to move the island not Ben and I feel like right. I feel like I feel like you know if you take that out if you if you if you put in the idea that Christian really wanted Ben to move the island because Ben would you know whatever do it wrong or you know, basically, Christian wanted the the time shifting to happen so that that some of the losses would go to the seventies. Right. Like if he if he wanted that, I think it it the, how things play out makes sense, except for the fact that he sort of tells Locke that no, 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 you were supposed to do it. Yeah. And it seems like well, if Locke did it, then you know things would have played out differently. So it, it's weird uh, in terms of that whole thing, in terms of what Christian was doing, because I feel like all the other stuff might be able to be reconciled pretty easily. You know, uh, but it's just like, you know, in terms of his overall plan, but it's just like that part of the plan, which seemed very important, right? Uh, didn't go the way he wanted to. Well, didn't go the way he he originally said it should be. It should go, right? And then it didn't lock. You know, then Ben turns it and Locke doesn't, and then he tells Locke, no, 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 that wasn't supposed to happen. So it's right. like it seems like if it was really his plan, he would have just been like, oh yes, that's what I wanted to happen, or something. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah, why even bother saying that wasn't the plan? Yeah, if if it if it was. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like it was very important for them to get to the seventies. Yeah, in the seventies. Yeah. Um, but then so, I mean, all the stuff about you know he doesn't doesn't deny the lock has to die. He gives him you know Miss Hawking's name. Like mm-hmm. he you know he's the source of of a lot of you know the stuff that the stuff that really set in motion the, uh, you know, the, the position that Smokey's in now. Yeah. You know, he also appeared to Frank and, and son at the, at the, you know, barracks and said, mm-hmm. you know, wait for Locke here. 
you know, like, like, what purpose did that serve? You know, it's like it's 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 hard to not see him as a smoky henchman just doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, so, what do you, what's your rating for this episode? My rating for this episode, I would say this is a B episode. B. Yeah, slightly slightly under the last two, but I really did like it. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I think it's a slightly under the last two. Um, another good Hurley episode. It definitely moved things forward. Like it, it really shook up the comfort zone for me of like where the show was going. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm really after this episode for me. It's kind of I'm not. I don't really know where we go from here. Well, the whole blowing up the plane thing was a red herring. Like comedy. clearly, <laughs> yeah, clearly. But I didn't I, think so. It was. It's just, it just blowing up the plane to me was always such a you know non-final season idea. Right. Like like somehow that's the only thing stopping Smokey from getting off the island is that you know blowing up the plane. Right. Solve all the problems. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And when they you were know. talking about it, I kept thinking, like, well, there's also that submarine. That's like, the thing. They never, no one's, no one's <laughs> talking about the sub. And you've got to know that, that the sub is going to come into play again. Right. I, mean, I don't even think they know there's a submarine there. Yeah. But it's like, it's it's not the only way, guys. Yeah. Even if you blow up the plane, like, there's, you know, if he can get on that sub, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to leave on it. Well, and and I think they'd be in for a rude awakening when they even got to the Hydra Island and uh and you know, saw that okay, Woodmore's people are there, how did they right. get here? There's probably a sub or something here. Right. You know, they would they would I think I think Richard would have to rethink his plan once he's you know, even if he got over to the island with explosives, he'd be like, Well, I could blow up the plane but then there's also this other route uh, you know, way for evil to get off the island. Right, right. Yeah, and a, and a quick thing is, I just gotta say, Richard is so adamant about that they need to blow up the plane. Yet, what happened when he, you know, that whole thing about him doubting everything he ever knew? And I know Abiturno was that episode. It renewed his his, uh, his faith or something. It yeah, his conviction in Jacob. But at the same time, Jacob still never told him anything. Yes, and and it was just like he just I don't know. We'll get into it, but. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I give this. I give this a B too. B, 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 B plus. But yeah. B. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just because I gave the previous two B plus, and I kind of liked them a little bit better. Yeah. I feel we are giving it the same rating, but it is kind of a B plus episode in some way. Yeah. I like. I I feel that way about it because I did enjoy it. it. There was a lot. You know, there's a lot to it. It was. Yeah. It was one of those transition episodes that still um, feels like. You know, it feels like things happened, mm-hmm. uh, and and so I like that. Also, you know, the sideways stuff was uh, was interesting. Yeah, they, Return of Libby. They didn't. Yeah, Return of Libby. God. Mm-hmm. <sighs> WTF? And 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 you know, they did not waste time in continuing to develop the Desmond plot from the last episode. Yeah. So you know, we find out pretty quickly that you know what Desmond is is uh, getting up to. Yeah. Well, sort of. Nothing really happens, but they did move it along a bit. Because, you know, he didn't he didn't do the thing he came there to do yet. But, and now he's in a hole. <laughs> no, I mean in the sideways. 
Oh, the Sideways. Sideways Desmond. Oh, that's Nani. Yes, yeah. Sideways Desmond did a lot more than Island Desmond. The Sideways Desmond definitely, his plan is in the works. Yeah, that's really what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Desmond on the Island is a big question mark at this point. Yeah. I really, I'm really not convinced that the uh, the thing didn't fry his brain. <laughs> oh man! I think Zoe, Zoe was on the right track with that. He seems totally out of it to me. Yeah, it's a fine line. I don't know what to do with Desmond on the island, but Desmond in the flash sideways definitely seems uh, seems like he knows what he's doing. Man on a mission. Yes. Yes, his brain is is okay. All right, well, you ready to get into the episode? Yes, let's do it. All right, first scene. Everybody loves Hugo. We start with a familiar voice detailing the philanthropic life of everyone's favorite chicken baron, Hugo Hurley Reyes. (laughs) We see the speaker is Dr. Pierre Chang, and he's honoring Hugo at a banquet, announcing the opening of a paleontology wing at the Golden State National History Museum. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. Chang announces Hugo as the man of the year, and everyone applauds. End of the first scene. So, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, they're they're really getting tight knit about this museum connection. Mm-hmm. Like, who who isn't connected to this museum at this point? <laughs> right. You know. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's. So first of all, just simple point. We get confirmation that Chang really is affiliated with the museum. Yep. Um, so presumably, presumably Chang is still Miles' dad and, you know, Charlotte works there too. And, and I, I kind of feel like both Charlotte and, and Chang should be in the audience. At least I was, I'm not Chang, I'm sorry, Miles. Oh yeah. Well, I, guess, I guess he's a Chang in this universe. Probably. Uh, but yeah, I think, I feel like Miles should probably be there and, and Charlotte should maybe probably be there too. In the right. Audience. Yeah. I would expect, I would expect her to be there. Oh, yeah, it's paleontology wing. She better be there. Exactly, yeah. It's even relevant to what she's interested in. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this felt to me like like the writer's tribute to Hurley. Mm -hmm. You know, it felt like the stuff they had Chang say was like, you know, their, you know, their big, their big, you know, final tribute. Like, here's what we, here's what we think about Hurley. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, and so I, I sort of like that. That was, uh, that was, uh, a nice way to start things. And I, I instantly recognized, uh, his voice and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I think I know what you're doing here. Um, like this, this whole like opening montage, it's just, you know, he's just, like you said, he's a chicken baron and he's He's just done so much with this fucking chicken empire. No one, no one, no one in the world has made the most fried chicken than Hugo Hurley Reyes. Yes. yes, yes, and it's just the name. The name Hugo is synonymous with charity or something. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how charitable he is. Yeah, yeah, and so like I'm assuming he's donated money to the museum, and they're naming this wing after him, and it's just, yeah, I, 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 um, we talked last week about you know, uh, you know how 
there, you know, he was going to have to have some problem, and they just they gave him a very simple problem, like, like everything is great. The only problem is, you know, he 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 doesn't have a woman. He doesn't have a woman. <laughs> that's that's it. That's a really woman that didn't breastfeed him. Seemingly, ooh, yeah. <laughs> ouch, mom. Ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it's just. Um, it's weird to see like it's weird to see a, a main character like this as this like tycoon philanthropist and it's and it's Hurley. Yeah. Like I just I don't know. It's this is strange to me. And that, you know, like throughout the episode, like when they, you know, they have his face on these posters and stuff mm-hmm. in the background and it's just like they I don't know. They uh you know, people just see him on T V. He just he's just so famous. He's this like fast food guy and he's just you know, strangely well known. What's, what's strange is that you know he he's the face of Mr. Clucks, which I think is pretty interesting. Because I, I, at the top of my head, I can't name any fast food restaurant that has a, a human person who's the. I mean, obviously Dave Thomas. Dave Wendy's Thomas. That's the one that but popped into my head. But he wasn't the Wendy's sort of character. You know, they actually right. had a character that was the the sort of advertisement spokes character or whatever. Right. You know. Uh, <laughs> It wasn't like you saw Dave Thomas's face on everything that was Wendy's. Yes. You know, uh, so I don't know. I think it's, it, it, I thought that was interesting. Uh, obviously, that's just a show thing, but yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting how his mother was. was her personality kind of just seemed different. You know, it was just this one little scene. Right. Uh, or I guess it's the next scene. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, I'm jumping ahead here. But I just thought it was interesting in terms of his problem not having a, a, a finding a woman. Um, I don't know. She just his mom seemed different. You know, his mom seemed. Um, I don't know. She just seemed meaner or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like in the in the main timeline when you know Hurley has all the bad luck, she's the nicest mom there is. Yeah. You know, and supportive, and it seems like with this little scene, I get that. You know, she's just kind of bored with all the good stuff that happens to him, and she's just sort of now worried about this, this sort of minor thing of him needing a girl or something. But right. Yeah, like, like this is this is not enough for her. Yeah, it just seemed like there was some sort of trade off there. Like he's he's luckier now, but somehow, like I don't know, his mom just isn't the same person. You know, and I and I'm curious if his dad's in, in his life or not. Right, if if he is, it seems like he should have been there. Yeah, and I just, I would just I I thought about that, and I it just came to me that maybe they didn't want to pay him for a scene. <laughs> you know, like is expensive. Yeah, I think I I would imagine you know for as short as that scene was, what what are they gonna have him say? Like, yeah, I agree with your mother, Hugo. <laughs> You know, and Cheech walks out with a check for a hundred grand for saying, "I agree with your mother, Hugo." Yes, you're right. You know. you're right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they could have mentioned his father. They could have had, you know, she could have said, "Me and your father are worried about you." They could have, they could have added something if they wanted to, to to give us a hint. But true. But maybe it'll come into play later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much to make of it. I mean, obviously he still won the lottery, and obviously he's quite famous, and you know that's sort of that's sort of what brings the dad back originally. Um, yeah, that's true. So you know, I don't, I don't know why that wouldn't have happened this time. Um, but you know, his dad did sort of like 
help him in some way with the with the whole you know get, getting over the the idea that he was cursed and stuff like that. So since he's not, you know, he didn't necessarily maybe need it as much as he did um, in the original timeline. So I don't know. I I, I agree. The, the the mother just gets one scene, and so it's hard hard for me to really yeah. read her, and especially because she's playing a function there, which is to set up the plot of the exactly. thing, so I, yeah, I, I, I don't know how different, she does come off different, I agree. Yeah, it's, um, uh, so, yeah, we still don't know if, 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 uh, if this Hurley, the Flash Sideways Hurley, won the, won the lottery with the numbers. Ah, I have, I have some information on that. Uh-oh. There is a confirmed more or less deleted scene from this episode Ooh. where where uh where they show him I'm not sure what the context is because the timeline obviously would be a little weird but they actually show him uh you know getting getting the lottery check like the the press conference or whatever mm-hmm. and originally like grandpa Tito was supposed to be in there and you know because in the original, like he, you know, he dies when, when, when these, yeah. you know, during the press conference. So, they, the, you know, that guy was credited, and he, they did film the scene. Like I've seen stills with him, like holding the check, and you can see the numbers on there. They're not the numbers. Yeah, I, I, that would be my my assumption was he didn't he didn't win with the numbers. Yeah, they're completely not a one of them is one of the numbers. So, so, so my my quick sum, summation of that would would basically tell me. That Hurley was destined to win the lottery, uh, yes. and just in one reality, he was unlucky that he used he used these sort of ill-fated numbers right. uh, that he heard from a guy in a mental in a institution who heard it when he was in a boat near the right. island. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if he, since I mean, you know, he's never even been in a mental institution in this mm-hmm. timeline, so you know. He wouldn't even have had the opportunity to hear the numbers that way normally. Yeah. So there'd have to be some other way to hear them. And then since the island's underwater, I think the question's you know up for grabs whether or not that guy even heard the numbers originally. Yeah, totally. So it's it's uh, it's questionable. But yeah, I think I think you're right. That's the that's the idea. He he was just supposed to win the lottery, and 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 now he doesn't have the the uh, the, the destiny numbers. Yeah. So so things are are going are going well. Even like better than expected, seemingly. All right, next scene. Yes. So uh, after the banquet, Hurley's mom laments uh, more honors for Hugo and says he needs to find a woman. She set him up with a date and insists he attends. All right, good scene. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about all this. Let's move on. Classic exposition. Yeah. Yeah. Next scene, we're on the island. Hurley is at Libby's grave and says he wishes he could talk to her. Other dead people have come to talk to Hurley, but Libby hasn't. Alana tells Hurley she's going to get dynamite from the Black Rock to destroy the Jira plane. It's the only move they have. Alana asks, uh, asks about Libby, and Hurley explains she was murdered before their first date. Alana leaves, and suddenly Hurley hears whispers. Michael appears and tells Hurley he's here to stop him, stop him from getting everyone killed. Then we have the intro lost. Ah! All right, so back at the grave. Oh, you're not going to do the, the next part. Oh, 
Sure. Hurley, uh, next thing. Hurley asked Michael why he should be trusted since he killed Anna Lucia and Libby. Michael tells Hurley, that doesn't matter right now. How convenient. What matters now is that people will die if they try to blow, let's see, if they try to blow it up and um, and it will be Hurley's fault since uh, people are listening to him now. Jack arrives and Hurley pretends he isn't talking to anyone. Jack tells Hurley to follow as they're all leaving. So that's that group of scenes. Okay. Um, let's see. First of all, like it, it came across like because when they when they go back to Hurley and Michael, uh, Michael's like, "You're just gonna, are you gonna say something, or are you just gonna keep staring, or what's it mm-hmm. like? Something like that." Like it comes yeah. across like the whole time we were away, Hurley was just staring at him, just staring at him. <laughs> that like fifteen twenty seconds of the of the lost intros. Yeah, movies. yeah, he's just he's just staring. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was weird. It was a weird use of the break. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so I think, um, there's a number of things I want to go through with this. Let me just start with, you know, okay, so a lot is like, that's the only move we have, we're going to go destroy the plane, and I guess Jack here seems to be like, okay, you know, we'll we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jack's in a weird position, because he just told Son that <laughs> I'm going to make sure I get you on that plane and off this island. Yeah. So like I don't know I don't know what Jack was doing. Like this this whole time he just you know, it's he promised his son he's gonna do that, but ah, let's go destroy the let's go destroy the plane and I, I it's just it's confusing. I, I I I don't really know where Jack's coming from. Like he's Yeah, I'm not sure why he promised son anything. And, you know, like, I feel like in this in this you know in this yeah, what's one episode he basically says, okay, I'm done leading. I'm okay to follow now. So it seems like, and I don't know when he made the decision, but it seems like it would have been within the time frame that he had promised, that he promised son that to get her on the plane, which is sort of a leader thing to do. Right. So it seems like he really should just never have promised that to son. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which is basically what Richard says, but it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Jack, and also like that's just generally like a little bit frustrating to me that like a lot of characters. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like a lot of characters just want to leave the island again. Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn it, we've been through this already. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I feel like. I feel like Jack should be like when anyone says, "Yeah, we need to leave." I feel like. Jack, of all people, should be like, no, 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 guys. We're here for a reason. Right. We need to figure out what that reason is. Us leaving the island is not the answer to our problems, obviously. Right. You know, that is not what we need What we need to do. We keep being drawn back here because of something that's bigger than us. We need to find – I feel like that's what he should be trying to convince people of. Yeah. Is that they're there and important. Just like, you know, just like he realized he's there for a reason. Yeah. He, I think he, he does realize they're all there for a reason. Yeah. yeah, he's not he's not telling people that. He's not telling people that that this is the whole thing that what they need to be doing is solving the mystery of why they're there. Right. You know, the most important question that there is, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, fighting against it isn't going to work. Yeah. And and they should all know that. I mean, they've yeah, you know, especially Jack. I mean, Jack left the island. He knows what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. They were all you know, they were all brought back there for various reasons. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, Hurley, too, I think. I mean, Hurley was specifically, like, directed back there. 
Yeah, and at this point, they know they're candidates. Right. And and they're still trying to leave the island. I just don't know if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like we're, we're, we're these mystical candidates from this crazy guy, Jacob, and, yeah, we're just going to leave now. Yeah. Like, I, that, just, that, that, motive, that, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me. Exactly, yeah. It's it's frustrating. I I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I, I feel like at this point the story should be they want to stay, but the island's trying to make them leave or something. Like yeah, like that should be the conflict. Like I feel like I feel like this whole this whole idea of them the island wants them to stay and they want to leave is just such an old conflict. Totally. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just I don't want to be back to square one with that. Yeah. You know, with with basically everyone, you know, I mean, it's like it's like they turned it around. Like now, Locke wants them to leave too. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now there's just no obstacle. If they all want to leave, like, and- there's no one who wants to stay, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't know anyone who really wants to stay. I mean, I guess maybe Ben, but I, it seems like he wants to leave too. Yeah, I barely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben's Ben's morose about the island. It's 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 really not. It's not clear that and 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 Locke is it was you know was the big one trying to get everyone not to leave and of course he's dead and and Smokey definitely wants everybody to leave so yeah, like, it's like almost it almost seems like everybody could just leave and be happy <laughs> be it <in. laughs> right except it would be the end of everything right yeah well that's the problem <laughs> according to some people yeah yeah that's true that's supposed to be the problem. Yeah, I I get it, but still, I don't know. I it's, you know, I mean, they need to they they need to both like realize their destiny on the island and sort of understand that it's a threat if this guy leaves. Yeah, and I, also I feel like someone like Ben who understands that the island has a palpable will uh, that will not be denied. Um, right. Should should really like almost like what what Jack did before in season five. You know when he got to. Uh, when he got to the 70s of just just being like, listen, if the island wants Smokey to be stopped, it's going to stop Smokey. Right. If the island wants Smokey to get on that plane and leave, it's going to let him do that. I, I honestly feel like the island, the island presents itself as so powerful in its manipulation of will and people's destiny that it seems like it should be able to do everything itself. Right. You know, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's almost it, it's almost counterintuitive for them to even want to do things. <laughs> You know, because they don't know what the right thing is to do. So it's almost like, well, let's just hang back and see what happens. Right. Because the island is powerful enough to take care of itself. I feel like that should be the the main idea here. But I, I feel like that's not true. Obviously, the island seems to need people to do things. But yes. Yeah. It seems like it, you know. It, yeah. I don't know. It seems like that would be something to test. Yeah. Yeah. It would be weird if they all just sort of, like, sat down and let it play out. Yeah. Like, all right, right. All right. Television, but... we'll see what you got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, it definitely seems like, I mean, for the, you know, for the human characters to have sort of stakes in what's going on, it, it does seem like they're, they are supposed to do stuff. Yeah. You know, um, even though the island is somehow also very, you know, powerful at exerting what it wants. Okay, but here's the thing. So, uh, in Abiturno, at the end, uh, I believe uh, it's Isabella, uh, uh, you know, tells uh, Hurley, and then Hurley, you know, translates, uh, you know, you have to stop the man in black from leaving the island, uh, you know, or we all go to hell. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so Hurley, you know, translates that, and you know, there was, there was, you know, we speculated a little bit about the idea that, 
the idea that Hurley, uh, you know, just kind of made that up and said that Isabella said that, you know, I think, I think it's interesting that in this episode he he does exactly that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he pretends to see a dead person and and, yes. and and lies about what they say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I mean I conclude from the events of this episode that in that case he was not lying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like Isabel really did say that. Um, although no one brings that up. Like it's. <laughs> It's it's sort of weird. Like well, I guess the, the the my problem is if as if Isabel really said that, mm-hmm. then you know the ghosts disagree with each other. That's apparently. what I was going to say because she says stop the man from from getting on the plane, which is what Richard tries to do, and then Michael comes and says, "Hey, stop Richard from stopping the man." Right. So yeah, so it, it, it is strange, which. I don't know. I don't know how to reconcile that. Like, like I said, I don't know how to reconcile what was going on with Isabella. It, that scene just seemed really weird to me. And and even when Michael was appearing, especially the first time he appeared, I'm like, are you smoky? Yeah. Yeah. I know they said you can't look like anything else, but I just heard whispers, and you showed up, and I yeah. don't know what's going on. Yes. Yes. Um, I agree. Like Michael. Michael comes off a little bit weird too. Like he's mm-hmm. he's normal sometimes, but he's also got that kind of edginess that smoky apparitions sometimes have. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's just he's just a little bit scary. And I, I also okay. So he says this line about how you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of people killed, right? So yeah. does he just does he mean? Does he mean you're going to get a lot of people killed just because, like, the dynamite's unstable and, like, you know, you're going to kill, you know, a lot of people? Like, you know, like, just carrying the dynamite over there, a bunch of you are just going to yeah. die from the unstable. Like, is that all he really means? I, I don't think he's saying, you know, uh, anything in terms of the finality of, you know, everything ending. Uh, you know, if, like, Smokey gets off, that whole that whole you know, whatever happens when he gets up. Yeah, I don't think he's referring to that. I think he's just saying, you're going to kill the candidates, basically. Like, if you guys go over and get the dynamite, it's going to explode and, and some of the candidates could die. Okay. That's what I think he's saying. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's sort of what I thought. Um, but, yeah, it just, it seems like, it seems like there's stuff they could do. Like, I mean, of course, eventually, you know, Richard and Ben and and Miles split off to go to the barracks and get some grenades and, you know, whatever else they have over there. It seems like there's other stuff they could do to, like, fuck up the plane besides put dynamite in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could just, you know, hide the ignition key. Sure. That would be one simple (laughs) thing. I assume I assume planes have car have plane keys, you know. Probably. Um, like I had in mind, like the thing you always see people do with cars, like they remove some like vital part in the engine, you know, mm-hmm. and then just like toss it in the ocean or or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like the, the, it seems like there's things they could do. You know, you, you know, here's one thing you could do is you could bust the hole in the windows, and you could, the, the cabin can never be pressurized. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, that's one problem serious. already, actually, because the cockpit window was broken. When oh, that it, is true. When it landed, so I, you know, I don't know how they're going to deal with that uh, if they're really going to fly that thing. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I guess the the besides trying to fly it you know, hundreds of miles an hour with that wind in your face. Um, yeah. They can fly low, I guess. 
Yeah. You know, and and I have a pressure problem, but but yeah, that 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 hole would be a problem. What are they going to do about that? They're not flying that plane. I think that I, they're really not flying that plane. <laughs> I think the I think the plane is going to get exploded or uh, yeah, or, or disabled permanently somehow. Uh, and I think the whole idea here was just that this wasn't the way to do it. Yeah, with this dynamite. Um, but yeah, they're they're not. I just can't see them. I mean that, that I can't see them flying that plane. There's a yeah. hole in the window. They they can't fix that. Yeah. It's starting to seem like a big red herring. Yeah, and it's like plane, 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 plane. And yeah. of course, no one's talking about the sub. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think it's a red herring in that way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, the fully operational, perfect working condition mm-hmm. sub. Yeah. That could easily fit the people the man in black needs to leave. And it's probably a better way to travel, I would think. A yeah. little bit safer. It doesn't, you know, sub can't really crash. Absolutely. They don't have to worry about, you know, get you know, getting the plane turned around, having a long enough runway to take off, like mm-hmm. you know, whatever's broken on the plane, like besides, you know, just the windshield, like mm-hmm. who knows what happened. I mean it crash landed, you know. I mean Yeah. How much fuel it has left. The fuel thing, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there's it's it seems like a very risky thing, and the submarine definitely seems safer. And you know, they I mean, he knows, Smokey knows, you know, or should at least they you know they have a submarine, and and uh, he does, he knows that. So it seems like that's more what it'll come down to. And they, I guess they just since the plane was there, you know, they felt the need to bring it up as a possibility. I feel like Frank should have chimed in at this point, at some point in this episode, and said, "Hey guys, yeah. you know, that plane can't fly." Yeah, yeah. He's got a broken, win- or even him. Like, who's gonna fly it if not for Frank? Exactly. Yeah, that's the other problem. You know. Yeah. Although I feel like that's why Frank ends up over there, but uh, like that's sort of Frank's purpose. Yeah. You know the can like he the candidates he needs because they're candidates, but like what's up with Frank? It seems like Frank is just going to be there to fly the plane. Maybe they will try to fly it. I don't know. It seems really weird though. I don't think they will. I don't. I think. I think. I think. You know, either Frank's going to die at some point. You know, the island's done with him, or yeah. there's something else that he's going to do. But I. I don't think he's flying any of that. I don't think he's flying that plane. Okay. I could be wrong, but I don't see that. I. I think the plane is a complete red herring at this point. Yeah. 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 So I'm not taking Michael's advice as. See, here's the other thing. Like Hurley's idea to go to Locke apparently doesn't really come from Michael. Yeah. Like it, really, it seems like he came up with that idea himself. Yeah. Michael helps him with it. He doesn't suggest that he not do it, but it doesn't seem like he says, here's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, he really just says, don't, you know, don't go try to blow up the plane. Um, so I'm, so I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not a hundred percent sure whether or not Michael cares about, you know, Smokey leaving the island. Yeah, I I would have to imagine he does because everybody does. Yeah, okay. Everyone seems to have an opinion about that. Um, so I would, I would imagine he does, and it seems like he just can't say a lot. Like he can't really, you know, give give Hurley too much info, and it's it's all about Hurley sort of, you know, because Hurley's the one who figures out, oh, I, I think I know what the whispers are, and he goes to look for Michael. Mm-hmm. And then Michael point, literally points him in the right direction. So I, right. I feel like that was some sort of test, you know, 
Um, so, yeah, I, I think Michael can't really tell him too much, but I, I would imagine he doesn't want to, you know. Because he doesn't say, he doesn't say, don't blow up the plane. Right. He's just saying, don't go get the dynamite because you're going to get people killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I think he, so I would imagine he wants Smokey to be stopped, but uh, it's just right. about the, the right way to do it. Okay. That, yeah. So I sort of agree. And so, and the thing is, like Isabella didn't specifically say to blow up the plane. Mm-hmm. Like she mm-hmm. just said, stop the man in black from leaving the island. Yeah, that's true. So you know that was Richard's idea of how to do it. So maybe that's just the point. Like he just he just had kind of a foolish idea of how to do yeah. it. Yeah, that makes sense. That, yeah, that way Michael and Isabella aren't aren't too far off from what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's it is a little weird to have like different ghosts like saying different stuff and disagreeing. Like, you know, can you have two ghosts at the same time and they like fight with each other over like what should be done? Like both of them talking to Hurley at the same Listen, time. Let's not let's not have ghosts <laughs> fighting on this show. I, you know, I don't know if I can handle that. I, it's got too much on my plate already. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It it seems like somehow, like you know, becoming a ghost on the island just gives you a particular perspective. You know, that, I, yeah. It seems like you get privy to this 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 lot of information about what's going on. Uh, and I think, and I and maybe that's just, you know, because the 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 the, the dead people can, you know, maybe they mingle at some sort of, you know. Oh. Post <laughs> mixer or something. Right. You know, have a couple cocktails. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. Jacob should be there too. You know, so Jacob could kind of fill them in on what's going on. Oh, Jacob is there. Yeah. Oh. So the, okay. So that raises that. You know, that's well. Maybe I should talk about that later once we get to the whispers. But I mean, I think once we once we learn what the staff of these apparitions is, um, you know, we have to kind of look at who we see and, and really see how that, how that's supposed to work. It is well, weird to me. Say it again. Once we, once we see what, once, what, you know, once we learn, which we do in this episode, like what, you know, what the status of the apparitions is, mm-hmm. namely like they're there because, you know, because of what they've done, like, that it, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder exactly how to explain, for example, like Jacob appearing. Mm-hmm. You know, as if he's trapped there too. You mean? Yeah. 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 Like that's curious. Like, did Jacob do something bad, and he's stuck on the island too? Mm-hmm. Like, I never really thought of it as a value problem that they appeared on the island. Yeah. Well, and you got to ask yourself. What you know? How does that? How does that correlate with with Isabella? Ah, good point. You know point. what does she do? First of all, her body's not on the island. I don't know why she even shows up. Good point. Uh, but but um, which is again why I thought Locke was doing it somehow. But um, yeah, I I don't know what she could have done to make her trapped. Which makes me say, which makes me want to guess you don't necessarily have to have done anything bad to be trapped on the island. Maybe Michael's wrong and he's just assuming that's the case. I don't. You know, I don't know how, what what you know how objective he is in terms of what he's saying, and with that, right. uh, he could just be assuming it's because of what he's done, and but it could just be anyone who dies on the island just gets trapped there until whatever situation gets resolved. Right. Okay. 
Okay, okay. You know, you think, like, Libby, you know, like, okay, so that's the thing. Hurley says Libby never came. That could mean she's not trapped. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I don't know, maybe we'd have to go look through the apparition list and see, you know, see if there's more good people than bad people there or something, but. Right, right. And I still, and also, you know, Hurley saw people off the island. Mm-hmm. You know, which who's you know, and and it seemed like the same thing, really. Like Charlie, he, yeah, he yeah. seemed to have seen Charlie and Echo. We, we know he saw Charlie. Yeah. Uh, but Charlie and Echo, he was. He was and Anna Lucia as well. well. Yeah, Anna Lucia shows up. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's and and the way that happens is basically like what happens on the island. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it's like. If they're stuck on the island, he's seeing them in the real world, and so it's like I don't know, I don't know what to what to what to do with that. Yeah, I don't either. But I think I want to say you're right, because yeah, I mean it's it just Isabella. Like, what could she have done? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know we didn't see her whole past. Maybe she just did some bad stuff before she died of, you know, consumption or yeah, yeah. No, she died of plot contrivance. Ouch! It killed a lot of characters. That is, that is <laughs> a, a lot of thousands of characters a year die from plot contrivance. Just ask Froger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, PD PD's an epidemic on on television. Yeah, or yeah. PC, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Especially on Lost. Lost has a pretty Especially high body count up for that. I, yeah. Oh man, all those, all those guys. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So it's it's Michael. You're right. He's got a you know guilt uh, thing with what he did, and so mm-hmm. you know whatever. Maybe he, maybe he's wrong about that. Um, he's either wrong or they're not consistent. <laughs> he's either wrong. He still could be right, but it's it's not an either or situation. It's it's yeah, it's because of what you did, but it's not just because it was, you know. And but it could just be a case by case basis, maybe like yeah. there are good people who who are made to stay, and there are bad people who are made to stay, you know. Right. Something like that. It, it's there could be other options. It's it's hard to really dis- discern which which makes sense. It is. It is. I just you know I want this to be like the final word mm-hmm. on it. It's just no. always with lost, you know? You get the final your... word the final word will be the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. That's that's the only time we can count on a final word from anything on <sighs> Okay. Unless unless they blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um even then I still want more words sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, there's certain points where I feel like this should be it, and I I really felt that way with the whispers and the apparitions. That I really felt like this is, you know, this is it. They're telling us the whole story, and so I'm just trying to make it all work. But yeah, okay. I mean, you know, there there's more. Hopefully, hopefully somehow it'll it'll all make sense. Oh, craziness. Um, you ready for the next scene? Yes. All right. Um, I gotta say though, Jack says, "Come on, we're leaving." But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, Alana is the only one who goes to get dynamite, and the yeah. rest of them just wait for her. Yeah. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's using that that lesser known uh, we, where it really just means Alana. 
Oh, I see. The royal we. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So the next scene, um, Hurley sits alone at a Mexican restaurant. He tells the waiter his date is running late. Hurley looks at the menu, and then a woman approaches. It's Libby. Ah! Libby tells Hurley she saw him from across the room. She explains that she knows him because she feels they are connected, like soulmates. She asks if he remembers her. Hurley wonders if he should. Dr. Brooks retrieves Libby and takes her away. Libby tells Hurley she meant everything she said. Hurley follows them outside and sees Libby get into a van from the Santa Rosa Mental Health Institute. Ooh. Boom. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, so Libby is back. Libby um, is back after four years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. It's just so strange to be like, because I believe, uh, yeah, our first podcast was about that episode, right? Where um, where they died, where they got shot by Michael. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was, yeah, uh, so it's an interesting little lot. Oh, full down. circle, yeah. Yeah, full full circle here. We're, we're podcasting about the first thing we podcasted That's about. That's a good point. Week. Fuck it, hey, I like that. I like yeah. that. Because they basically yeah. get around to the uh, the picnic that they're going to have. Exactly. You know? Finally get that picnic. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't make that connection. Lizzie is so old school lost to me. She really is. I they might as well have the, the Swan Station show up to be early. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that could happen somehow. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's it, it's uh, man, this sideways thing. They they'll just they're just pulling out all kinds of stuff. And yeah. even fucking Dr. Brooks. Dr. From, Brooks. From Dave. Like, they they got his ass to Hawaii just for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. I, I, I can't believe they did that. It's, it's, so, it's so weird. And so I guess we sort of, it's weird. Also, like, she's, she's presumably, okay, first, first of all, first things first. The stuff she says to Hurley, you know, definitely seems like it's connected to, you know, the stuff we found out about in the in the last episode. You know, she mm-hmm. she sees Hurley on TV, kind of like you know, dancing Charlotte or whatever, and it, it triggers these memories. And I guess she thinks she's crazy, and so she, uh, you know, puts herself in uh, in an institution. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the timeline was supposed to be because when she when later when she tells I guess in this scene is it this scene she tells him like yeah okay when she sort of reiterates her story um, it makes it it made it she made it seem like she had just recently you know this just recently happened so I'm just wondering how long she was in this institution. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um... It seems like not that long. I kind of want to say that a little time has passed, like maybe a month or something from the, uh, uh, from you know, from the the date of the uh, flight. Oh, you think it's been that long? Yeah, that's that's what I want to say. A, wait, I thought I thought Desmond said it's been a week since Oceanic 15. 
Did he really say that? He, well, tell, that, he tells that to Hurley in, uh, in, the, in the Mr. Clutch. Well, that also completely ruined my timeline, if that's the case. I'm pretty sure he tells Hurley, like, yeah, we were on A15 about a week ago or something. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he says. You were on Modern A15 Hacker. about a week ago. A week ago. Okay. So that, that isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. like, it, to me, it comes off like Libby. It, it almost like they, they want to have it both ways. Like, somehow she was just sort of indiscriminately crazy. Yeah. Yet somehow they wanted to be because it was no 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 it was because she saw Hurley. Yet it seems like she really. I just don't know if that's a big enough reason to check yourself into a mental institution because you have these memories that you don't know why they're there, and all of a sudden you you just think you're crazy and you. I, it just seems weird to me why she's there. You know, the whole idea of Libby being crazy was always strange. Um. Because I guess the idea is in the main timeline, she was at the mental institution because her husband died. Yes. Uh, and then she checked herself in. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's also weird because, you know, when they do stuff like this, when 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 something occurs in both timelines – you know, the thing I want to conclude usually is that it's their destiny to end up mm-hmm. like that. Like, she was just destined to end up in the mental institution, you know, Santa Rosa specifically. And, you know, the the problem with that is that she ends up there because it's an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that just makes it kind of weird for it to be like a destiny thing. What do you mean? I mean, this is something. This is something very non-destinical. I don't know what the right adjective is. For, as far as like fatal, yeah, like it just it doesn't. Baseball, whatever. The it word seems is. like she's she's only she's only having to go there because you know because of the very peculiar circumstances of this universe she's living mm-hmm. in, not because yeah. of some like thing about her. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think that's what's – you kind of see that with the other characters, too, is some of the fate stuff is really is really just interactions between these, like, things that are going on between the, the timelines with, with certain things. Uh, one other thing I want to bring up real quick before I forget is I think this finally explains, and I've got to sort of applaud them for this, but I think it finally explains why Dan was crying when he saw 815. Really? I think, well, I feel like it's the same. It's a similar situation to when Libby saw Hurley on TV, and she gets these emotions of this, you know, this past, this alternate life or something. And I feel like that was what was going on with Dan to to a smaller extent. Like he 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 sort of sensed this, you know, lo, this, this strong connection with with Flight Eight Fifteen, and I think. To me, to me, that that's the only explanation I can get that of why he was he was really crying. I mean, obviously, the the stuff in that timeline that happened was very important to him. You know, with you know all the time travel stuff and come to the island and have it, realizing he's got to you know he's going to die or whatever and all that stuff. Um, or at least you know trying to get them to do the hydrogen bomb thing. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's what I took from it. That's what I took from it was that that that's that that to me sort of explains why he was so sort of emotionally uh, captivated by the A-15 crash. The same way, you know, when these people in this alternate timeline touch, they get these memories, you know, uh, transferred or, or, or I should say released. And uh, and that and like, like, like what he said, when she just saw Hurley, she, she got these sort of flashes of memory. 
So I got the sense that anyway, I mean, I could be wrong. It's just a hypothesis, but just the sense that, that that's what kind of happened with Dan on a smaller scale. He didn't, he didn't have any flashes of memories or anything. Obviously, this, the second timeline wasn't created or anything, but, but just in a sort of encapsulated way, that's sort of what was going on with him. I say, that, same, that same sort of emotional connection to, to, uh, to what was going on. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, so that brings up like a thing I want to say just in general that, you know, the, this stuff is all happening in the alternate timeline where mm-hmm. they're reminiscing or not reminiscing. That's not the right word. They're, they're having flashes of memory from the original timeline. But, you know, I mean, with the possible exception of something like that, I mean, for the most part, you know, certainly on Island this season, we haven't seen it going the other way. You know, we haven't seen characters getting flashes of the alternate timeline. Yeah, and I think it's because the alternate timeline is their second life. The main timeline is their first life. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. it seems like the, the main timeline is sort of the primary one. Yeah. And it's this is an offshoot of that. And somehow they're they're being drawn back to it. Somehow it's... It's leaking or something. It's yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a weird it situation. Like, it seems like it was just an uh, an impermanent solution. Yeah. Like I said before, it almost seemed like the island was like, okay, you guys want to try this? Fine, I'll let this happen. Or the universe or something was like, yeah, I'll let this happen, but this isn't this isn't the you know the remedy for the problem. Right. This is just just like a diversion of the that the island or the universe or whatever lets them undertake, but that you know through various modes, and now really through Desmond, they're all going to sort of realize what's going on here. Right. But it, but it was very – very um, just the, the the sort of shield or whatever between the two universes was, was pretty thin. All it took was for Libby to see Hurley. Right. You know what I mean? Like like before when we got this idea, it was um, – you know, it was Charlie – Charlie had to almost die to glimpse the other side – uh, you know, and he got a, a sort of, I guess I would, I would imagine a stronger, a stronger connection, but um, than just when people sort of see others and they get these images, but um, but yeah, it's just like it's just strange that it didn't really take much for certain people to 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 uh, to sort of be privy to to the other side. Yeah, this is more like this is more like Dan, what Dan mm-hmm. described. He he just saw Charlotte. He didn't have a near death experience and he Yeah, did, exactly. You know, that sort of set him off for whatever reason. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's weird that if if this was supposed to be a permanent solution, it just wasn't going to ever be permanent cuz yeah. all it took with these people who are already close, you know, sort of, you know, they're connected anyway. Uh it's just it's just crazy that it was it, it plays out that way of it's just a matter of time. Yeah, is, well, a couple of days. <laughs> right. A couple yeah. of days since the flight, all this just yeah. starts to fall apart. Very soon. Uh, that's right. Uh, but it does seem like also you know a traumatic event can sort of bring it out. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it but it isn't necessary uh, for it to happen. Yeah. So okay, but here here's a question. Do you? Do you think Libby was on the plane? I guess not. She should have been in Santa Rosa. I agree, right? She hasn't been there like a few days, right? <laughs> like, I mean, that would be really weird if like she just checked herself I in would, like two days ago I, or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm already concerned that she saw the mix, you know, Curly on, on a Mr. Clucks commercial really, really 
you know, a couple days or very shortly before before she sees him in real life. So, yeah, I don't want to add the flight in there either. Yeah. Um, I I would say, okay, well, why was Libby on the plane in the first place? We never found out. Of course not. Um, <laughs> that's why I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know why. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that she's, she is, I think, one of the only uh, character, like big characters they never really – said why she was why she was even in Australia. Where did um do you remember where Desmond and Libby met when when Libby gave Desmond her boat? Oh fuck. No, I don't. I want to say don't LA, but Yeah, I want to say LA too, but I'm not 100% sure about that. It was yeah. some it, I mean Desmond was like, yeah, where was he? He was in some restaurant somewhere. Yeah. I I have no idea where that was supposed to be. Didn't they, didn't they meet? Was it? It wasn't an airport that they met in. No, it was like a restaurant. Uh, Libby met uh, Mr. Echo at the airport uh, okay. when when the Sh- Charlotte was her name Charlotte too. I don't know when that lady came up to confront him about Yemi. Uh, oh. You know he he starts like freaking out and then Libby steps in like everything okay and you know. So that I feel like that's the airport Libby you're thinking of because okay. Desmond and Libby was was definitely at like some kind of some kind well, of restaurant they, or coffee they, shop they, or something I like they that. Had, they had sat down and and they were at a restaurant, but I thought for some reason I thought that was in an airport. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you actually want to know? I could look it up. No, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, okay. All right. Now now I'm kind of curious. Well, I'll look it up. <laughs> Sorry, I just... We, uh, we'll wait. We'll wait okay. for you. Hold, please. Uh, you know, f- find a topic uh, to discuss while I just uh, peruse here. Um, I just want to see... Well, that's the end. You know, sometimes lost people... Oh, here we go. Okay, where was this? Where was this? Yes, yes. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Jack, Jack, Jack. Here we go. Yes. Uh, well, they're not they're not specific about where it was, but yeah, it's, the last piece of the description is at some point Desmond arrives in the United States and meets a stranger in line at a coffee shop. Okay. And that's Libby. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. He didn't have American currency. And that was the uh, thing that started their conversation. Okay. And uh, she gave him the boat. So anyway, yeah. Sorry, I that's that's uh, it wasn't specified exactly. It it was somewhere in the United States. Yeah, there could only be one or two places, right? Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, shortly after that, he sees Jack at the stadium in L.A. So it's reasonable to say it was in L.A. Yeah, I'll buy that. I forgot why I wanted to know, but uh, Me too. I forgot why, why, how Libby could have, whether or not she was on the plane. That was the main idea. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I gotta say, I don't think she was on the flight. I think, uh, I think it would have come up. You know, they could have talked about it if Hurley would have been, you know, right. Uh, you know, or because you know, honestly, the answer could have been, you know, she could have told Hurley, "I saw you at the airport, right, and I had these memories, you know, or something. I could, you know, I didn't get a chance to come up to you, or whatever, or you know, whatever the, the bullshit reason would be." But they could have incorporated her being on the plane if they wanted to. So, yes, I'd have to assume she wasn't on the plane. She's she's been in 
this institution for at least, you know, at least a week, right, guys? Come on. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it comes across like it's been, like, months, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, it, it also seems like it's been a few days. I, I yeah. I, they're very non – much like the location of Santa Rosa, it's, it seems very uh, <laughs> nebulous. Yeah. It's either just outside L.A. or it's 400 miles away. We're we're not really sure. Not really sure. We just write the show. So second question, same same kind of. So was Dan on the plane? Dan? Yeah. No. Why Dan would was, Dan be on the plane? Dan was not on the plane. Okay, I just I just wanted to make sure you didn't think he was on the plane. No. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. think. Well, but I guess I was going to say I don't think anyone who wasn't originally on the plane was on the plane, but Desmond. Was, I guess would be the only exception to that. That's a good point. Yes, yeah, Desmond is an exception. Um, uh, right. The, okay. There, there's a reason why I'm bringing that up. Um, okay. The point I'm trying to make is, you know, Desmond. Um, so, the, so if those two people are not on the plane, I think that proves that you didn't have to be, you didn't have to be on the plane. Even Dan, Dan wasn't on the plane in the original timeline either. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you didn't have to have any connection to Flight 815 to get these memory flashes. That's I just want to make that point. Okay. Okay, and then to follow that up, I don't understand why Desmond specifically asks for the 815 manifest. Like, it, it seems to me like, you know, just about anybody in this universe is up for grabs as far as having memories of the original timeline, and so I don't understand why he's, you know, fixated on the people who are on the plane. Like, what makes him think that, you know, we have evidence that those aren't the only, I mean, he talks to Dan, you know, we have evidence that there aren't, those aren't the only people who have this, you know, these memory flashes. So, so I don't really understand. Uh, I, I, my only answer to that would be he got some sense about that he need that the plane was the was the was the clue he needed or the manifest or the, the the plane was the common denominator even though it's not or or that he needed the manifest because of what he felt after touching Penny and all that stuff. Okay. Like he got he got you know part of the flashes that he got was some some sense of a fifteen being important. You're making a really good point. Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to. I'm trying to think why he would. Why does he just assume 815 is the key to all this, or that? And how does he even know which of those people to go after? Right. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't have a good answer besides that. I think. I think he just that he he somehow got it from from that. And, and I think my evidence from that would be there's something in this episode I can't remember. We'll get to it. Uh, we haven't passed it yet, but there's something here. Where a character, I guess it's Hurley, uh, I guess it's Hurley, says something that that alludes to the same idea that um, that they got this information from the sort of understanding the getting a glimpse of the other side, but it wasn't explicitly something we saw that they got. I forgot. We'll get to it. It'll it'll come back up. But okay. Um, but there is, I think, an example like that of this extra information that they they, they could have only gotten have gotten from from that experience. Okay. 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 I guess the thing is, we don't really know. We don't know exactly what Desmond knows. Oh, that's what it is. It's Charlie. 
Oh, uh, okay. But we we did. That's not exactly right because we did see him see Charlie. But uh, but yeah, but it was like the fact that he he tells Ben his son his name is Charlie. I'm like, okay, well he's only saying that I think because he had that glimpse to the other side where he did have a son named Charlie. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That, the way it played, it almost seemed like it almost seemed like it could it could. I think you're right. I think you're right. But it it could almost go that he just quickly thought, you know, the first name that popped into his head for a male mm-hmm. was, like, this guy that he recently had this traumatic experience yeah. with. Yeah, you know, it could be that, but but, but the way he, he, he even, you know, Ben asked him, what's your son's name, very fast to get to throw him off. Yeah. Because he doesn't necessarily believe him. And yeah. before Ben is finished with the question, he's saying the name. Yes. That's and so true. I feel like that was sort of like that was sort of him him he was doing that because he knew he had this son named Charlie and that was like, Ooh, I get to answer this because I know the real answer and it's it's important to me and all that stuff. And yes. Yes. I I think you're right. I think you're right. It's just one of those things that, you know, if we didn't know what we know, we could explain it away. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's that is what's going on. It, it sort of reminds me of what happened with Claire when she just kind of blurted out Aaron all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like so, somehow, yeah, he just he sort of sees. And they did show like in one of the flashes. I think when he was in the MRI machine, you know, they showed him um, remembering, uh, you know, yeah, little showed, Charlie being born. Yeah, they did show that. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's very reasonable. It's just it's just like a weird coincidence, I guess. Not well, not exactly a coincidence, but well, what's strange is he could have also said Charles, you know. Yes. Which which I think you know, like you were saying that he you know he just had the first name that came to him, but it's like and Charlie is of course Charles, but uh, yeah. But I think yeah, without without him having a son named Charlie and and, ha- and remembering that from the flashes, uh, I feel like he would have said Charles or something mm-hmm. uh, just because of his, you know, love of Widmore. <laughs> oh. you, know, you know what I mean? If, if, oh, if, you're a, guy, right. yeah. if a guy is going to come into his head, I think it'd be Widmore of any other guy in the world. Good point. Yeah, this and is a universe so, where he would, like, proudly name his yeah. son after Widmore. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's interesting that... Um, That's weird. Yeah. That's a weird connection. Like he could he could have a son in this timeline and just name his kid Charlie for a completely different reason. And and I, and I would say his son would, is is fated to be named Charlie. <laughs> I think you're right. Wow. That, and that reminds me too about names. Just just the idea that of course of course you're not going to change people's names in the alternate timeline, but yes. But it just makes you think that you know these people are just stuck with these names. You mm-hmm. know, like that's. You know, the, he was always going to be named Jack, and he was always going to be named, you know, Desmond, or, he, you know. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, that'd be weird if they just gave him other names. Mm-hmm. And we just had to, like, live with them being called whatever, you know, <laughs> Seymour or something. Yeah. <laughs> Seymour Hume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that just doesn't... like some sort of joke. <laughs> It really does, yeah. Like like a, a joke, you, you, you call up, uh, you do a prank call, and that's the punchline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Is there Seymour Hume there? Seymour <laughs> Hume? And then the person turns around and says, yeah, I'm looking for Seymour Hume. Yeah. I'm looking to Seymour Hume. I don't know. I don't know what the joke is. I don't know what the joke is there. either, but it sounds like one. <laughs> it's there. <sighs> Oh, 
All right. I think we we either we either solved something or we didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Want to go to the next scene? Um, I I think so. Let's see. What what scene are we on? Lizzie and Hurley at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay. And then and then Doctor Brooks comes in. Okay. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. We're done. I'm glad Rosalita was late, huh? Fucking a. Yeah. Rosalita just. <laughs> <laughs> Rosalita didn't seem to care. I guess I, it seems like she never ever actually came. Yeah. I guess she stood him up or something. But it just seems like to me it's like you know. If you're going to get set up on a date with, with Hugo Hurley-Reyes, you might want to show up as rich as he is. Absolutely. He's a, he's a catch. Yeah. I, I uh, again, like, Claire, wake up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's just getting, like, successful people all around her and not really uh, paying attention. Yeah, she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, um... It's also like he seems like it seems like she's a family friend, so it's even stranger to me that she would stand him up. Yeah, totally. You know, like it's you know presumably like she'll I don't know see them at some point, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be weird. Thanks for standing me up, Rosalita. Well, maybe uh, maybe it's not her fault. Maybe maybe Destiny intervened or something, and uh, she, she got she got sidetracked from ever showing up or something. Okay, yeah, maybe she got a flat tire or something. Yeah. Destiny gave her a gave her a uh, gave her a flat tire or something, something like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, sure. I don't think I don't think Rosalita mattered. The point was definitely to meet Livy. Totally. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to watch those things because it's like I you know they they have to they have to build this story somehow and there's there's all this like garbage in there basically that they just need it there to you know, to get to where they want to go. Yeah, the whole idea that Libby, you know, that they even meet at this place. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the the the, the mental institution, like, day out at the, mm-hmm. at the whatever, Burrito Ville. They have a day out, and they just, yeah, of all places to go, they decide to go to this, you know, middle-of-the-road Mexican restaurant. Yeah. You know, uh, which I think it's weird that Hurley is there, too. Like, I, I don't, you know, well, I don't know what my expectation would be, but it just seems like he would go to a nicer place. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, it, yeah, it's just weird that, it's just strange that they're both there and, uh, and um, it's just like, yeah, it's like their day out or something. Right. Which I guess, I guess they do that kind of stuff, but it's just. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's probably also supposed to be fate or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to the next scene. Um, okay. We're back on the island. Alana returns with four sticks of dynamite, enough to destroy the cockpit and instruments. The cockpit and the instruments of the Jiroplane. Hurley doesn't think it's a good idea since the dynamite is so unstable. Alana assures Hugo everything will be fine. She has been training her whole life to protect them. Hurley, <laughs> yeah. Hurley landed on so thick. And I'm, I'm just, I'm totally oblivious to all this. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, trust Alana. She's been training her whole life to protect you, Hurley. Those are my exact thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Hurley was. Hurley wonders how blowing up the plane will protect them, as it would just make them stuck on the island with an angry smoke monster. Oh, it's such a great point. Alana starts to put uh, water bottles into her satchel with the dynamite. She, re- she reiterates that Jacob said Richard would know what to do, and Richard wants to blow up the plane. Hurley wonders what if Richard is wrong. Alana begins a string of words 
and each more than the last foreshadows an explosive conclusion to the conversation. Alana sets down her satchel, and kaboom, Alana goes the way of the submarine. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, suffice it to say, we saw that coming. <laughs> we can't even get dynamite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's really what was missing from that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's, she's like the submarine. Oh man, yeah, it's uh, you, I, that shot of the di- like the dynamite's like extra juicy, like it's just got yeah. like crap flowing all over. Oh the place. man, yeah, it's just like any any like like anyone who looks at that should be like, I don't want to touch it. Yeah, I know. They it's they're really they're really making it. I I see how you could see it coming. I yeah. just I don't know. I just really didn't think they would do this. Uh, yeah. It's shocking to me that they, you know, this is it for Alana. Like, damn. Yeah, like when 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 she's saying this, and I'm like, okay, you're about to explode. I'm I I was wondering what are they gonna okay what are they gonna do with it? And I thought, you know, like after the explosion and the dust is clearing, I was wondering if she was gonna be standing there unhurt or something, oh. and, that, and they were gonna make some broader point about Jacob and his power, or ah. you know, I thought I thought they were maybe gonna go with that because I'm like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna kill her now, or at least the dynamite's gonna explode. Now, yeah. what, is she gonna die or not? Uh, right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Once again, like it's just. It's just making Jacob's plan seem so haphazard and just, like, I just can't, I mean, maybe he just had nothing like this in mind, but, you know, when he said, you know, Ricardus will know what to do, but, like, oh, man. Well, that's what's weird, is he said, he said Rich would know what to do, and Richard wants to blow up the plane, but that doesn't mean that that's what Richard, that's what they're supposed to do. Right. You know, and like Hurley says, what if Richard is wrong? You know, like I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know if it's a matter of Richard just needs to think harder and he's going to come up with something. Or was Jacob just wrong and, and, and Richard really doesn't know what to do? Yeah, yeah. And it just seems like a bad, I don't know, did he just misjudge Richard's judgment? Like, uh, you know, did, I mean, why not just tell Lana what to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just seems so much simpler than to just rely on the, He doesn't tell people what to do. You know, uh, I guess so. Yeah. I guess that's the idea. Um, but it's just, uh, uh, you know, Lana was someone I thought I could count on to really, you know, take, uh, take charge you know she's been the sort of de facto leader of this group and uh i just uh i really thought that uh you know i mean i i definitely thought she she could very well die at some point but i imagined it would be in in more uh you know uh in the in the field of battle i guess uh you know i imagined it could have been i think it could have been but she she started messing with the dynamite yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know? and I, I think the idea that they that Ben surmises later is is right that that she you know if she did what she was supposed to do I think 
she could have done more, but I think I think she 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 had done enough in terms of whatever she uh, Jacob needed her for. Um, because you know we you know Jacob prevented the dynamite from exploding when when Richard and, uh, mm-hmm. and Jack Jack were in the Black Rock. So it seems right. like. The same thing could have could have happened for Alana. Yeah. Um, you know, the dynamite just doesn't explode when she throws it on the ground. Right. She just she just didn't I don't think she understood how dangerous it was. It really just seemed like she didn't understand how volatile that that dynamite was. Other you know, otherwise she would have handled it a lot more carefully. And then she throws the water bottles in there and <laughs> Yeah, that's just gross. gross. It's just weirdness, and I'm just like, why, you know, yeah, it just seemed like she was woefully unprepared for how dangerous that dynamite was. Yeah, yeah. I guess I took her confidence for, you know, like, her knowing that something would happen, like what you said, like, it just, it just wouldn't explode on her. Oh. Mm. Like, I I thought she was, that's why she was so confident about it. I just, I, I assumed that she, you know would know to be careful about dynamite if it really were a problem. Yeah. You know, and like Richard, you know, they showed Richard early in the season, like just, you know, very cavalierly throwing the dynamite around, not worried at all. And I guess the way she was handling it, it seemed like she had that same kind of confidence. And so, I, again, that was just settling me down, like not thinking there was any kind of real threat, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess like that scene with Jack and Richard really set me up to not – not get worried that anything was going to happen in this scene. Yeah, see, I never thought Alana was on that page with with those guys. So I, I I I was I was worried the whole time she was handling dynamite. I'm just like, this is not good. This is, yeah. This is not good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, of course, you know, this is what they wrote, and there was no end to this sentence. But I really wish I could hear what she would say, um, because if it. <laughs> I honestly don't think she would have said anything different than she's already said and everyone else has already said because if it gets off the island, that's the end of everything. I honestly I just don't, like that. I don't, okay. I don't think she was going to give any big answer to anything. I really don't. Okay. She seems to be reiterating the same thing she's been saying. God okay. help us if it leaves the island. If it does, then it'll be the end because that's all. that's all anybody knows. Yeah, okay. Like I don't I feel like a lot of even Richard, I feel like they that's what they've heard from Jacob. If it's the end of everything. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. But I don't feel like they don't know specifics. It's amazing how much of this show is characters getting involved in these extremely dangerous situations and having to like, you know, put their lives at risk for like goals and like outcomes that they really don't understand. Mhm. You know, like that's just been that's been a thing in the show for a long time. Yeah. You know, like, they just rarely had a full clue what they were doing. So it's just, it's weird. It's weird. This late in the not game. Not a single character on the show, not including Jacob. I don't know the final word on him, but I would I would generally include him in this, too. Not a single character in the show 100% knows what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, not even not even Locke. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. But how many characters do you think? How many characters do you think specifically know what would happen if Smokey left? Of the characters who are left? Yeah. Um. You like, mean 
You said specifically now? Yeah. Yeah, like we know, obviously just, got some vague idea that something bad will happen and everyone will cease to be. Or see, everyone, I think he's got the most specific explanation thus far. Okay. I think okay. we've heard the most specific thing from him in terms of, you know, because Richard just says it's the end of everything, but what does that mean? And I think I think uh, Widmore goes a step further and he says, well, everyone you know will cease to exist. Yeah, yeah. So I feel I feel like he's he's got the clearest sense so far of what what would happen, and then Richard I think sort of knows, uh, but I think everyone else is just everyone else who knows is just sort of a vague it's a bad thing if he leaves, and um, and I think even the people who know that don't necessarily know why. Right. So do you think Smokey himself knows what's going to happen when he leaves? I you know. Oh, I don't think, I don't think he thinks, yeah, I, I don't think he would say, obviously he wouldn't say what they would say, um, but would he say something that's effectively the same? I don't, I, I kind of feel like the answer is no. I kind of yeah. feel like he just well, wants to go home. And, I kind of do too, like he doesn't yeah. even realize what the consequences will be of him leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, he maybe he doesn't even know he that he's evil know. incarnate. You know, but that's the thing. People keep telling him that, and yeah. there are people. People are told that about him, and some people have told him that. Right. Uh, and he he seems to say no. Um, he seems to not. Like I said before, he doesn't. He doesn't take on that that moniker at all. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's why I don't know how to view Smokey really, because so many people have said he's bad. It's the same way Smokey. The same way a lot of people, but in this episode, Smokey says Woodmore is bad. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you don't actually know, do you? Like, I, I feel like you're wrong about what Woodmore wants and and what he's trying to do. Like, it just seems like a lot of misinformation. And yes, you know, Jacob seems to be the one who originated this idea that if. Smokey leaves, it's, it's the end of everything. And so yeah. other people have been repeating that, but yeah. I don't think they really know. They're just repeating what they heard. So, you know, they, they, they it's it's not necessarily more true just because a lot of people are saying it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think something's true. I mean, I think there is some consequence to him leaving. Yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering, like, how much the characters really know Specifically, you know about what's going to happen, and well, what do the characters know specifically about anything? Like I could see Smokey, I could see Smokey knowing and not care, you know, caring more about going home than whatever the effect's going to be on 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 other people. Um, I could also see him just not quite being aware mm-hmm. of the effect it's going to have. Um, uh, you know, not quite, not quite understanding what he is. I guess. Yeah, I, that would that would be very strange to me if he doesn't know what he is, uh, because someone should have told him. Like it seems like he should know why he's trapped there. I agree. I agree. Even if he feels like it's unjust, I feel like he should. Well, that's know. why. That's why when when Jacob talked to him, I mean, I, you know, it seemed like there was an unspoken understanding. But like, just let me leave, Jacob. I wanted Jacob to explain to him why he wouldn't let him leave. Mm-hmm. You know, it just seemed unfair to 
to say I'm just I'm not going to let that happen and and leave it at that. Well, but yeah, that just made me think he had already explained. Like the first day Smokey's on the island, I feel like he someone is telling him why he's there. Okay. Someone is explaining the rules. Someone is explaining candidates or something. Someone and obviously this isn't literally someone who's explaining this, but these ideas are coming across to him that these are the rules, you can't kill these people. Whatever the situation or the standards are of being on the island, you know, you're going to be trapped here forever. Whatever the main ideas are, I feel like have to have an origin that he should know. Yeah. And and in the stuff we saw with him and Jacob, that was, you know, a long time after the beginning of all this. Right. Uh, so I feel like, yeah, he didn't need to re-explain it. But, um, and, and also I felt like in that scene it was more like, I've been here a while, let me leave now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess it's just that we haven't seen we haven't seen that part where he gets that explained to him. So. No, that'll be in the season finale, series finale. Yeah. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. All right, well, R.I.P. Alana. Fucking A. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We hardly knew ye. We really, really barely knew ye. Yeah. We we only got a tiny flashback of ye. And really, <laughs> the story of ye, I don't even know if we'll ever learn. I'm really sad I said ye now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> Look what I have started. Um, What's I got on that ye thing? I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, will um, we ever know what her training really meant? Why she was in the hospital? Like, why Jacob picked her? In what sense Jacob was like a father to her? You know, like, all those... There's a lot of mystery about Alana. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, hey, now that she's dead, she can appear to Hurley. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. She is, that's true. She isn't necessarily, they won't necessarily not answer those questions, but yeah. still, though, it's it's uh, it's it's pretty shocking. She was, she was a pretty good character, I mean, for what she was. I, I enjoyed, uh, you know, from really from the moment she... Uh, came onto the scene on the, with the Ajira plane. Uh, you yeah. know, it was it was her and Caesar, <laughs> and Caesar was the red herring. Yeah, totally, totally was the red herring. No, yeah, Alana been, has been great. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of characters who are just around for a little bit that uh, make a make a huge impact. And uh, she 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 was great. The actress who played her was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, you know, you can't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You can't say too much bad stuff about Alana, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And are we ever going to know what lies in the shadow of the statue? Jeez. <laughs> just saying. Is the answer really just that fucking Latin phrase? Like, that's it? I don't know. <sighs> Wait, what's the answer? Uh, oh, he responds in Latin. Yeah. What did he say? What was the translation? It's something like "He who will save us all," or "He who will protect oh. us all," or something like that. Yeah. I just think that means Jacob. 
seemingly, yeah, that is what it means. It makes I, sense. I, I, you know, I think we're done with that. But okay, I, I think see. you're right. I think you're right. It was just weird that she was going around asking people that. Like, I guess, I guess that was just like code for Jacob's allies. Well, yeah, it's a huge secret that Jacob lives at the statues. So, yeah, okay. Which okay. I think Richard and, like, her knew or something. Okay. I think that's what it was. It was really just a big secret question. Okay, okay. And th- so the answer has to be coded somehow. They don't just want it to be Jacob. Like, I, I, think guess... if you, I think if you said Jacob, it, you'd get a pass. But it would I work. Think, okay. I think it's probably his phrase is the is the correct, like, Maybe there's a correct response, but I, I, I honestly feel it's sort of a loose question uh, in terms of the response it's, it's, it's trying to get. Yeah. I think if you said Jacob, you'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the um, uh, Let's see. My favorite Alana moments would be uh, when she um, – when she knocked over Miles and with the door. Oh, so great! That's that's probably my favorite little little moment of hers, man. Oh no, Smokey's busting through the door. Oh, he's a Solana. Solana just knocked his ass. Just knocked him down. Way the fuck back. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Um, and I also thought, you know, in that scene with Ben and Dr. Linus, like, she really played off him really well. She gave, you know, the appropriate weight to the other side of that scene uh, mm-hmm. when she uh, accepts Ben into the group. Like, it was that was that was really, uh, really well done. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, her whole thing with uh, her little undercover thing with Saeed, Oh yeah. Uh was great. Yeah. Um, that was really good. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean every step of the way, I mean if if Alana's in the scene doing stuff, it's 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 probably a good scene. Like I I really you know, I really can't think of anything bad. Uh you know, they they really they really did uh wrote their character really well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's uh it's I guess, you know, she she was a character that to go to the next stage of the story, I I guess they didn't really want to have her around. It definitely pulls the rug out from under things because you don't have a authoritative, you know, competent character really anymore and you just have to rely on, you know, people who are just kind of you know, figuring out what to do as they go and uh, not not as sure of themselves as uh, mm-hmm. she was and, you know, not as much, uh, you know, personal association with Jacob. But uh, anyway, yeah, um, R.I.P. Alana, definitely, I agree. Yeah, i got to say it's a little sad that she, you know, spent all this time training to protect the candidates and then she gets to the island and by the time she gets there, you know, Jacob's dead. Yeah, it really sucked. Actually, like, she got to the statue, like, a few minutes after Jacob mm-hmm. was killed. Like, it was it was so close. It, it's almost like if she didn't go to the cabin first, mm-hmm. she could have got there in time. Yeah, but she wouldn't have known where to go if she didn't go to the cabin. Yeah, yeah. Although, although it makes you wonder, why does she, 
Yep, yep, that's what I was just thinking. (laughs) Wait a minute. Why is she asking what lies in the shadow of the statue if she doesn't know it's Jacob? Oh, man, the the cabin resurfaces again. Yep, it's back. Jeez. Hey, guys. Hey, guys, I'm just going to fuck shit up again. <laughs> Jeez, Kevin. Man. The Kevin is like Froger. It just shows up and annoys You're right. Me. You're right. It, it it burns down, and then it just comes back to haunt us. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's weird. She should have. She should have. There's just no reason. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with this cabin <laughs> shit. You know what? Here's my final. Here's my final explanation. Wow! Wow! Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm getting upset. I'm gonna throw something. Here. Listen, <laughs> listen. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what's up. Here's the deal. My final explanation on on, on a, in terms of Alana and the cabin is I can't wait. They wanted the cabin to be burned down. So they, they had this whole little sm- side storyline of her going to the cabin and seeing that Jacob wasn't there just so she could burn it down. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. I'm done with it. That's why. Otherwise, okay. otherwise she, she wouldn't have gone. If they didn't want the cabin to be burned down, she wouldn't have gone there. Yeah. I just have to believe that's true. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's, it's basically just a writer's contrivance so that they can burn down the cabin. I think it's like burning down the cabin, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think it just makes it just makes sense. She should have gone to the statue first. If she if the question means what it means, then she should right. have gone to the statue first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you know if you if you think about it in that sense of it's just a contrivance, and I think it it takes the weight off of the um, the complications of of the cabin, True. who was in it and when and stuff like that. That's less important, I think. Um, You're right. Somehow. You're right. Because that, that scene is one of the biggest problems with the cabin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that scene is the main thing preventing me from going with the, you know, man in black was trapped in the cabin theory. Mm-hmm. And Jacob basically was just never there. Yeah. He was he was always in the statue. Damn cabin. All right. Yep. I uh, I I will agree with your theory uh, unless they bring up the cabin again and tell us something else. All right. Yeah. No. And if there's more info, I'll incorporate it. But at this point, that's just that's my final word on that. I okay. Mean, oh, the cabin. Okay, cabin. We're done with E. R.I.P. Cabin. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Anything else on on Alana? Another uh, you know, round of applause for uh, Zulenka Robinson. Yes. Great job. Really good. Really I'll good. Be, uh looking out for other roles with uh, Miss Robinson. Yes, never heard of her before this show. Yeah. Uh but yeah, totally believable. It's it's an interesting part. She, you know, she uh uh she has to uh you know, carry a lot of weight to make it work, and uh, I think she did that pretty well. Yeah, I mean, she's got to be, she's got to be tough. She's got to be vulnerable. Yeah, she's got to be, you know, she's got to be a lot of, lot of different things uh, in different, different parts, and she pulled them all off. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Now I make it come across as just kind of ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going from one to the other. Yeah, she 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 reminded me of a, a sort of a, a you know more a smaller version of like Juliet. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah. Very dependable character, very capable character, um, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, less developed. We didn't know as much about her. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's, that's, uh, without Juliet here, you know, she was a good number two. Yeah. For that. But we still haven't had anyone do the shooting thing, the, the shootout on the on the on the outriggers. You're that right. Scene, you know, I I really thought Alana was part of that. Yeah, looks like not. Well, yeah, looks like not. Are they gonna get back to that? They they left the fucking beach, so <laughs> I don't know when that's gonna happen at this point. Okay, okay, well, yeah. So now oh, they no, left actually, the that's beach. good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, supposed yeah. to be it's no one there. The <laughs> now that they left the beach, then I forgot. Then the, the other time traveling group can show up and yes. and then um and then the, and then 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 I guess other other losties come back after that time travel group has just left and they see oh no someone stole our outrigger and <laughs> let's go chase them <laughs> yeah so I got, I can't wait to see what they say when they see they see people vanish. Yeah, that's going to be and, weird. And depending on who it is, let me think who it could be, because who's left that time shifted? Like, I Sawyer? I'm pretty sure just Sawyer, unless you count Locke. I don't. Which I don't um, either. I think the rest of them are all dead. And and did anybody oh, else t- know about Jen, but he wasn't there for that incident. Yeah, he didn't really do it exactly the same way. But, yeah, he, he, he gets the time shifting. Um, yeah, I would say... I would say if one of those two people are on the other outrigger, and hopefully it's not James Sawyer because, damn it, he's on the other one too. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like two Sawyers in one scene. Yeah. Um, I, you know, they could explain what happened, but but if it's not one of those two people, then it's going to be weird to see a boat with an you know an outrigger full of people just vanish. Yes. Yes. Without Without someone really understanding what's going on. Yeah. I wonder, did anyone ever tell Jack and Hurley uh, and uh, who's the other one? Oh, Kate, uh, uh, about all that stuff that happened? Like, did they even know what they went through before they got back in the 70s? Yeah. Somebody at some point when they were trying to get them all acclimated into Dharma, uh, someone mentioned the 50s. And I think Hurley was like, "You guys were in the '50s." Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, but okay. they didn't—they did not elaborate. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. They didn't. Yeah, we didn't see them have extended discussions, but we probably should assume that they know about it. Yeah. It will be weird though. Like, I wonder if they brought up specifically while well, we were on the beach at one point, and we hopped in an outrigger, and and these people <laughs> started shooting at us. If you ever find yourself in that situation, don't, don't shoot at shoot. us. But yeah, but that's that's a that's a time paradox. That would be total time paradox. Yeah. It'd be really weird. Yeah. It's obviously not going to work because they are going to shoot at them. Yeah, I mean they can tell them that, but it'll be someone will just be like. Shoot them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Juliet's going to shoot somebody. So that's going to be weird. It is going to be weird. I I, I hope it, it, it actually matters. You know, like I hope it's, it'll be, you know, it, it'll be weird, but I hope it actually matters that somebody, you know, whoever she shoots, like it's like, oh, no, this person is shot by someone from the oh, past. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing, you know. Yeah, okay. 
not some like random red shirt other or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That would be better. And I'm curious what that second outrigger of people are going to do after the first one, after the first outrigger full of people vanishes. Are they going to just keep keep making their way to the, like, will they just keep rowing towards the Hydra Island? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. You know. Yeah. Because I would imagine uh, around the time this this would happen that they, they could be trying to make their way to the Hydra Island anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they're going to lose one of the outriggers. It's they're going to lose one of them. It's going to go to this other time period because the stuff goes along with you. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's weird. Just like uh, Sun is Sun is Jin stuff. Sun is Jin stuff, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. The perfect explanation. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the idea. I still I'm still very with where they end up in this episode. I still don't quite see how it's going to happen because it doesn't seem like anybody's headed back to the beach. Yeah. Um, well, you know they go to the beach every other episode, so yeah. Okay, they'll be back. <laughs> Obviously, somebody's going back there. I just I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine them, like, showing up at Lock's camp and then, you know, let's go back to the beach and get an outrigger. It's like, Lock already has one, obviously. It's just, I don't know. Well, yeah, it'll be. We need another one. Enough. Exactly. You're you're solving your own question. I mean, okay. it's like, we don't, we don't have enough outriggers for everybody or something. Okay. Oh, we have two outriggers back at the beach. Okay, you yeah. guys go back to the beach and get those outriggers and whatever, you know. I can see that working out like that. Yeah, okay. Okay. That'll, that's. That's simple enough. Also, I guess it's worth saying that Richard and Ben and Miles go off to get grenades and stuff, and presumably they're going to want to head over to the Hydra, so you know mm-hmm. they might be back on the beach trying to use one of the outriggers at some point. So yeah, you know maybe that's a good point. Maybe maybe it's one of those guys. Maybe yeah. Miles gets shot or something. Yeah, that's that's that seems like a fair option. Yeah, I don't remember how many people were on the other outrigger. I, uh, I, I, I don't think remember. you could tell, but it definitely seemed like three or more. Yeah, yeah. Two would be too few. I think but, two is too few, yeah. But three three might work. Kind of yeah. weird if that's Miles getting shot. Oh, man. Wait, wasn't Miles there? Or wasn't he? What happened to Miles? Let's see. In the first outrigger, was, it was Locke, Juliet, Sawyer. Where was Miles? Miles should have been with them, huh? Miles should have been with them, I think. But for some reason, I don't remember him being there. No, oh, I'm really foggy on what was going on. What, what were they trying to get to? Why were they going over to the Hydra Island? Oh no, where were they trying to? Oh, they were going to. They were going to the Orchid. Oh yeah, not the Hydra. Right. They're going to the Orchid. That's right. So Miles must have been there. I think he was. When did Miles join them? I like now. I'm well, really... he was definitely there when they were time shifting. Well, yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Man, I don't so remember... he must have been there. Yeah, he's had to. Because they there. didn't. The only person they met was was Jen. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of them were a group the whole time. I just, I just yeah. don't really remember him being in that scene, but. He I, he must have been. 
So, so that's another opportunity for two people. <laughs> two people in the same, yeah. Yeah. In the same scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was trying to see if I could look it up here. Who was who was? Oh there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many people can even get on one of those things? Like five, six? What episode was that? Is it This Place is Dead? Or is it before that? I think it's before that, because that's the one where Jen appears. Although it might have been that one. Like early on. Let me see. Yeah, this is this is that Rousseau stuff, I think. Yeah, this says Lock leads a group of seven to the Orchid to end the time shifts. Is that is that when they were on the... That must have been when they got on the boat. Is that... Well, I mean, they do that later. Uh, I think they end up going on land. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Ah... Uh, Yes, yes. Okay, here we go, here we go. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yes, yes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they, they're going, they're paddling towards the orchid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't have any screenshots of that group. Um, uh, but they are talking about Miles being there in the previous scene with them. Yeah, I would imagine, yeah, he had to have been there. Um, this is, he, they took the Zodiac raft. Is that right? What? I thought they took no, it. No, where does it say that? Is this the wrong scene? This says, Locke convinces the group to head to the Orchid using the Zodiac raft to try to end the island skipping. Um, from, the, from the Little Prince? Yeah, no. Uh, it is the Little Prince. Uh, I I don't know where you're reading that. Uh, I'm on the time shift page on the timeline time shift page in Lostpedia. Oh, okay. Yeah, the uh, the Zodiac... Oh, that's right. That's right. The Zodiac goes missing when they come back. Yeah, disappears. That's right. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, they wanted to use the Zodiac, but it wasn't there when they got there. Yeah. It was just the two outriggers. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm trying to find an image of the people in the outrigger, but ah, it's uh, surprisingly difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's this one shot of Juliet, like, aiming her rifle, but that doesn't really, doesn't really help. Like, I, they never have the image I want in these things. Like, I... I I I always I click on all of them and it's never the one I want. All right, I'm busting out the video. Uh oh, I'm gonna solve this. <laughs> yeah, I insist on seeing this. So okay. this is yeah, this is Miles along with Juliet Sawyer, Charlotte, Dan, and Locke find find, find two outriggers. So that's the group. Okay, that is the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Miles is so there. There he is. He's yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's Miles is like right in front of Juliet. Okay. Yeah. And Dan and Charlotte and Locke and Sawyer. We had everybody but Miles. He's just he's just not playing a Charlotte. big role. Like he's basically just rowing and ducking in that scene. Yeah, I forgot Charlotte was there too. Yeah. Yeah. It's before Charlotte uh, died. Yeah, oh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay. Well, that's solved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's there's at least two two possible doubles. Also, I guess Locke, which would be weird in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, they could have it where the original Locke sees the new Locke, the the, the man in black Locke, some yeah. weird time travel way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been crazy if, like, instead of sending Richard over there to talk to him, he just went over there himself. Yeah, Locke, Locke would have, Locke's head would have exploded. <laughs> it would have. <sighs> You're like me, but confident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what he would think. Yep. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, anyway, I'll come on that later. Get to that scene. Speaking of scenes, you want to move on? Sure, I do. All right, well, R.I.P. Alana, you are a great character, and we will miss you. Yes, ditto, ditto, ditto. All right, next scene, uh, we're on the other side of the island at Locke's camp. Locke whittles a long stick. Sawyer asks if he's if it's going to be a spear, but Locke isn't sure what it's going to be. The wood will tell him when it's time. Sawyer is anxious about rescuing Jen and tells Locke he uh, tells him there's a difference. Be- I'm sorry, and Locke tells Sawyer there's a difference between doing nothing and waiting. Locke explains to Kate that the people who left the island were only able to come back to the island because they came together, and together is the only way they can leave. Kate is skeptical. Sawyer returns. Sorry, Saeed returns. And Sawyer asks where he's been. Saeed doesn't answer and instead asks Locke to speak with him in private. That's the scene. Ah, uh, okay. Not a lot going on here. Oh, I, I have a few comments. Um, okay. First, I really feel like I, I'm really, I don't want to make too much, again, I'm not, oh, God, I have a hard time starting sentences. I don't, I don't want to make too much of this because I really, to me, Smokey is Smokey. I I really don't think he's Locke in any in any way. But I really feel like what they're doing with Smokey is kind of they they figured out a way to kind of bring season one Locke back into this into the uh, show. Mm-hmm. Like this this little bit here where he's like carving something and so he's like you know what are you doing and he's like I'm waiting and the wood will tell me what it wants and like, it just seems like season one lock stuff basically yeah like something he would have done back then and just and just his general demeanor as well is sort of reminiscent of of season one lock and it just it seems like they you know <laughs> they wanted that character you know they liked that character and just the way they developed the actual Locke, he, he wasn't believable as that guy at a certain point, mm-hmm. you know, and so he just went in a completely different direction, but they, they sort of found a way to bring back season one Locke without actually having it be Locke. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I definitely think that's true that they, you know, they, there's a concerted effort obviously to uh, reflect various things and characters and storylines in season one. 
now. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in terms of why does Smokey really take on that Locke persona? Um, you know, he, he carries around that knife like Locke used to yeah. do, and he, you know, and it's a, and he's willing wood, and he, he I, honestly, I, I kind of want to look, I kind of want to, you know, jump to conclusions and sort of, sort of assume that, that there is something going on here in terms of, in terms of him and, and Locke, uh, you know, that whole thing about don't tell me what I can't do and all that stuff, and it just seems like there is this strange evidence that, that 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 the man in black is is um is displaying specific characteristics of John Locke. Now I don't know what that means, but I feel like that's true and I feel like you know, if we see another, you know, one or two more scenes like that, I think they're telling us something. Um you know, I I don't I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. I, I don't know if it's just as simple as they kind of want that season 1 Locke to be back. Uh, but it's just like, to me, that seems like an, an insufficient answer only because it's not Locke, you know. He's, he's not going to be doing the things Locke was doing. Um, you know, he's not going to have that same mystique. He can, he can pretend to have that same mystique and do some of those things, but it's not the same because he's not John Locke. Um, so at the best, he can, you know, it would, it's just this person who looks like John Locke who's kind of doing things like John Locke. And it's like, well, what does that really get you? So I don't I don't really know what their end game here is in terms of why they why they're sort of portraying you know Locke like like the old school Locke yeah um, if they're not trying to get at a deeper point about that these two that these two guys are really connected that you know the reason he he chose Locke was because they're you know deep down they are really similar people or they have this sort of connection or and I don't know if it's just a connection to the island or something I don't know but. You know, we I, I didn't really ever see Smoke, uh, the man in black, being like this before. And I feel like he seems to be more like John Locke the more we see him. You know, I feel like since he since uh, since Smokey took Locke's form, he's he's he sort of, uh, and generally speaking, sort of seems more and more like Locke than you know, and less and less like Smokey. Yeah, yeah, I mean. He does have all his memories. I do feel like he has adopted that persona. Um, but at the same time, I do feel like he has some of the mystique of season one Locke, mainly just because it's a different kind, but mainly just because Smokey himself is kind of a mysterious character. We don't really know what he is or, you know, what his story is. You know, we don't really know. But, yeah, I agree with you. But here's the thing. He does have Locke's memories, but he also has his own memories. So why choose to take on Locke's persona? Just, just you know, all things being equal, why choose to take on the persona of a man who was broken and that, you you know, he respected him in some way, but... Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, and, and maybe it's just because it's Terry O'Quinn who has to play this part or something. I think it's the least uh, part of the story, but yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. so I, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see what they do with that because it's, you know... They could have, I think, just as easily made the man in black be the man in black when he's in Smoke's uh, Locke's body. They could have. It it almost seems like they ha- they found a way to have it both ways, where they could kill off Locke but have Locke still around. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Like, like it was, it, it's, it's sort of less, it feels less like Locke is absent when we have someone who acts so much like I him. I agree, yeah, and that's that's what I thought that when they first killed Locke off, that somehow we'd see him again, and I, I thought an apparition form or something. Yeah. You know, and this is, I guess, one step better almost. Yeah. Uh, and I guess one step worse. Uh, yeah. It's not really Locke, but... Right. Um, it's uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see what's what's. Uh, I'm interested to see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they could they could make more of it. I mean, for the moment, I'm just sort of minimizing it to you know yeah. very very simple sort of explanations for why they're doing this. But it's definitely noticeable. I mean, particularly you know this scene and and the stuff you mentioned. The don't tell me what I can't do. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, several other scenes the the lock personality comes across yeah um and uh uh it's 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 interesting i i guess maybe i would throw in the idea that he's stuck this way is somehow uh tied to that as well like he you know him him being stuck in this form is you know is somehow forcing him to have this lock part of him well, then the question would be: Is he conscious of that or not? It just seems like if if he if he doesn't normally whittle wood, then he should be like, "Why am I whittling wood right now?" And, and if he says, "Oh, it's because John Locke would whittle wood," then it's then is he is does he just say, "Okay, that's fine with me. I yeah. enjoy whittling wood now because it yeah. seems to me there would be a partition between John Locke and 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 the Man in Black, and it kind of seems like there is no partition really. Yes. Yes. And I think that that's an important point if that's if that's true. Right. I mean, I guess I would say you know John Locke himself wouldn't be doing what Smokey's doing right now. You mm-hmm. know, Locke didn't want to leave the island. Locke yeah. didn't want to go home. You know, so they. I mean, I think they have very. You know, if, if Locke were actually around, I think he'd be doing that's something the thing. It's different. It's not. It's definitely not a hundred percent Locke or anything like that. It's not even like fifty percent Locke. But I feel like the more scenes we see where we get this idea that Locke is, is influencing him or the memories is influencing him, then it, it is it is it is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he's bleeding through. And you know, also in you know, they have that substitute episode where they show Locke's flash sideways, you know, along with a sort of a sort of smoky centric island story. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just encouraging us to make the connection between the two. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was the episode where he says, "Don't tell me what I can't do." Yeah. You know, so I, it's it's very noticeable, and so I agree. I, it seems like there should be something to it, but I, I for the moment, I'm 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 speculating it's it, it's nothing too big. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why does why does he even have lost memories? Well, I mean, they kind of needed they for, from the way they wrote him in season five. They kind of needed to say that he had Locke's memories, which isn't really a great explanation. But yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> the way he acted in season five, like if they didn't say he had Locke's memories, it would be a problem. Yeah, um, and also like to pull off, you know, to pull off fooling the audience, it was better that he knew what to say. You know, from Locke's memories. But there's not a good reason in the show why he has Locke's <laughs> memories, right? Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, the best I can say is that, you know, at a certain point, I think Smokey scanned Locke, and, you know, that's when he got his memories. 
Yeah, but he would have had, I mean, he remembers Locke dying, so he would have had to. He got even more than him. that. Yeah, good uh, point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, somehow it seems like assuming the persona gave him the memories, and there doesn't seem to be a great reason for that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree. Ouch. But I, yeah, I don't know what else to do with it. It's hard to explain. Yeah. I don't even really understand the mechanism yet, you know, of turning into the people and, you know, how that works and, you know, it opens up that whole can of worms about the loophole and what what all yeah. that was supposed to mean. Oh, yikes. Loophole is like, it's kind of like the cabin at this point. It's looming to be like the Some, cabin. Something we don't want to talk about? Yeah, something that it just it just seems like there's not a good answer to. Yeah. At the moment. All right. Uh, next thing. Oh, oh no, no, Anything no. I, I had a little more on this. Um, okay. That was the first thing. Uh, that was see. the first thing? Yeah, that was the first. <laughs> I think I got like three things about this scene. Uh, right. Maybe two. Okay. Okay, right, all right. So, uh, yes. Let me see here. I want to make sure I get this right. Um Right, so this line Locke says to Kate about, um, uh, you know, they have to all leave together. Um, the line I want to focus in on is, we're waiting for your friends to get here. Mm-hmm. And then he references Hugo's son and Jack, the very same people who walk into his camp at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus Frank, I guess. Um, so... He's he's just flat out saying here that he's just waiting for them to get there. Like he seems to be assuming that they're coming. Now, that that really makes me that really makes me want to question, you know, Michael a little bit. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, could it be the case that Michael is just like leading them there on Smokey's behalf? Well, I would. I mean, I know I, it was like I, Hurley's I, I, idea. That's but. the thing. It was Hurley's idea, so I have to say no because it was Hurley's idea. Yeah. That he pulled out of nowhere. This is an interesting line. We're waiting for your friends to get here, Kate. Hugo's son, Jack. Um, yeah, like he's already gone over there and tried to recruit son. It didn't work. And now he's just like, I, I'm just going to wait here and they're coming. And like, why is he so sure that's going to happen? Like that's that's why I'm trying to bring some you know bring something in where he's actually doing something to ensure that they'll come because it doesn't seem like he has done anything. And there's a difference between doing nothing and waiting, and he's been waiting. Yeah. Yes. Um. So. Yeah, I have no idea why he said this and why he thinks they're coming. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if Michael had just said, you got to go see Locke, then I would totally believe that, you know, that that Smokey put him up to that somehow. But yeah. since it's Hurley's idea, that makes it harder to harder to say that. Um, even though Hurley, Hurley didn't know where he was, without Michael's help, he wouldn't necessarily have found him. Yeah. But um, uh, still, Edward Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz wrote this episode. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird line to me. And, you know, Jack has another, you know, there's a couple weird lines in this episode that just aren't quite on point. 
Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a writing thing or not. Like, they they wrote that Locke says, we're waiting for your friends to get here because they know that they're coming here. <laughs> oh, okay. And so it's some weird, like, m- mistake in the writing to sort of foreshadow that. I, uh, I, I kind of want to chalk it up to that. Not um, just thinking through, like, the character consequences of him saying that. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. really, it, it boils down to, you know, that's the only way we're going to get off this godforsaken rock. And in case says, well, I don't see that happening. Uh, you know, so I, I feel like they were trying to get to the point of Locke saying we need to all leave together. And then Kate saying, well, I don't think we're all, they're all going to want to come and leave. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really I'm really floored by that line. It's such a it stands I didn't even notice it. You 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 noticed something I did. Yes. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Oh, I have shit. to I have to hand that to you. I did not uh, this line didn't stick out to me. It didn't, Whoa. I didn't No. Wow. I didn't think well what's the line? I didn't think of that. Yes, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. <laughs> okay. I, I have no reason to think that's going to happen again, so I just want to appreciate that for a second. <laughs> Let's all take it in and enjoy it. Momentous. <laughs> Momentous. Actually, it's happened before, but I, I remember once or twice. You, you yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it's never happened before, but still, it's my line that I didn't notice that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have noticed something. Um mm-hmm. Okay, well, anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, it only bothered me the second time um, when I was listening carefully. Uh, the first time it, it sort of blew by me, like many things, uh, like Alana dying and all that. But, yeah, um, I think I agree with you. This team, uh, Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, I think are – they're a longstanding duo. I think they've been on the show since season two at least. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, their their record is kind of spotty. They've done some good ones and some bad ones. I think they're they're okay. They're you know they're hit and miss. I think. Yeah. Um, and so I guess um, uh, I guess this this just could be this just could be a kind of uh, goof up on their part. Yeah. I I don't know I don't know why he would he would say we're waiting for them to come and I and really you know you have to wonder why didn't Locke try to go talk to to Kate and um, and Hurley yeah I'm sorry, Jack and Hurley um, why didn't he go try to tell them hey I want you to come with me yeah. he never he never approached them yeah yeah exactly. Yeah, and, you know, he keeps, like, going up to people when they're by themselves. Like, I don't see why not. I mean, I guess, like, when Alana was there, maybe it was different. But I don't see why not just kind of, you know, go right to the beach, go in front of everybody, give them your speech. Yeah, like, what's Alana going to do, shoot him? Yeah, exactly. It won't do anything. Exactly, yeah. He doesn't seem to have anything to fear from her. And so, yeah, I, I don't see why not just make your pitch, you know. Yeah. Some of them definitely want to leave. And, you know, I, I, it's it's very odd. Like, he's doing it clandestine style. Like, somehow he has to sneak around them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, it's, it's it's very strange. Like, I, I, that made me want to say he couldn't kill Lana. But I, I don't, it doesn't seem like that's true. <laughs> Because he did nah, that whole thing with Ben, where he, like, told him there was a rifle and told him to shoot her. And, like, it just seems like it would have been simpler just to kill kill her himself. Yeah. You know? Didn't work. 
and didn't work. So but I, did he even know it didn't work? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I guess the fact that Ben didn't show up, he should be worried about that, I guess. I guess so, yeah. He should have expected Ben to show up. I mean, maybe we're supposed to think that, you know, that that prompted him to send Sawyer over there. Like, it, enough time had passed that he realized Ben wasn't coming. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Smokey's weird. Like, sometimes like this, he seems, and again, with the Richard scene at the tree, like, he just seems omniscient. Like, he just knows where and when things are happening. But mm. then uh, that doesn't seem true, really. Like, most no. of the time, he just seems like he knows, you know, what he observes. Yeah. No, I don't think he's omniscient. Oh, I don't either. But it's just this line, you know, makes yeah. it seem like he is because it's exactly what happens. And there doesn't seem to be any reason he should think that. Yeah, that's why I kind of want to try. I'm trying to figure out a different way to read that line. Like, he, he's sort of just meaning, like, we're waiting on them to, you know, like, like instead of saying get here, like, but he, but he's saying, you know, we're waiting to have everyone that we need. Which I really feel like that's, that's what he's saying. Uh, but he, he makes it specific by saying get here. Yeah. You know, uh, and they show there, you know, like if, if, if he and Kate were having this conversation somewhere else, and he had the same line, we're waiting for your friends to get here. And then, you know, then then Jack and, and Son and Hurley show up at Locke's camp, then we wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be the same thing, you know, because they don't actually go specifically to where he says here. Yes. He is. Yes. So, so I feel like it's just, it's just uh, sort of too specific, and, it, and, it, and it's like making it seem like there's a connection, because I feel like there shouldn't be a connection. Right, uh, and it makes it seem like there's a connection because he says "get here." When really, I think he's just trying to say, "We're waiting for everyone in the group to be, you know, at the same place, same time, or something like that." Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's the best I can do with that. Okay. Okay. Um, quick thing. Uh, this this whole thing about they were only able to come back to the island because they were together. Like, I, I'm still kind of confused about that. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but, like, that whole thing with Miss Hawking and you got to recreate things and put mm-hmm. these shoes on lock and, mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, was all that really necessary? I mean, didn't Jacob want them to come back? Like, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why they had to do that stuff. Like well, the, I mean, I, I like I said, like, like he's saying, it seems pretty clear that they have to sort of do it together somehow. I don't know why, which is your question, but uh, that seems true that that they needed to be together. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is it says a lot about, you know, the fact that he's saying here, okay, we can, you know, we kind of realized this, I think, an episode or two ago. But he's saying, you know, he can, you know, only they can only leave if they leave together. So, you know, that 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 makes a direct bearing on, you know, when Locke was first trying to, you know, when he first went to Sawyer and he was, you know, first went to Richard and he was telling these people, come with me and all that stuff. That was, you know, it made it seem like, okay, he just wants Richard. He's going to get Richard and go. Yeah. Okay, he just needs Sawyer. He's going to get Sawyer and go. Like, he just needs one person or something. Yeah. But then we find out, no, 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 no. He needs everybody. So it's like, there was no way. You know, because we kept saying, like, why is he still around? 
Right. Why won't you why won't you just leave already? Go home, please. Yeah, go home. Who cares who's left on the island or whatever? Yeah. Uh yeah, here's the explanation, which is that he, he really does specifically need all of them to come with him. And I I think in terms of, you know, that being uh in terms of, you know, having Locke trapped on the island, that's a pretty big obstacle. If he needs, you know, a, a fairly big group of people to, you know, um to come with him you know, since since you know he is evil, the chances right. are they would not want to go with him. Right. So it's a nice little check and balance system or something that uh, that he can't just leave on his own. Even if he had the ability to leave on his own, he yeah. can't leave on his own. So that's that's interesting. It is. It is. But I guess it doesn't answer why he can't leave on his own. Well, not quite. Yeah, but not quite. It says something. It does seem like it's connected with the candidates as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he's got to leave with the candidates. Yeah, like I kind of want to say that the candidates, you know, prevent him from leaving somehow in in a way related to the way Jacob was preventing him from leaving. Mm-hmm. Like if Jacob were willing to leave with him, like he could have left. Yeah. You know? Um, but also, like, I want to say sort of the temple thing was, like the original plan, I think, was to – get the candidates to the temple and sort of bunker in there and protect them there. Mm-hmm. And so I guess Smokey wanted to clear out the temple to make sure that wasn't a safe haven for all the candidates to sort of get, you know, keep him out and keep him from rounding them up. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think that's, that's what that is supposed to be. Like he, he just wanted to make sure the temple wasn't a place that they could take refuge. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you know, where he wouldn't even have had the chance to talk to them if they were in there, like, originally, with, with Dogen alive and the Ash functioning, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, I, like, it, it makes more sense. Now that we know that's really the story, it, it makes a little more sense, like, all that nonsense about the temple. Totally. You know, so so I, I, I appreciate that. But uh, so, so then why did he kill everyone at the temple? Well... It doesn't seem like he needed to, yeah. but I guess he just, it was just cleaned up. Like he just, you know, he didn't want people hanging around that weren't willing to follow him because yeah. they, they could be a problem, I guess, you know. Oh, yeah. Again, I would want to say the same reason he killed the Jira passengers. Yeah. <laughs> if indeed he did. Who knows? Maybe the maybe the cabin killed them. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I really just realized, like, I think we realized this last time, it's still like, who even, it doesn't even matter who killed those people. No. Like, it it's just so irrelevant to the main point of the show. Yeah. You know, like, it's not worth, like, <laughs> agonizing over. Still, though, it's just frustrating when they throw out those little mysteries and it's, you know, you don't get an answer about it. Yeah. It's, just, it's weird. I, I don't know what to do with that. Anyway, I wanted to also bring up there's a lot of purple shirts again in this episode. Oh, really? Um, of course, you know, people who had previous purple shirts on still have a lot them of on. Yeah. But, uh, but there's new purple shirts. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Libby and the, and uh, oh. the, you know, Libby in the Flash Sideways has a purple shirt on. Okay. Desmond on the island has a sort of, you know, fuchsia ish, purplish shirt on. Okay. Uh, I, I guess maybe just purple just looks good on the screen or something. I don't know. You know, they, they're trying to have a unified, like, color palette. I don't know what. You know, but it's uh, it's interesting. There's, there's just so much purple. Yeah. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it seems like someone new got in charge of costuming, and they're just really into purple. <laughs> yeah, this is the purple season. <laughs> yeah, that's really strange. I don't remember um, ever noticing, like, a lot of color uniformity in, in earlier episodes. Believe me, I don't spend my time trying to figure <laughs> out which color has the most prevalence in terms of what the characters are wearing. Uh, you know, uh, Dr. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Brooks looks like he's got a purple shirt on. Really? Uh, yeah, he's got a sweater vest on top of it, but I, it looks it looks oh, like okay. his, his, his main shirt is purple. But, yeah, I don't know, a lot of purple shirts. Purple's a bold color, you know. I I mm-hmm. uh, I don't often get the chance to wear purple myself. Yeah, and there's a lot of shades they're using. You know, some light purple, some some sort of purple reds. You know, mm-hmm. reddish purples, bluish oh, okay. purples. It's not you all know, the same shade. It's not all. It's definitely not all the same shade of purple. But okay. it's just sort of a general purple palette. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if that just looks good against the green jungle or something. Yeah, well, they do it off island too, but oh uh, well, well, you yeah. know. That's why I feel like it, it. I mean, but yeah, I think it. You know, you're probably not going to see a lot of people ever wearing green shirts on the island. Yeah, uh, yeah, seems like a mistake, but yeah. Anyway, so you're done with this scene? Nothing else? Uh, let me. Yeah, I am. You got a lot out of that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, don't apologize. That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Believe it or not. You're right. You're right. Uh, I take back right. my apology. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene, uh, Locke follows Saeed through the jungle. Saeed tells Locke that everything went fine. Woodmore did not see him, but his men did. Saeed tells Locke he didn't see any point in killing Woodmore's men when he found what, uh, found what he had come for. Uh uh, which was, what well, they were hiding in a submarine. Saeed pulls back some brush to reveal Desmond tied to a tree. Locke sees Desmond and is intrigued. Hmm. It's what the hell? Yeah. Well, so Locke clearly didn't know about Desmond. Clearly didn't know about Desmond, and I feel like clearly doesn't know why Desmond is here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, oh, Desmond. Oh, no, that's my, you know, that's yeah. my one weakness. <laughs> Scottish <That's>... man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. That is not what that look is. Yeah. Um, no, I've given that look before, and uh, it doesn't look like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's weird. Like, after after all the weirdness of the last episode, again, I just, you know... Desmond's brain is fried. I, it's it's a possible theory I'm, I'm, I'm working on at this point, but... <laughs> I like he, you know, he's ready to do Winmore's thing. Saeed shows up. He's like, all right, you know, lead the way. And so Saeed takes him and just like ties him to a tree. And he's just, mm-hmm. he's got no problem with that. Again, like I, I'm glad we're sort of on, on the opposite sides of this a bit. Um, not that anyone of us is any one of us taking claims to Desmond's state of mind. But uh, but I like that you're sort of thinking he's sort of his brain is fried. I'm thinking he's really just convinced of something evidenced by what he what he experienced. And, you know, I think I think Locke is hinting at Locke hints at what's going on with Desmond later when he says, Why aren't you afraid? Yes. And I think that ties into Desmond's confidence and I'm calling it confidence. I don't know what the word should be. Yes. I don't know what it is. But his confidence 
that things are going to work out or that it doesn't really matter what he does from moment to moment because there's this larger thing playing out here. I feel like he's, he's got this sort of confidence that you don't ever get for most people because most people aren't Desmond. Right. And, you know, realizes all all this other stuff. But um, I really feel like that's the explanation to me. And I think, you know, um, that kind of um, – you know, because if his brain was fried, I feel like he'd be a little more spastic maybe, but he's really just sort of calm and serene. And I feel yeah, like it almost seems that, to me like he got a lobotomy or something. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like he, I feel like the, the calmness and sereneness is more of a, a sort of a confidence or something okay. or clarity of the situation and not, not just like he doesn't have the mental <laughs> facilities to – mental faculties to, like, be afraid or to, you know, to, to decide not to do things or whatever. Yes, yes. It's just it's just coming across that way to me. I, I want to believe what you're saying. I just, to me, Desmond, nothing Desmond says here is really, really convinces me that he has a clue what he's doing. Well, like, here's the thing. He says, he says, uh, he tells Locke, oh, is that the next scene? Yeah, yeah, it's the next thing. Oh, okay. he, tells Locke, uh, he tells Locke, you know, I have no place to run. Yes. You know, which I think, which I think says something about the, gra- the the greater the greater circumstance here. Yeah. So when he told Widmore, like, I want to do what you talked about, like, he, he doesn't care about that anymore. Like, that would be one place he could run to, like, oh, if, if he's I, actually I, interested in that, or was he lying? Like, I, I don't even, I don't know how to take this guy. He's weird. Yeah. I, I I have to I have to I, I want to believe that 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 he's got this idea that it's all, either all going to play out the right way or something I feel like something is motivating him uh, I don't know what it is or demotivating him maybe. <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it seems like he doesn't seem motivated to do anything he seems like he's just go with the flow guy like whatever comes my way is cool with me. Yeah. Like, and he's not really trying to do anything. He's just going to, like, let himself be sort of, you know, led in whatever direction, you know, presents itself to him. Maybe, that, maybe that's what the island wants him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he kind of, you know, that's the thing about, like, fate and destiny is that if you really believe it, and this doesn't obviously work, but it seems like if you really believe that, then you should just not try to change things. If something happens, you should be like, okay, well, this is supposed to happen, you know. But, of course, you could ask, ask the question, well, maybe you are supposed to do, you know. It's like Jack, Jack deciding not to do anything. Right. But it's like, well, maybe you not doing <laughs> anything is the wrong choice, even though, yes. you know, if you believe in the destiny, you should be like, well, whatever happens, happens. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's really weird to be in that situation. It's like, you know, maybe I'm supposed to do this. And it's like, well, you're going to do something. Whatever that is mm-hmm. must be what you're supposed to do because that's what you're going to do. And just like Jack, you know, choosing not to save Ben mm-hmm. leads to him being brought to the temple and, you know, uh, you know, seemingly a different path for Ben. And that's, you know, that's just what was supposed to happen or what did happen. And yeah. So it's just sort of yeah. It's 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 nice to just speculate. Maybe I'm just supposed to do this. I don't know. It's it doesn't seem like there's there's really a good way to do that. Yeah. 
you know, and, and and have it kind of be logical or anything. I just, like, for me, there's just such a big contrast between Desmond on the Island and Desmond in the Flash Sideways. Desmond in the Flash Sideways, very driven, very purposeful, seems to totally know what he's doing, seems totally in control of himself, and uh, and is, is carrying out the mission he started in the last thing. And Desmond on the Island is just... The opposite, like, Mm -hmm. just, I don't care what happens, I don't seem to really know what I'm doing, I, I, I don't, I'm just gonna let stuff happen. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird, like, I, I wanted them to be in the same kind of frame of mind, but it, it seems like they're really not at all. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Desmond the De, Desmond's motivation got uh, got stuck in the flash sideways. <laughs> Something happened to Desmond. There's no question. I think yeah. because because the Desmond that beat Widmore with his own IV pole <laughs> is <laughs> is just nowhere to be found. And that was the Desmond I knew. You know, that's mm-hmm. the Desmond I understand. Yeah, but this guy is just something. Okay, so maybe it didn't fry his brain, but I, something happened to his brain because <laughs> he's just—he's just so weird. I, I couldn't get over it. This whole episode, I was just totally baffled by Desmond on the island. Yeah, it, he is—he is definitely strange. Yeah, the the side thing was only the beginning. <laughs> I think they're you know they're obviously you know they're obviously building up to something. I think they are you know. Yeah, but, I think you're right. Question, you know what's going on? I think you're right. It would be a very weird end for Desmond to just have him just stop caring and <laughs> and just like you know die down a well. Mhm. But we're not there yet. I wonder if he went with Saeed because he remembers seeing Saeed or something. When Saeed, when you know he was getting off the sub and oh. Saeed was like in the water. Oh, 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 in the water, not like on the yeah. plane. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. You think so? That's that's sort of like maybe that is? maybe that helped convince him to go. Like, cause, cause, like I don't know. I feel like that's a bit of something to go on versus, you know, he didn't see him at all and he just decides to go the first time he sees him. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Saeed, he's 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 the man in black's best henchman. <laughs> I know. He really is. He really is. He's got nothing but like got you know. Nothing. Yes, master. Yep, yep. He's like Igor. What Eeyore. is my bidding? Yeah. No, Igor. Sorry, Igor. Yes, Igor. Not Igor. Not Igor. He's a little Igor. He's a little Igor. I don't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right it's both yeah I know it's totally depressing to me I Saeed is just a big blemish to me I, I don't I, I can his character even have an arc anymore he's he's almost I guess for me he's in sort of a similar place to Anand and Desmond where I just feel like he's just completely there's very little about Saeed that I can recognize anymore yeah and so it's just I don't know what to do with him. I I I've just sort of, I've basically just given up on him altogether. Don't give up on Saeed. He deserves more. Uh I would say he I would say they're gonna do something with him interesting. Uh he he he'll he'll have a he'll have a final moment that'll be worth it, I think. Yeah. 
I he hope just, so. He just has to play the role, I think, at this point. I mean, at a certain point, you just, you, you know, you got to have these sort of characters who have to go do things. And, uh, yeah. And he, you know, Locke needed someone to be able to order around to do things. So, you know, they, they wrote it where it's Saeed, but, you know, I, I think something interesting will happen because, you know, it's, you know, and I'm still trying to figure out why does Saeed even listen to Locke? I don't, I don't understand where the allegiance is. I agree. I agree. I, I don't, I don't see it either. And also, like, there's a big contrast between him and, well, forget about Claire because that's that's a different oh, can of worms. What? I have. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Um But like, say, you know, Sawyer, like he, you know, he uh, Sawyer is just. Sawyer's kind of like a nagging puppy mm-hmm. where he's just, you know, go do something. What are you doing? Wah, wah, wah. Like, just, like, whining at him constantly about, like, you know, getting an act, saving Jin, whatever. What, you know, when's all this stuff going to happen? Saeed doesn't seem to care. And I guess I feel like, you know, Sawyer seems to be behaving more normally. Like, he's expecting sort of, you know, to – for for Soki to follow through, and I, I guess it doesn't even seem like Saeed cares or even remembers that he's supposed to be getting something. What do you mean getting something? Like, you know, t- t- Smokey promises him, like, whatever he oh. wants, you know. Yeah, it seems like Saeed's not even, yeah, realizing he's supposed to get off the island, too, or something. Yeah. Like he, he, he doesn't, like, a, he doesn't feel anything, you know, so. yeah. Yeah, and so then, like, if he doesn't care about getting that, like, it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be a really good reason for him to care to do what Smokey wants him to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, uh, like, it, it sort of works because Saeed is the kind of character that you can buy going on those missions. Yeah. yeah, that's sort of like the best thing about having Saeed do it. Like when he does those like covert missions and jumps out and like you know knocks out three people or something, it's sort of plausible. It kind of makes sense. Like sending Claire to do that would be weird. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I I just I uh, uh, like I I want to chalk it up to the claiming, and you know that somehow you know gives him this allegiance. Uh, to to Smokey or you know, makes him want to follow Smokey's orders, but you know then then I'd have to bring Claire into things and I I don't want to do that. Uh yeah you just have to yeah you have to wonder you have to wonder what why the allegiance and uh, and oh, or specifically I was gonna say you have to wonder why or if Smokey knows is aware of that allegiance does he know that's why. So he is doing what he wants yeah, to do. Yeah, it kind of seems like he might not even know. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I wanted, I wanted to say he knew, but yeah, it, it's coming across like, like he, you know, he he doesn't, he knows Saeed is reliable, but he doesn't really fully understand why he's so willing to follow everything he says. Yeah, like it doesn't seem like like if you told him, hey, do you know like, you, hey, Locke, you know about the claiming and you know people people get claimed by you? What? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You is know, it possible? Like, maybe, like is, is it possible? Like again, just like the idea of him getting off the island. Like I want to say it's possible. He's just not even aware that this is an effect that he has. Yeah, someone needs to tell him. 
somebody needs to give him some information. It seems like he, it, yeah, it seems like somehow they, people just thought he was evil, and he doesn't even know why people think that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I wonder, did he, I wonder if he forgot or something. Like, somehow, like, the memories of what he did or why he's evil or something just aren't there anymore. Like, he... he there does seem to be a disconnect. I mean, he's not—he's not El Diablo, you know. He's not just this evil force that knows right. he's evil and likes being evil yeah. and just wants to corrupt people. Yes. You know, he's whittling wood. Right. <laughs> right. And he seems to have his own like personal motives. It's not just about like, it's not just about creating havoc. Yeah. You know, he seems like a. You know, like an individual, not mm-hmm. like uh, an abstract force of evil. Totally. You know, so it's 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 weird. Um, now, Jack Jack is the one I think most in the position to really explain like what supposedly happened to Saeed and and Claire and and somehow like somehow tell Locke about this effect that he has on people sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe somehow that'll happen. Yeah, because presumably they're gonna talk to each other. Uh, yeah, in the next episode, I, I know they got other stuff to talk about that might be more pertinent. But I, I, I would like to at some point, because this is like this is the sickness, you know. This is like a big thing, and I just I wish it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's still it's still just totally confusing. Yeah, because I mean, this is not even how we saw Robert behave. Right. You know, when when he was going to try to kill Rousseau, like he was he was he seemed like he felt things. Yes. Know, like. Yes. He did, and also like that whole thing about how he's like it's it's a security system. Like, mm-hmm. like why did he say that? I I don't know. That's a different issue, maybe, but it still bothers me. I guess. Yeah, you know, and I believe that, you know, like he says, it's there to protect the temple. Yeah. But it's like, from what we know about Smokey, he's not trying to protect the temple. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. The, the temple the temple was a place that he was barred from, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's it's quite the opposite. It, it seems like he lived in those little caverns that would hang out there, you know, near the temple, but... Yeah, I, you know, I wanted to say that, like, Robert got that idea because, you know, he had the sickness and somehow that made him understand Smokey. But since he's wrong, it's like, is he just making stuff up? Like, I, it's it's very strange. Yeah, I guess he's just lying to Rousseau to calm her down. Oh, okay. I guess that's the idea. Is he, he just says that. To, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he thinks it's true. I don't necessarily think he thinks it's true, but okay. but he's just trying to deceive her into thinking it's not, uh, you know, he says it matter-of-factly, so you kind of want to take it as an answer from the show, but I, I guess at this point I have to say he was just, he was just sort of lying to, um, you know, to make her, to, to just give her an explanation of what it was that, that isn't too scary. Right. Right. You know, if he said, oh, you know, that black smoke is evil incarnate, you know, it might be a different, you know, situation. That's a good point. That's a good point. And he may not have actually known what the smoke was. And he was. may not even have known what it Cause was. Because I, yeah. I don't get the sense Claire or Saeed have a clue what Smokey is, really. No. So, like, being claimed doesn't necessarily mean you know what he is. So, 
Yeah, I think that I guess that works. That works. It's also a con- I feel like it's also a continuity thing. Like they're trying to explain why why Rousseau said that, and that's the big thing. Is that's where she got it from? Yeah, yeah. Because she just she just comes out with that at one point for no apparent reason, and they it, it was it was gonna be weird if they didn't give us some kind of explanation for where she got that so- idea. I'm wondering if Dogen is wrong that the claiming isn't 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 Smokey's doing. Like it's an it's like maybe just an island thing, and it's not specifically Smokey. His conscious will is claiming people, or, or even his unconscious will necessarily is claiming people. But yeah, I'm wondering if Dogen is just mistaken. He could be wrong. He could be. Well, I mean, from what I remember about what Dogen said, he didn't. He didn't necessarily specifically say that Smokey caused it. Like well, I thought he, he said uh, she's she's under the influence of of an evil man or something like well, that. Well, yeah, he did say that part. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But the way he described what was happening to Saeed was just that there was a darkness growing within yes, him. Yeah, and that yeah, exactly. Like he he did he, he did kind of make it seem like a general thing. Yeah. Uh, but then he, but then he said Claire was under the influence, and maybe, and maybe by that, see, and again, God, we're in these weird situations. So maybe we have to parse the two ideas and say there's a difference between being claimed, between what's going on with Claire, because maybe what he meant by under the influence is just that you know Smokey is telling Claire what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 hanging out together, and yeah. she's you know he's she he's her leader at this point, and maybe that's all he means. Yeah, I mean, we can't necessarily take that to reflect on the claiming process. Right, right, right. Yeah, so so I guess I guess I would I would want to say that somehow uh, the claiming thing is this is somehow the you know the the island is this cork that keeps in the evil and mm-hmm. claiming is when someone on the island like catches the evil mm-hmm. within them I guess and when that happens. Since Smokey is seemingly the incarnation of the evil, he has influence over them. But it's not necessarily that he is causing it or that it's really him doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little weird, but that seems like that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I'd have to. I'd have to. I, I want to believe it that that's just it's a bit more. It's less directed and more general. This whole claiming thing. Yeah. And that, so that, that I think that makes more sense because that way people can be claimed that Smokey doesn't have to know about it. He doesn't have to be uh, over there doing it or right. anything like that. It's just um, it's just sort of better. But it makes me wonder about the, you know, about good people or something. Like, is there is there a good version of the claiming? Oh uh, like, yeah. Like when somebody dies, can the good side claim them just or not? Kind of a goodness growing in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I I. Yeah. Um, oh, also, like I feel like the terminology, like claiming, makes it sound like someone's doing it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like it makes you want to attribute it to someone because it just seems odd that you're saying claiming when it's this like general phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why like choosing that term suggests that there's there's a conscious will involved. Yeah. So it's it's. Uh, and I think I think it would be the island's conscious will, and not okay. smoke, not Locke's conscious will. Okay. Because at this point, I do think there's a difference between the island and, and Locke. I mean, it just it seems pretty clear there has to be. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that definitely. And and in fact, the island and Jacob. Yeah, and definitely the island, Jacob. 
Um, even though, like, I think sometimes the characters blur the distinction. Um, yeah, because honestly, yeah, the whole thing about what is the island is, is really the final question, I guess. Yeah. What is it and why are they all there is the, the big, the big, you know, connected question, I think. And that's the one they haven't answered yet, and that's kind of, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the whole progression of the show, season one is them getting there, trying to figure out the island, season two is, you know, uh, getting into getting into Dharma with the hatches. Uh, yes. Season three is about the others. You know, each season is progressively getting close and close to the central mysteries through right. the other people. You know, then we finally get Jacob and and the Man in Black to be characters. Yeah. But it doesn't. But it doesn't end with them. Yeah. You know, it really ends with the island. Yes. And what it is, and I think that's what we're hurling yes. towards right now. They're like they're major forces on the island, but they mm-hmm. the island isn't just them. Yeah, the island's not them. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, season four seems like it's about sort of the island's will and what happens when they leave. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of illustrating the pull of the island somehow. And, and how, how yeah, the whole the whole thing of their destiny and how it's yeah. not it's not it's not just yeah, we need to get off the island. It's it's that yeah. you're here for a reason. Right. Yeah, that the island really won't just let them go home. Yeah. So that that won't work and then yeah, season 5 filling in more stuff about Dharma, introducing time travel, the alternate thing and then finally you know the the big the big island entity is at the end, and and now I think we are finally understanding what they are and the island itself. So yeah, that that's it. It sort of makes sense when you put it broadly like that. Yeah, I think uh, in detail it seems like a mess, but mm-hmm. <laughs> the outline works. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, anything else? Um, locked in necessarily seem to mind that Saeed let them live. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And Saeed provides just a kind of straightforward explanation for why he didn't kill Zoe, I guess. Um, So... Did he he kill the other guys? Or did he just knock them out? Did he shoot them or did he hit them? He didn't shoot them. He hit them. I think think he killed at least one guy because I think the guy whose neck he broke, I think. Oh, he did break a neck. Yeah, I think the guy's guy's neck he broke, I think he died probably. But there was another guy there who I think he just kind of knocks out. and uh, and Zoe and, you know, who he just who he just lets go. But I don't think he shoots anybody. Yeah, he says he didn't see any point in killing them, but at the same time it seems like with his state of mind, which why would it matter if he saw a point of killing them or not? Yeah. It just seems like and I don't even know what he would should do. Like it seems like if you're neutral Yeah you shouldn't make any choice. But it's hard to make a decision. It's like nothing matters. Yeah. So how do you how do you come to a decision? Yeah, it's like okay, it doesn't matter if I kill these people. It doesn't matter if I let them live. Yeah. So I was going to say, say you think about what's less work or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, is that it? It's just like the yeah. easiest thing to do is to let them live, I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe that's how he made his decision. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love how he assumes that Desmond is what they were hiding in the submarine, even though they're right. 
know? Yeah, he didn't really see that they were hiding him. He just saw that yeah. they were bringing him out of the submarine. Yeah, and somehow he just instantly knows that this is the big. Yeah. You know, this is this is the big deal, and he could be. I mean, he could he could have been wrong. He could have been. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where since we know he's right, we don't even question his decision to True. take Desmond. Yeah. Because all he did was show up and 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 take Desmond. He just assumed. Yep. That was the thing to do, but uh, yep. it's interesting when you think about it. Like, he really shouldn't have thought that. No, you're right. Yeah, like, I imagine if he got there earlier, like, seeing them unloading, like, giant amounts of equipment, like, thinking mm-hmm. that's what they had, you know? Yeah. Like, that's sort of the, you know, I was thinking it was some kind of, you know, Sawyer didn't know it was a person. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, you're right. It's, he, <laughs> he knows. That would be interesting if, uh, if they did lock, uh, lock, lock. In the uh, in that uh, in that room with the with the coils and they, oh. they blast them with electromagnetism. Mm-hmm. I wonder what what would happen. It's a good question. That, yeah, I'd love to see that. Oh man, I would oh, too. Man, I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I is there is there? Do you think he would be? God, I have no idea what would happen. I don't know. I have no clue what would happen. Something interesting, hopefully. I mean, I. Yeah, hopefully. The only thing we know about Smokey, I think, is that like he's vulnerable to sonic uh, waves or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't he can't penetrate them. Uh, yeah. So that that does suggest that like you know phenomena like that have an effect on him. Yeah. Um, not that sonic waves are necessarily that much like electromagnetism, but just you know, and and since Whitmore did specifically seem to say that. You know, Desmond was what he was going to use against Smokey. Um, uh, that does make me think that somehow the electromagnetism has some effect on him. Yeah, well, and of course, the Smokey even talks about it later. Yeah. With Desmond at the, at the well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I got to say, electromagnetism has been almost a character on the show. You're right. <laughs> you know, season two or something. Yeah. You're right. I, I didn't really think. When they introduced it back then, I really didn't think it mattered that much. Mm-mm. I didn't think they'd still be talking about it in season six. No, no. I thought it was really, to me, I thought the point was Dharma. And, like, the fact that the hatch had some interesting properties was just the reason Dharma was studying it. And the real point was what Dharma was up to. Yeah. But it was really the opposite. It was yeah, yeah, it's like it's really yeah, it was really the same thing that the reason these ancient people dug that well. Yeah. Is Dharma was like, We need answers, we wanna you know, we wanna figure out what's going on here. Yeah, like that's the parallel. Dharma were just were just the, the modern version of the people who dug the well. Yeah. Trying to understand what was going on there and, and you know, not seemingly not doing all that great of a job of it. Yeah, totally. It's weird though. I yeah, my perspective on the show in season two was was different, but I I think they they have been fairly consistent about electromagnetism, you know, on the island being being a thing. I I, I wonder if if the electromagnetism is connected to the evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like is is it the evil? That's a little too much. But does it contain the like? I I really wonder what the connection is. Why is there so much electromagnetism on the island? I think it, yeah, I think it will tie into the, the the central idea of the island. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's going that way. Uh, speaking of Dharma, real quick, um, Rosinski, um, the guy who plays Rosinski. Oh, you know how we were talking before about 
if only, you know, all the time shifting hadn't happened and mm-hmm. he could have been like a normal guy if he wasn't so apprehensive about people getting the plans of the swan and all that stuff that he was worried about. Right. But anyway, the, how he played the character, the character was basically an asshole the whole time. Yes. I saw that actor play the exact same part in the last episode of Modern Family. <laughs> he played so like they were they were talking about how one of the the kids uh, is on like a ba- little little league basketball team or something and uh, and uh, and they were everyone was saying how mean the coach is and how he's 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 just a he's a big ogre he's just so mean and then they show who the coach is and it's the guy who played Rosinski. <laughs> And he's, you know, calling the kids stupid, and he's, you know, he's just an awful coach. And I'm like, wow, you, you're getting roles that are just like your Rosinski roles. It seems like he's just good playing an asshole. Yeah. He's just just good at playing that. Uh, Yeah, it's like he's typecast as an asshole. Yeah, I'm like, did you get this because of your role on Lost? Like, oh, you know, yeah. you know, they showed him, you know, they needed that character, and he's like, hey, I I played an asshole before. Yeah, yeah, I was an asshole all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take any scene that I was in from Lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was weird. weird. It was weird seeing Brzezinski, uh off the island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, I think... He's good at it in a way, but I really, for me, I th- I liked Phil's version of an asshole better. Mm-hmm. You know, like, to me, he was able to be an ass. Like, the main difference for me between Phil and Rosinski was that um, Rosinski was annoying in yeah. addition to being an asshole. Yeah. Whereas Phil was an asshole but didn't, to me, come off as annoying. Yeah. I wouldn't even call Phil an asshole. He didn't really do anything that bad. He, he was an asshole at the end. As when? You know when he when he starts like hitting Juliet and and then like oh, oh it's the yeah, fat yeah, guy yeah. and you know yeah yeah after yeah now he was an asshole after Sawyer like you know like kidnapped him. He, he was, yeah after Sawyer kidnapped after yeah, she yeah, hit yeah, the yeah. fan he was an asshole. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. understandably of course. But, yeah yeah yeah. Okay but, I, I see what you. I thought I was just thinking about all the stuff before that and I'm like he didn't yeah. do anything really. Yeah yeah I mean I guess you could say like going into the party you know stopping the hootenanny was it was an asshole thing to do. Well but. it's not an asshole thing to do if you're doing your job. I don't I I'd hate to live in a world where you're being an <laughs> asshole when you tell your coworkers to do their job. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> maybe I live in that world. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't think you came off like an asshole in that scene, but I could see those people thinking that. Yeah, those you know. people would. Yeah. But they'd be used to it, so. Yeah. Oh, Phil being Phil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess, like, for me, I just think, I just wish, I just wish Rodinsky hadn't been annoying. That is that is the big difference. You're right. It, it's the annoying factor. Yeah, yeah. Because there's great like assholes out there. I you know I I'm, I think he's he's a what a he was a, he was a eight point oh on the Froger scale. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the standard. The Froger scale. You're right because he wasn't as annoying as Froger. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a full 10. Yeah, because Frozen had nothing but the annoyance. Exactly. Like, that's all he had. Exactly. Know? At the very least, Rosinski, you know, designed the swan and, you know. Yeah. He, he had yeah. something interesting going on with his character. So. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Froger. Ooh. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, 
it's just such a like comparing you know comparing him to Kelvin. You know, Kelvin Kelvin wasn't really an asshole at all. He was just kind of devious. Um, yeah. Kelvin was just so cool as a character, and so like he just came off as really interesting and and um, you know strong. And Radzinski, even though he kept like yelling and stuff, he he never came off as a strong character. Yeah, he, he seemed like a little barking dog. Exactly. A barking chihuahua. He came off like a barking chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yap, 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 yap. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing when he's speaking. It's just, yeah, yeah I just, I, I just, that's not who I wanted Radzinski to be. No. You know, when Kelvin was talking about it, it just seems like Kelvin should have seen through him. He should, it seems like Kelvin had too much respect for Radzinski. Like, given, like, the kind of guy he seems to have been. Well, and that was all before season five, you know. Yeah. That was, that I, don't, I don't think they knew how annoying Rosinski was. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right. I know. They can say he changed, too, or whatever, but mm-hmm. still, I, you know, I try to make it work. Yeah. All right. Um, ready to move on? Yes. So I don't know where we are. Um, oh, actually, okay, so we're okay. ready for the. So yeah, so Loxaw Desmond. Okay, so next yeah. scene, we're back at the beach. Hurley looks through Alana's stuff. He sees a book in Russian, and then notices a small pouch. He looks in the pouch and decides to keep it after seeing the contents. Richard starts emptying out a bag to get more dynamite. Jack thinks uh, maybe Alana died to show the dynamite is dangerous. And tells Richard he promises he promised son he would get her off the island. Oops. Hurley chimes in and says he agrees with Richard and asks Jack to trust him. Jack says okay. They all head out. So this is one of those like about faces. Like, yeah. I don't think we should do that next scene. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> right. It's like all the, and no one questions Hurley. No one's like Hurley. You were just saying before Alana died, we shouldn't do this. And yeah. now she's dead. You're like, no, Richard's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. So my main takeaway from this is Hurley grabs Jacob's ashes. Is that what's in there? I think you know, so. That makes so much sense. To me, it seemed like there were rocks in that pouch. Like, yeah. you, like, like the, way it, the way it just seemed and I, the kind of how it sounded, you kind of hear something when he's clink. something yeah. jostling around in there. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was like the black and white rocks or something. Yeah. Or something like that. But, but the ashes is, is good. I don't, I don't remember what she put it in, but. It was um, a pouch, exactly like pouch. this. Yeah. I, oof. Why would he take his ashes, though? I don't and, know. And I don't even know he, that he knows where they he, are. Yeah, he shouldn't even know that, that that's what the, that the yeah. Hmm. Basically, I inf- like from the fact that it's Alana's stuff and, you know, she she had the the ashes, um, yeah. you know, and it was in a pouch like this. Like, that's, I, the sound design was a little weird. I agree. I, it didn't seem like the, the, the ashes were that chunky, but yeah. I, 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 I think that's what it's supposed to be. Um the last piece of transcript seems to think that's what it's supposed to be as well, mm-hmm. um, for whatever that's worth. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that's what it is. So I'm assuming that he's. I I really have no idea why he grabs this, 
but I'm assuming it's going to come into play at some point. The fact that Hurley has the this. Uh, well, yeah, and I'm I'm glad too because we were wondering what she was going to do with him anyway when she grabbed him. Yeah, it kind of seemed like the only purpose they were going to serve was exposing Ben. That's the only thing they've done with them so far. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess I thought that was enough. For me, I was like, okay, that's why they did it, you know. Um, but since they have Hurley apparently grab him here, uh, I'm assuming he's going to – my best guess is that, you know, they're going to be some kind of weapon against Smokey. Well, yeah, I mean, he might, maybe after they talk or something and, you know, when and Son says, you know, I don't want to leave the island, or writes down on the piece of paper, I don't want to leave the <laughs> island. <laughs> yes, of course. I had to make that correction. Uh, you know, the, 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 it might escalate, and it might be a situation where Hurley needs to use that, that ash uh, to protect, uh, protect them or to encapsulate Smokey for a second. And you know what? Considering that, our theory is that Hurley is the one who broke the ash in the first place, the ash around the cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, then maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe that'll come back up or something. Oh, maybe yeah. he, maybe he might ex- maybe he'll use it, and then someone will be like, "How did you know how to use that? Or what it did?" And he somehow he'll have some explanation that'll tie back into the cabin or something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I you know, I saw this stuff around the cabin or mm-hmm. around Jacob's cabin and I don't know what the re- why he would what he would say but <laughs> I I wonder if it'll be something like that. Yeah. 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 You know, and then maybe he'll have a chance to tell us that he's the one who broke the the line. Right. Right. Yeah, that would be nice. It would be nice to know that. Yeah. That would be very very helpful. I guess he saw he saw the other spreading ash like stuff around. Uh, oh, it's true. At the temple, so yeah, that's that's the only way I can think of that he would know that you know ash like substances. So he doesn't necessarily know that it's Jacob's ashes, but he knows it's true. ash. Right. And he know he and he saw the others use it. That's good enough for me. I I I'm on board with that. Yeah. Okay. All good. Right. Yeah. It's the yeah. best I got. So. No, it's enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, ah, oh, Jack, I promised them I'd get her off the island. <laughs> okay, Jack, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Jack, it really, that really just seems, I guess it just feels like they, they wanted that scene with Son, and that's what Son wanted to hear, not Jack's speech about destiny and how they had to stay there. <laughs> And now they just have to ride around that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, it, it almost is just like habit, I think, for Jack to promise to get people off the island. Yeah. I think he's just, he's just used to doing that. Yeah, I guess so. He just fell back into his old habits. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wait, I forgot. I, I, I realized, <laughs> that, you know. Because he tried to tell her about the lighthouse, and he just got caught up in the boring part. Yeah. He didn't manage to get to the to the cool part. Mm-hmm. And I wish he could have recognized Son and Jen's church so he could tell them that he saw that in the mirror. Totally. But, oh, well. Oh, well. I mean, he could say, you know. Or temple, maybe. I saw my, I saw my, you know, I saw that my childhood home, and then I saw this. This uh, Korean temple or something? Yeah, yeah. Church is probably the wrong word for that, but the place where they got married. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he could he could mention what he saw, and she could she could pick up on on uh, be interested, you know, and 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 if he describes it as close enough to something she she'd know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was Sawyer. It was the church Sawyer was at that he that he saw too. There, there at least he was a church. The church was at, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Sawyer's church and yeah. Son and Jen got married. The Son and Jen like temple place and and then Jack's like home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be good if he made that inference. But even just saying the thing he saw should be like should be pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. It would be to me at least. But not Shania Twain. But not so not Twain. <laughs> oh man. So what? You saw a lighthouse in your childhood home? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian. That doesn't impress me, man. She's just so not impressed. She's not. That's no. That's not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. A whole song about not being impressed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shania. <laughs> You're like the universal example of not being impressed. Yep. Yep. I love that. Uh, all right. Anything else with this scene? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I guess not. Richard's like, you can blame it on me. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I blame Thanks, it on Richard. Richard, okay, son? <laughs> <sighs> that's, uh... Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the best we can do. It's just Jack's. It's just Jack's reflex to promise to get people off the island, and he just yeah. didn't think it through. He didn't think it through. Okay. All right. Next scene, we flash sideways. Hurley arrives at her Mister Clucks and demands a bucket of chicken. As he eats his sorrows away, he notices a dapper man eyeing him. It's Desmond. Desmond <laughs> thinks Hurley looks familiar and tells him they were both on Oceanic 815. Hurley tells Desmond that he's depressed, he met a girl, an awesome girl, but she's crazy. Desmond says that all women are a little crazy, which would have been my line, but Hurley... That's <laughs> 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 oh, so true. <laughs> but Hurley tells him that this girl lives with a mental institution, and that the girl said that they already knew each other. Desmond asks if Hurley believe, believed her, when she said they already knew each other, Hurley says yes. Desmond tells Hurley he should try to figure out where this girl thinks she knows him from. The cashier calls order number 42, which happens to be Desmond's, just a coincidence. Desmond gets up to leave and flashes a knowing smile. Yeah, when Desmond said that line, I really was like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like wow, Desmond, that's uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you read my mind, Desmond. It's a great, it's a great setup. She's crazy. They're all crazy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. It says that was interesting. A little bit surprising for him to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh, I I like that. I have to say I was totally I was totally disgusted by this scene. It just brought me back to the old Hurley stuff. Yeah. When he says give me a bucket, I'm like, Oh my god, oh, don't say the man. word bucket. 
Yeah. The relationship, the food, it's just... You really, uh, you really don't uh, ever want to have a bucket of food. It's just uh, not usually what food comes in. Yeah. It's a bucket. Oh, oh, I hate it. I hate it. It's so bad. Like, like name one good thing that comes in a bucket. <laughs> you know what I mean? A bucket, what? You put a mop in a bucket. Right, you know, you, right. You know, uh, you know, I just, you just, you don't, you don't ever get good stuff out of buckets. Yeah, no, no. Buckets are what you put like nasty stuff in. Exactly. Normally, yeah. and yeah. it just putting putting food in there. It's just and just the idea of filling a bucket with food, and then I'm just gonna eat this bucket full of food. Oh. Eat it all the way to the, and by the time you get to the bottom, it's cold. Oh, oh. Uh, all the grease is down. And, yeah, and it gets, all the moisture gets trapped. It gets all soggy and gross and greasy and just, ugh. And you see, like, this pile of chicken bones, and I'm just like, oh, God. I just wanted to vomit. It's awful. I, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a callback to the peanut butter, yeah. you know, scene. Uh, That's what it reminded me of. Of a peanut butter. And he gives us a reason why. He, he eats when he's depressed. Yeah, yeah. Which is being the, being the luckiest man uh, alive, he'd be a little slimmer, but uh, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll, we'll take actor uh, yeah. you know, uh, factors into uh, account here. That's a good point. But, um, yeah, it'd be weird if they just got some other actor to play Hurley <laughs> in the flash side way. Uh, no, obviously they would use CGI to make him look slimmer. Oh, okay, okay. Come on. Okay. Sorry, I, I forgot. I forgot. It's uh, it's the computer age. They just they just green screen everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That would be really weird. Uh. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. Um. So what else was I going to say about this? So Desmond's obviously not here by coincidence. Uh. Yeah. Origi- originally, I thought he was somehow, but he's just not oh. here by coincidence. No. Um, uh, it's interesting. He gets he's order forty two, which is of course a number. Yes. Um, whose number is that though? I think it's uh, Quan. Okay, Quan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so he basically tells him to go. It's always interesting. Like, yeah, the same thing with Charlie. Like, Charlie le- left Desmond that one bit, one idea, like, mm-hmm. he should find Penny, you know. Yeah. And then he, and then Desmond leaves him, leaves Charlie with this one idea. You should find out where she thinks she knows you from. Yeah. Like, I wonder why he tell, why he says that, like, of all things to say. Like, does he know about, about the island? Like, is he expecting, is he expecting, you know, her to tell Hurley that, she knew him from this island. Like, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, why didn't he say, like, you know, you should find out how long she thinks she's known you for. You know what I mean? Like, some other little tidbit to right. get him to go talk to, to Libby. Right. I see. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what else kind of bothers me about this is... Um, Again, the sort of relative timeline, um, you know, they they end up having memory. I mean, this is a week after the flight. Mm-hmm. Um, they have memories of stuff that was definitely later than that, you know, in the original timeline. 
Yeah. You know, um, I mean, the Charlie thing was, you know, deep into season three at the end. You well, know. as long as they don't have, I guess, I don't know if it's a problem either way, but I, at a certain point, I think, as long as they don't have any memories after after uh, the incident, right, then that should be fine. So, okay, so what does that mean? Does that just mean um, up to the point... Oh boy, what does that mean? Everything uh, from the plane crash through okay. till the incident, the hydrogen bomb going. The on. problem with the incident is that it was like back in time, so like I'm trying to figure out what that means. Well, but in terms of like in terms of you just say Curly, his his experiences are linear. Right, 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 right. So so yeah, so just any of his memories that happened during that period. Okay, um, okay, so that goes all the way up to that was the the three years. Okay, so that's basically up to um up to two thousand seven, shortly before shortly before this season commences, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they should be able to remember everything up to like season five, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not not necessarily, but I would say as long as it doesn't go past that, it, it doesn't won't bother break. you. Well, yeah, it, just, it raises that question in my mind, like how far it goes, you know, because it's mm-hmm. not clear. Like, since they're definitely remembering stuff later than, you know, the time the timeline they're in, like relatively speaking, like it it opens up the door for how late it's supposed to go. But okay, you're wanting to yeah. draw the line right at the incident, which is probably what causes this universe, and then that would make sense that uh that you know that's um that the stuff that was from the original timeline you know before that point is what influences the the new timeline that's created yeah and notice he didn't he didn't at least in this in this episode remember that you know Libby was shot true 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 but you think might be the first thing he remembers <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, I wanted to focus on the love. Yeah, um, focus on the love. So it it would have been weird. It was like, oh yeah, and you got shot. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, Desmond remembered Charlie and the thing, so they definitely could. He should be able to remember that. You know, there's no yeah. timeline reason why he wouldn't be able to remember Lady getting shot. Because that was that was a long time before the Charlie thing. And you know, Desmond remembers Penny. You know, Charlie, his his son Charlie being born. That was like, you know. Much later. Yeah, totally. You know, that's deep into like season four era. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I guess that's probably the latest thing anyone's remembered at this point. Let's see. Yeah, Dan and Charlotte, that's season four stuff. Yeah, okay, okay. If someone, if someone starts remembering what happens at, at the end of season six, that would be a problem. Yeah, that would be a big problem. <laughs> It would spoil us. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably not going to happen. So no. I'm just trying to understand how it's supposed to be working because it's just not yeah. its not straightforward, you know. They're not just remembering, like, linearly along with the original timeline. Yeah. Like, it would – like, what I would expect would be, like, the day of the plane crash. Like, they all, like, remember the plane crash and then, like, you know, whatever day that is, like, they get those memories. That's yeah, that just wouldn't be good enough because they wouldn't they wouldn't know people. You know, Hurley ah, wouldn't yeah, know, yeah. Carver wouldn't have even known Libby yet. Good point. You know, so yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't work if they if they tried to line up the timelines like that in terms of their memories. 
Yeah, that's right. They need them to have lived through a lot of that stuff for it to have yeah. the impact that it needs to. Totally. Yes. Okay. Okay. So for dramatic purposes, it kind yeah, of has to be Charlie, that way. Charlie wouldn't have, you know, Charlie falling in love with Claire or whatever, like, you know. Yeah. That didn't happen the first week. Yeah. <laughs> first couple of days. Or, or really, the, the same instant, because he saw that on the plane, really. So. Yeah. That would have been that would have been the zero. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think even knew Claire existed at that point. So yeah, yeah. That's you're right. You're right. It's all true. All true. It's all true. Yeah. So I'm guessing that uh, you know uh, Desmond got you know got the manifest for Minkowski, and you know. Oh, I love it. We never have to see it again. We just we just assume he's got the manifest and he's using it. I, I thought about that because it's like, yeah, he's he's operating like he has it. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't see him get it, but he definitely has to have it. And I, I like yeah. that they just skipped all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, that's called storytelling. That's called storytelling. <laughs> totally. Um. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I want to say, I feel like the idea is, yeah, he got the manifest, he basically just looks up to people, and I, I think he's just kind of following Hurley. I think he must have followed Hurley, yeah. Because we see him later, you know, when he's on the beach with Libby, and so it just seems like he's just kind of following him around. You know, he, he waits to get a you know chance to approach him, and then, you know, tries to point him in the right direction, and then just wait and, wait and see, waits to see that it plays out, you know, the way he wants. Yeah, and I think it's interesting in terms of just the fact that, you know, this is the same day that he Hurley met Libby. You know, if if, if Desmond had, had come oh. to Hurley the day before yeah. and, and talked to him, they would not have had the same conversation. That's true. You know, Hurley would have just been like, yeah, everything's good, dude. I'm the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And maybe and maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is, at that point, Desmond would have realized he had to do something drastic, like what he does with Locke. Ah. Uh, something like that. Interesting. You know? Okay. But, but, you know? So so I'm saying I Hurley, like that. Got, Hurley was avoided, uh, avoided being hit by a car because he met Libby. I like that. That works for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it seemed really arbitrary that... So, because when I'm seeing this, I'm thinking, you know, this is, you know, because we talked about what Desmond was going to show them last mm-hmm. time, and, you know, it did seem like the main thing would be, you know, trying to kill them, because yeah. that, that seems to be a good way to wake them up, but then when we see them doing this with Hurley, it's like, oh, it's just nice, he's just going to, like, you know, he's just going to, like, lead them to their soulmates or something, like, how you know, how bad can that be? But I guess, I guess with some people, that's not going to work. Uh, yeah. And so he just has to try to kill him. Now, why he knows that or thinks that won't work with Locke, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to come up with a theory for that. I, I, I don't quite have one, but I, what I, what I want to say about it, I think I'll say it for when we get to that scene. Yeah, yeah, I can say that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I can try to throw something at that. We'll see if any of it sticks. All right. Um. Yeah. So the fight was a week ago. God, this is so. There's a lot going on. That's a, that's a lot. That's just a lot. Mhm. Like I, I really had the impression like that. You know that banquet 
museum, you know, uh, event was was I just imagine that being a lot later. You know, I imagine that he had been back for a while, and I also imagine Desmond, you know, ha- getting to this point later as well. Yeah. Now it's that's the thing. This alternate universe really started coming apart very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh it is also kind of interesting if, you know, Charlotte went on that date with uh with with um with Sawyer. Oh yeah. Uh, if 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 things had had worked out, um Charlotte could have invited Sawyer to the banquet for as a date. Oh yeah. Sawyer could have been there. Oh man. And then Miles no. would have been there and then it would have been yeah, it would have been a whole thing. They probably would have double dated. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. What are you going to do? That's crazy. I like. I kind of feel like as close as Sawyer and Miles are, I feel like Sawyer probably knows Pierre Chang a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I imagine he's he met him. And, yeah, I would, so. I would be surprised, yeah. Or unless it's one of those situations, like, the... The Whitmore Whitmore, <laughs> yeah. The like, best pals who've never heard of each other's family. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It could be a weird work thing. Yeah. It's all about it's all about the work. Uh anything else in this thing? Uh let me see. Um I, I don't think so. I think that's it. A job call. Okay, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, let's just fire up the Google News, see what's happening. Um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, U.S. Look at this. U.S. carriers cancel Europe flights due to ash. Uh, U.S. airlines canceled half their transatlantic service on Thursday because of a gigantic ash cloud spewing from a volcano in Iceland that has closed airports in northern Europe. Industry officials said a comparable number of flights and possibly more will likely be canceled on Friday. Uh, the Air hey. Transport Association Trade Association said, "Wow, this association twice." Hey, hey, um, yeah, my phone. Uh, yeah, that's what I was actually going to uh, try to get off of it so I could call back in. Oh yeah, well, I, I did a new segment. <laughs> oh yay! It's a cool one. There's a, oh, is it? there's a volcano. A volcano erupted in Iceland, and the hmm. ash in the air caused them to cancel flights to Europe. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Okay, you ready for the next scene? Yes. All right. So next scene, we're back on the island. Locke interrogates Desmond. He apologizes for Saeed tying him up. Desmond doesn't mind and uh, reiterates that he's got nowhere to run. Uh, that's weird. Did he really say he didn't mind? That's what I wrote. Anyway, Locke thinks it's the best argument. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Locke thinks okay. it's the best argument against captivity he's ever heard, and cuts Desmond loose. Locke okay. asks Des- Sorry. Can I finish this scene? Yes, Mr. Chuckles. I'm sorry. Locke asks Desmond uh, why Woodmore brought him back to the island. Desmond tells him he was kidnapped and that Locke should ask Woodmore. Saeed confirms that he found Desmond under armed guards. 
Desmond tells Locke they blasted him with a large amount of electromagnetism, and he knows what it was because of experience. Locke asks Desmond if he knew if he knows what Locke is. Desmond says he does. He's John Locke. Locke, Locke tells Saeed to go back to the camp and tells Desmond that there's something he wants to show him. All right, what are you laughing at? Sorry, I just I'm just finding this scene really comical when you just describe what they say. <laughs> yeah, I wrote he does, Desmond doesn't mind. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, no worries, brother. I kind of rather like to be tied up. Uh, it's just weird. That's the best argument against captivity I've ever heard. Yeah, and that's actually the yeah he actually says that. Yeah, I know. No paraphrase. I know. I just, I yeah, don't know, was, it didn't stick out as much until you repeated it. Wow, what a bold statement. Yeah. So this, what Desmond says is, uh, he says, I don't blame him, not I don't mind. Oh, okay. He says he doesn't blame Saeed for tying him up. Okay. No, no, I think that was the difference. I'm like, did he really say I don't mind? Oh, my. <laughs> and it's like Desmond is being crazy, so it's, it's possible. Yes, yes. He did say something equally as crazy, which is don't I, you know I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Thing to say, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, as I explained to him before he left, I have nowhere to run to, <laughs> brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. He's just, he's just, God. He's pretty. He's out. He's out crazy in Claire at this point. Yeah. You know, Claire was crazy too when we first got. You know, saw her. But, yeah. Uh, but he's 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 he is kind of wacko. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is so strange. I. Yeah. I um. Uh. <laughs> of course, you're John Locke. But you know, again, I, it's crazy to being. It just seems, it, for me, somehow it, it seems rational, just in the sense that, and maybe rational is the wrong word, but appropriate maybe. Uh, just in the sense of, you know, you think about you think about Desmond, uh, think about everything he's been through with the island, and and the idea that if what he realized is, you know, the island isn't done with him yet, and mm-hmm. then there's a purpose. Then it's like with Jack, when Jack realized the dynamite, you know, when the dynamite didn't go off. And, you know, you get this sort of, when you get those kinds of uh, validations or, or confirmations, I think it sort of changes you. And, and Desmond, mm-hmm. you know, was changed drastically because, you know, sort of uh, in proportion to um, into what happened to him and to what, what, you know, what the actual process was, I think. You know, him, his consciousness traveling to another yeah. parallel universe. So I think you know he's sort of equally as, as as either crazy or confident as sort of Jack was from the dynamite not going off. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's why I feel like it's rational in a way, but at the same time, it you know it could just be craziness that's masquerading as as his as his confidence. So it's still up in the air. But I, yeah. I like I said it before, I'm kind of siding with this that it's that he's he's sort of assured of something. Yeah. And maybe he's just assured of his his own uh, need on the island, and he feels like, you know, nothing, not even... See, I don't think he knows what, what Locke is, so that's why I don't think he's afraid of him, but um, but, but by, I would imagine not even Smokey, he would, he would, you know, bat an eye at, because he sort of 
is, um, you know, he, he's transcendent in a way. You know, it's, I agree. It, I it's a pretty crazy thing that's happened to him. And if he was just normal afterwards, I think we'd probably be spending hours talking about why he's acting more crazy. You know. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's a pretty spectacular thing that happened to him, and I and I think he is he's acting in kind, and I think the mystery is, you know, what's the sort of you know one one line sentence he would give as to why, right? You know, right? What yeah. does he realize? What is he what is he comforted of? Is it is it the fact that you know the whole the whole penny thing? You know, like I you know yeah I don't know, right. I think I think it's something like I mean he had that short conversation with Zoe where he said something like a lot can happen in twenty minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And, so yeah, I, yeah mean, I think that's the whole. Yeah, you're right, and that's a good point to bring up because he lived that whole that whole time period. Yeah, you know, which was like what a couple of days or something. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, so he has this, this 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 his his mind had time to change. You know, so. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I it would be ridiculously unsatisfying if Winmore just fried Desmond's brain and he was just like <laughs> he was just as like really agreeable, like you mm-hmm. know, simpleton for the rest of the show. That that would be very And then and then Winmore and basically it's all it's all a business um opportunity for Widmore because he wants to market that device as to, to to fathers and how to get their their uh, their black sheep son in laws in line. <laughs> yes. Got a son in law that's that's bad you <laughs> use the Woodmore, you know electromagnetic zapper. <laughs> Your son in law will start fulfilling his purpose in no time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's his big business uh, deal. <laughs> Winmore Labs. Oh yes, he, finally Winmore Labs he, comes he, back. Yeah, it's uh, Desmond. Desmond's the first beta tester. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yes. Mister Beta. <sighs> did we just did we just crack the show? <laughs> I gotta see Flanket. I I feel like we at least cracked Widmore. Yeah, exactly. We finally know why he came back to the island. That's why. He just wants to tap. How much? Him. How much can a how much electromagnetism can a man take? You know, <laughs> uh, in order to get in line and be agreeable. <laughs> exactly. What is the person? You know, maybe he wants to. He'll eventually whittle down the technology to where it's just like a collar or something. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, exactly. It's it's in the early stages. Early stages. He's got to yeah. work. got to work on the design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's what it's all about for Winmore. He just wanted to control his son-in-law yeah. and then market and make it money. to others. Yeah, he wants to make the money, but also control the son-in-law. <laughs> And, 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 then, and then you ask him, you know, why did you zap Desmond, you mm-hmm. know, just to make him agreeable? Well, I guess I overreacted. <laughs> overreacted, yes. Wow. He and Ben are so much alike. 
Yeah, or maybe yeah, maybe he's trying to he's trying to zap Desmond out of being in love with Penny or something. Get yeah. out of, you know. Desmond, you don't love Penny. You're right, brother. I don't. See you later. <laughs> wow. Yes, that's Whitmore. I just I I almost want that to be true. <laughs> it would be funnier. <laughs> it would definitely be funnier. That's what loss is a is a comedy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Because it just, it almost makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, like, I can almost buy it. Because I just don't, I don't really understand Widmore's motivations anyway. So, at least that I can sort of, <laughs> like, wrap my mind around. I don't know. I like yeah, it. right. Like, yeah, well, why not? Um. All right, what, uh, what you got? Yeah, okay. So, let's see here. Um. Uh. Yeah. Okay. He said that. Blah blah blah. Electromagnetism. Um. Okay. So the big thing for me is this is this little exchange. Uh. Do you know who I, who I am? Of course, you're John Locke. Um. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like I don't think Desmond has a clue. You know what's been going on on the island. I don't think he knew Locke was dead. I don't think I don't think he really has any reason to not say you're John Locke. Why wouldn't he think that? I I you know, I'm okay with that. You know, even 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 normal Desmond, I don't know how he would know any different. But I'm just wondering why they put this line in here. Like what is it doing? I what is this telling us? Because the fact that Locke is not Locke is no secret. I, yeah. Basically, everybody knows it at this point except Desmond, and and and, and so like th- there's no there's no reason to even not tell him that he's not Locke yeah. that I can tell. Well, I have a, I have the answer for you. Oh, you got the answer. Okay, good. And Thank it you. and it and al- it aligns with my theory that they're doing something with making you know Locke ma- making a man in black be John Locke, uh, I would throw that in there with, with that with that whole idea that they're, you know, Locke is overpowering him, or I don't know what they're doing, but this idea that Desmond, Desmond sees John Locke, you know, uh, and, and maybe that's, maybe, maybe he's not wrong, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe this is like the clue to that, that for all intents and, you know, besides his obvious state of mind and motivation that he's John Locke, you know. Like maybe maybe Desmond is seeing something because I okay. think you're right. Why? What would what would be the point of them saying something that's that's just obvious? That what you know way past obvious at this point. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't see what this is supposed to tell us. Like we should. Is it just confirming that Desmond is clueless about Locke? Like, is that, I mean, it sort of does that, I guess, but it just seems like for the audience, you know, it's it's the opposite of what Sawyer's reaction was. Which well, is, yeah. Whatever you yeah. are, I know you ain't Locke, like, you know? Well, see, and that's the thing, like, Sawyer was a people reader, so it made sense why he, he would pick up on that. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know, I... I I think there is something going on with 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 this whole identity thing or something. I'm I'm not sure what they're doing with it, but yeah, I mean, 
We have a, I think in a previous scene when somebody was like, when he was like, do you know who I am? Or he, there was some question about who he was and the person said like, you know, they thought he was Locke or something. I forgot who, I'm probably thinking about, hope I'm not making this up. And then they said, you know, you're John Locke. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm the smoke monster. Oh. Didn't he tell that to somebody? Um. Pretty recently. Ugh. I'll give you a hint. It was in the jungle. He t- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was by that tree. Remember that tree? That tree. That was, was the tree, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And the grass and the, and, and the brush. Right. The grass and the brush. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. You didn't need, I didn't need all that. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking the scene you're thinking of is when he tells, when he tells Sawyer on that smoke thing. Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? That's the closest thing I... The other thing really? that's sort of like that was the scene with Richard, although that wasn't Locke, where where when when uh, when the man in black tells Richard, uh, you know, I, I'm the black smoke. Okay, but hasn't Locke, in in the last couple of episodes, hasn't he told someone besides the Sawyer scene? That could be what I'm thinking of, but I thought he told someone who thought he was John Locke that he wasn't. Then maybe he didn't say he was a smoke monster, but that he said he wasn't John Locke. I thought there was another scene like that where someone else realized that he wasn't Locke anymore. And maybe I'm thinking of Sun. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sun definitely knows that he's not Locke. I think Widmore Widmore also said, I know you're not Locke. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm getting confused with that. Um. Yeah, like I can't, I can't specific. I might have forgotten about it as well. I, I can't, I can't think of any instance of that. I can't, like I can't remember anyone thinking he was Locke since you know season five, basically. Yeah, so a lot of people really found out with all that, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, once the big reveal happened, all those people knew, and then you know the word the word yeah. got around. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they a lot of them saw his body. Yeah, yeah, that's how. See, a lot there's of them a knew. distinction between not being locked and specifically being smoky. That's that's True. another distinction too. True. True. That 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 has been a separate reveal for some people that yeah, you know he's he's not locked, but he is the smoke monster. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, that that's something that happens in this episode. Like Jack, Jack already knew that that uh, that he wasn't Locke, you know, because someone said that in a in a scene in Abiturno. I I think Ben says it uh, that it's not Locke, but you know, in this episode when Hurley and Jack are walking, like Hurley just casually says, like, "What do you say to the smoke monster?" You know, Jack doesn't even flinch. Oh wow, I forgot about that. I was thinking he didn't know about Locke. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the Abiturno thing. Yeah, yeah, that was the first he heard about about Locke being the, you know, the the sort of leader of the uh, of the other side. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I'm like, there is no way no one mentioned the word Locke the yeah. whole time they were talking about what was going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's weird. So I, that's weird. So cause he knew. He knew. What did he know about Locke then? Jack, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, not much. I mean, 
he like when Richard says I'm going off to find somebody, you know, somebody who will listen or whatever he said, you know, Jack's like who who's who's he going to? And they said, you know, Locke, and he's like John Locke's dead. And then Ben's like he's not exactly Locke. You know, oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was, well, what did Jack think that meant? And they dropped it because it was it was just about it was really about getting to the. I wonder how he got that way. So they, but yeah, I mean, he should have already been really really concerned how someone who, I mean, I guess he didn't really know what that meant. Not quite John Locke, but if you know Locke yeah. is dead, and this is someone who obviously looks like Locke, yeah, he should really, as a medical professional, be curious about that. Yes. Uh, maybe he left his license off the island or something. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's strange. I forgot he knew that. Um, yeah. It's it's weird tracking who who knows what sometimes. It is. It is. Um, that I believe that's the first. I mean, he says John Locke's dead. That was definitely the first mm-hmm. he heard of it. Yeah. Uh, in Abiturno. So now. In this episode, like I said, Hurley just casually talks about the smoke monster. I can't believe that, that this whole time Jack has known that there's someone who looks like John Locke around. And that's weird to me, considering his history with Locke. Like, I feel like he'd he'd be interested to to talk to this person or or figure out why this person looks like Locke or, you know, and if he thought of any way that this person was Locke, or had a connection to Locke, like, you know, Locke's memories, um, I feel like he'd be interested to to talk about that, the, the note and all that, like mm-hmm. the whole nature of his death and to tell him he was right or I, uh, I don't know. Maybe that would yeah. be the next, the next episode I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think whatever is going to happen with that is definitely coming. But, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. He, he wasn't. He didn't seem extraordinarily interested in the fact that there's somebody looking like Locke walking around. <laughs> yeah, that's such a that's such a yeah that would that would prick my ears. He seemed like he was just focused on okay, we're gonna blow up the plane and I'm gonna get Sun on the plane to mm-hmm. take her home. To the promise. Yeah, because I promised. The promise. Yeah, he 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 just seemed to kind of forget about that whole reveal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think at this point, uh, all the major characters except Desmond are aware that Locke is uh, not Locke and is the uh, smoke monster. And he's the only one who says you're John Locke. So we come full yeah. circle. Thanks. Yeah. Um, we're professionals here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so in terms of why he says you're John Locke, I mean, there's the, there's the obvious um, he just thinks he's Locke because he doesn't know any better, and then there's the crackpot theory of somehow John Locke is really in there and doesn't yeah. seen that or something he's like he's that. somehow got this insight like you know weighed against the large number of people saying you're not Locke mm-hmm. is Desmond saying you're Locke and somehow Desmond is more right. Mm-hmm. Or sees something that they're missing, or perceives that Locke is somehow emerging, or something. Yeah. Um, but for the moment, I'm just taking it at face value that Desmond just doesn't know what's going on, and he sees Locke. He says it's Locke. Yeah. I think that's. I think that makes sense. Um, 
I think that's safe until there's something else to change that. You know? Yeah. I, I, I just think, again, it's a good point that it doesn't make a lot of sense to or, – or maybe they're just – maybe the the point could just be that for the audience that just to just to tell the audience, hey, Desmond doesn't know who this is. Okay. Could be that. Could be that, yeah, since they're going to go off alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Um, you know, he says, uh, Desmond tells him I have nowhere to run, and so Locke, Locke's door tells us the best argument against captivity he's ever heard. Um, I think a better argument might be I have no legs. Sure. I don't know. Maybe. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, but I would think in terms of the man in black being trapped on the island for eternity, he might have come up with a better argument for kids' captivity. Uh, you know, it's like, out of, what, a thousand millennia, this, mm-hmm. you know, he's never thought of, I've got nowhere to run. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. You think he's... The man, the man whose existence is defined by being captive. Right. You know, commenting about, you know, the best argument about captivity. It's such a strange coincidence. You know, it's like, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. 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 A very, very, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to assume he's exaggerating. But it's almost like, but it's almost like he, you know, he has, he has, he has been in the position to argue against captivity. Yes. You know what I mean? And so it's it just, it's very, it's very, um, it's very interesting that connection of, of uh, how that, how this plays out of, 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 of him, <laughs> you know, like if Saeed was there cutting him loose or something, it'd be different, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, but it's the man in black who's, 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 who's had time to think about captivity in the pros and right. cons. Right. And had to argue Jacob about, you know, why he should want to leave. And, right. And actually hearing a really simple, great explanation of against captivity. I think that's really interesting. Right. Right. Yeah, that's his primary character motivation yeah. is wanting to get out of captivity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is the best he's ever heard. If he had just told Jacob, I got nowhere to run. <laughs> nowhere to run. <laughs> Yeah, this is a weird scene. It is a weird scene. It doesn't help Saeed standing there like a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. Oh, man. Yeah, Saeed just, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, just, and I I love Desmond. You know, Saeed's just, these people are very dangerous. And, you know, okay, now I'm going to tie you to this tree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, dangerous, as dangerous as you, Saeed? Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was it was ridiculous. And he, I don't know. It doesn't seem like he sees any problem with that at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something, yeah. That Lead the way, sir. <laughs> What do you want to time speak me? truth. Like, what do you want to time me to next? Yeah, 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 exactly. You, should, I, should I should I gag myself for you? Would that, would that help? <sighs> yeah, the only thing I thought was a little odd was um, was Saeed asking him where he was going. 
asking who where he was going. Rock. Oh. Like, I was surprised he even cared to ask. Well, yeah, he seems to care about, in terms of, like, doing these things, you know. Like, he he has some motivation, or else, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything Locke told him. Right. So he, he seems to care about the plan, I guess. I mean, not the... Not really motivated to carry it out, but he seems to care about the details. Or, or and maybe he's just really asking so he can know how long it'll be before Locke will be back to tell him what to do next. You know, oh, okay. Just, you know, I'm just like, you know, he just comes off like a minion to me. Where, yeah. You know, just like, you know. Yeah. That 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 sort of way. Okay. 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 Almost like almost like a puppy or something. Yeah. Like, like exactly like a puppy, like a pet. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do until you get back, you know. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. If I don't have someone to give me missions, I, I feel useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think that's probably it. <clears throat> All right, anything else in the scene? Um, I do think it was a little bit, it's probably nothing, but the fact that Lux is there's something I'd like to show you. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, the the fact that that's a, more or less exactly what Desmond said he wanted to do um, to the people in the Flash Sideways timeline. Yeah. You know, I, it's probably just a coincidence because that's just a very standard phrase. But It's just a language thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way you would say that. Because I think, like, um, didn't somebody else say that in this episode about something else? Um, what am I talking about? I forgot. I don't know. I had a flash of, of a scene where somebody <laughs> somebody was saying that too. Oh, okay. And they told me they already knew me. <laughs> really? And I and I felt it. Yeah. Wow. And I felt it. Wow. But then I sobered up and realized. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just. A, I think it's just a. Yeah, I think it's just an unfortunate coincidence. Okay, yeah. I agree. I agree. But like the idea that the idea that he pushes him down the well so that he'll like see the other timeline or something. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I I, I don't believe that for a second. But anyway. Oh, is that what people think? There's a crackpot theory. No, I've not seen anyone think that. Uh, that's that's basically my crackpot theory, just based oh. on his phrasing. Yeah, no, I don't think that's true at all. And it's not even a theory because I just I really don't believe it. But yeah, whatever. I it, it was just. There's no way. There's no way Smokey knows about the, the 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 sideways timeline and the connection to that. I don't think he knows anything about that. I totally agree. Yeah. The the thing I was remembering earlier was I think Smokey said that to to Sawyer, didn't he? When he wanted to show Sawyer, he's like, "There's something I want to show you," or something close to that. A long time ago. Oh, know? oh, a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning the caves or something like that. Yeah, the names on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it's just a phrase. Um, it really. All is. right. Next scene. Um. Yes. So uh, across the island, Richard, Miles, Frank, Ben, Jack, and Son make their way to the Black Rock. Ben contemplates the fact that Alana was handpicked by Jacob to protect the candidates, 
and blows up soon after telling them who they are. Uh, the island was done with her. He wonders what will happen when the island is done with them. The group arrives at the Black Rock. Richard tells them he doesn't want anyone's, uh, excuse me, anyone else handling the dynamite, then notices that Hurley is missing. Hurley comes screaming and running from the Black Rock, telling the group to get away, and kaboom! The Black Rock explodes like Alana in the submarine. <laughs> Richard asks why the hell he did that, and Hurley says he's protecting them. Surprisingly, Hurley's clothes were not wet. They weren't wet. I was one. I was looking for that. <laughs> I like that. It's things that blow up for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This one's a daily double. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So. That's actually a good a good Lost Jeopardy question, uh, category. Yeah, you know, it is. There's, there's a, you know, yeah, the the flame station. There's uh, a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. The slime edge. Oh, I'm sorry. Technically no. imploded. Exactly. Oh man, Alex Trebek would love to make that correction. No. Oh no, I'm sorry. You're too stupid. It was actually an implosion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, uh, oh, man, you you could easily fill up five, six questions on what blew up. Yeah. Things that blew up, I should say. Things that blew up. Um, no questions on Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, um, so the obvious thing to say here is the thing that it's a long, I think, lost lowdown tradition that, uh, to to observe that uh, they blow up stuff when uh, they're done with that shit. They're done with it. Goodbye, yeah. Black Rock. I don't think we're gonna see you ever again. R.I.P. Black Rock. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We're done. We're they, done. They showed us what they wanted to show us with the Black Rock, and then they mm-hmm. blew it up. They blew it up. It's so. <laughs> That's that's their move. That's what they do. Yeah, no, they 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 really just blow things up when they're done with them. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. As soon as yeah, they, when Hurley was gone, I'm like, oops. <laughs> yep. Oh, Black Rock. Yep. We're that late in the show. It's we're done with the Black Rock. Yep. They've told us what they're going to tell us about it. And yeah, it's just not even a destination anymore. Yeah, there's nothing left to go to. Like, it's, you won't come back there anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. And it, it's it's good for them, you know, to get rid of those those things sometimes, I think, too. Yeah. To be, so people aren't worried about them or question them. Or, why don't they just go to the Black Rock and get some yeah. dynamite? You know, yeah. And it's like, well, they blew it up. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's why that's why they blew up the flame station. That's that's. Mm-hmm. That's why they blow up so many things. Um, that's why they burn down the cabin, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry for saying the C word again. Um, yeah, so um, it's kind of, I guess Hurley, it's a little, Hurley leads him out there so he can sort of get ahead and then like rig the thing to explode. And it's, you know, that's his plan, I guess. Um I'm I'm still kind of blown away with just the idea that Hurley blew up the Black Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try try having my crackpot theory in season you know season two or exactly. Season three. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what I'm you know, thinking. 
I have a feeling one day Hurley's going to blow up the Black Rock. Yeah. You know, if anyone would have said that, it would have just been ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I just, I almost wish I could time travel back to, you know, old us and just blow our minds with, like, yeah. what, what's going to happen later on in the show. The you guy know, who, the guy who started the golf <laughs> blows up the Black Rock. Yes. You know, that's, that's the show we're watching. It really is. It really is. And he's like one of the main people that communicates with Jacob and like he's he can talk to dead people and he's like the de facto leader for a while. It's just like what? Yeah. That's not Hurley. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I yeah, I, I that that's the thing I realized about this show and you know, we've come to that conclusion several times. Like a lot of the way the show has gone, I don't think there's any way we could have predicted. Like, it it was so not... Post-season, after season three, no way. All bets are off. Season, the, you know, the the period of time between season three and season four is like the singularity. It's just like you couldn't have peered yeah. beyond that to really make any accurate predictions. Yeah. Yeah, the show followed, like, sort of a straightforward trajectory up to that point. Yeah. You can kind of see where they're going with stuff. Um you know, even the idea of like taking wall, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they set that up pretty well, I think. Yeah. Um, where you wouldn't necessarily see it coming, but it's at least like within the realm of you know what they've what they've established is something you might expect. Um, and you know the you know blowing up the hatch at the end, like okay, they're going to get in the hatch. What's going to be in there? You know, maybe that was kind of hard to guess, but. Uh, once they get in there, it's a matter of time, I think, before they don't push the button. We find out what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff. It's sort of a the trajectory is is kind of reasonable, you know. Um, but yeah, season three just changed things, and I I think really, you know, the end of season three when when Jack goes to the funeral home and it's like, okay, somebody's dead, somebody's in the coffin. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way we could have spun out the story of that. No. You know, okay, it's locked because, see, some of them left the island, but not all of them. And the people who stayed behind time traveled for a while, and then he had to stop it. And so he went down there and turned the wheel and woke up in Tunisia. And Charles Whitmore told him to go get people, but then Ben caught him and mm-hmm. killed him after he failed. And then he's the one – that's why he's the one in the coffin, and now they have to go back because it's their destiny. I, it's just It would just be ridiculous to, like, come up with any of that stuff. There's no way. There's no way. Based There's on no what we've seen. come up with. You couldn't even get the first two parts of that, I think, after even knowing like yeah, knowing Locke is in the coffin, you don't know how he got there, yeah. you don't know why he got there, you don't know who helped him, you don't know who told him to do what. Um you know Yeah, uh, I remember, even when we found out Locke was in the coffin, we still it was still yeah. like basically impossible to guess like how he got there, what the circumstances were. Like Yeah. I never even when we found out any time shot, it was still shocking to me, like what happened. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't have predicted that. It's, and it's just, there's just not a lot, it, there's just not a lot within the show that would just lead you to say any of those things. No. You're just you're just on this ride. They just take you and, and bring you down that road. So anyway, that, that's what I feel like about the Hurley blowing up to Black Rock. Like, now that we're here, it's like, okay, I buy it, but I, 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 it doesn't seem like in any way the show is leading to this. No. You know, that's that's the weird thing. Well, yeah, you know, a lot of it, a lot of these smaller story points are just sort of, you know, there's other motivations for it. So it's like, you know, 
I think if you, you know, if you took a step back and thought overall, the big picture, you know, I think maybe you could get some more things right, you know, or yeah. at, least, at least try to think of some things that might happen. But, uh, but you know, Hurley Blunt's Black Rock, I mean, is pretty big thing for this episode, but in terms of the whole show, it's it's a pretty minor thing, so it's like, if you're trying to think big big picture, yeah, it would be hard to pick up Hurley Blunt of the Black Rock. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's too, maybe it's too specific. Yeah, it's a couple levels down, I think, in detail, in terms of, the you know, the storylines. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, like even even trying to guess, you know, Ben kills Jacob. I mean, no, I right. guess that. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, I guess we could have guessed that. He did have some issues. Yeah. Some issues. But the way it happened, you would no one would have guessed. But but and I, I guess that's my point is that's a bigger thing. Yeah. You know, that's a bigger. Uh, oh, he wants to talk to. Be broken down automatically in five minutes. <laughs> to extend the time by sixty minutes, press star eight. I really wish he had more to say. He always has the same talking points. I know. Every I know. time he, every time we should stop having him as a special guest because he just always says the same thing. I agree. Who keeps calling him and telling him he can join the podcast whenever he wants? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, somebody's he's got the he's got the call ID number. Yeah, we gotta we gotta block him somehow. Yeah. If only there are a way. <laughs> uh, if only. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think something like Ben, you know, if you if you would have guessed in season three or something, oh, crackpot theory. I think Ben Ben is gonna try to kill Jacob. You know, that's something yeah. more reasonable. I think that's a bigger thing that you know, in terms of the storylines, that's a little bit bigger. So uh, yeah, you know, I think the bigger things are, are to pick up on. So I guess in relation, it would be something like at the end of season three, you see Locke in the coffin, and you go, you know. Yeah, maybe he maybe he tried to bring everyone back to the island, you know, like yeah. that's sort of a big thing. And then he 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 died, and then and then the next big thing you have to guess is 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 you know, <laughs> the man in black is a character you haven't heard of yet. <laughs> uh, you know, takes his right. takes his form. So that's the thing. It's like at a certain you know you don't even have the evidence right. to well, you could to say even Smokey. Make... You could say Smokey takes his form. Yeah, you could say Smokey, um, but but I think and, and yeah, it would still be uh, along the lines of being crazy at that point. But I think the difference is knowing that well, the view we had of Smokey being a smoke monster, I don't think we would have even in a crackpot scenario tried to assume he would he would take Locke's form because he didn't. We didn't think he had a personality like that. That's true. So, be, so before you knew the that of the man in black as a as a real character. Yeah. Like I think I think it you know it would be it, you know they're both hard to guess obviously but I think it's even harder to guess if you haven't been able to introduce to the man in black. Yes, yes, it's true, it's true. I also like the scene where Ben's turning the donkey wheel and he says, "I hope you're happy now, Jacob." Like that, I didn't know how to take that line when he said it originally. I guess it mm-hmm. just it seemed genuine to me at the time, but. So looking back now, it seems like it is expressing a sort of bitterness with Jacob that that you can you can pick up on when you know that's the story. Yeah. Well, but what do you mean? Because I feel like he is bitter about it, but he's also doing it. Yes. 
you know. So it's like he is serving his master or whatever, even if yeah. he's not happy about it. Right, right. But genuine in that way. Yeah. Did you mean something different than that? Yeah, I guess. What am I trying to say? Like, I didn't detect the, I didn't detect the bitterness as much. Oh, just in hindsight, seeing it again, you can, yeah. Well, yeah, I can see that. That happens with a lot of scenes. You can, you can get extra information out of them, knowing the the state of mind they're in. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, because he he refers to Jacob a fair amount before that, and I just I never. I could never quite tell that he was frustrated with him. Like, that's one place where it kind of comes out. Yeah. You know, and and I guess I just didn't um, – I didn't read it that way. I guess because I didn't really understand Jacob or his relationship to Ben or the others or the island. He was just this abstract idea at the time. Mm-hmm. So just – it almost didn't mean anything. It was almost just like him saying, you know, whatever uh, – <laughs> You know, some kind of some kind of religious expression or something before he does this crazy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like God help me or something. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like that's the way it came across. Also, like I remember watching season five when we watched it week to week. I didn't really pick up on this, but when I watched it straight through, that was where I actually noticed the very tiny hints that Locke actually was Smokey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's really clear. The yeah. Stuff he, some of the some of the stuff he says early on uh, when people are talking to him, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, like the, you can you can pick up on it, and like I sort of thought that you know we knew he was Man in Black by the end of season five, but I sort of thought he was also Smokey just based on watching season five again. And so when they confirmed it in LAX, like I actually caught that. But when you watch it week to week, it sort of gets lost, like the you know the repeat. The, repeat, the repeated hints. Mm-hmm. You know, you see, you lose track of it because there's so much going on, and you're trying to like see the story as a you know piece by piece. Yeah, and that's why I think you know that's why I kind of like back to my little theory about 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 Locke slash you know Man Black. Uh, you know, I, I that the kind of that line where Desmond says you know you're John Locke. I feel like might be an might be that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, here's this little clue, and when we watch when you watch the whole season, you'll see it's just one of many clues that you know if they eventually lead up to something to do yeah. with that, then it'll be you know that's that's, that's why I kind of I'm trying to like you know find the thing because they're going to do that with things, right? Of course. And obviously, they're going to do that with something. So yes, I'm trying to find what those things are, and this seems yeah. this seems like one of it. One yeah. Of I see what you mean. It's the kind of thing that, just like those smoky hints, you can easily explain them. Like it didn't, it wasn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And and when you just see him isolated, it's like, oh, that's just, you know, that's just a coincidence, or it just, you know, it kind of looks like that. But that, you know, that's not, you know, we didn't really see it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's yeah, I, I can see that. If that's really where they're going, this will be one of the hints to that. Yeah. Definitely, and and I don't have a great explanation for the line otherwise. So you know, it's 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 interesting. It'll be weird if that's really where it goes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna mesh with the man in black personality that I think is still in there to some extent. Yeah, totally. You know, like what's what's the lock personality gonna want to do? I uh, ooh, uh, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Anything else with this? Um, so, so yeah. Uh, 
Ben Ben told line about Alana and how you know oh. they could basically use her, and then the island just was done with her. Yeah. Again, this idea of the island's not done with you. The island's done with you now. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's this it's like this uh, thing this this giant um, uh, you know thing that just chews people up and vomits them out. Like it's 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 like a kraken. Yes. It uses people like it. It's it's just weird. It's weird that the island is this mystical thing that it involves like destiny and pe- you know people feel compelled to do things for it. But at the same time, it has this very uh, unpleasant quality of just like of just like taking people and just I'm not done with you. Do this, okay? I'm done with you you know, blow up and die now. Like, it's, you know... It seems very, very... It seems to have a very profound lack of respect for human life. Yeah. Which I think is pretty interesting if you want to talk about morality. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and just the fact that, it, yeah, it, it, you know, Alana could have had a completely different life. The life that was forced upon her was this one of training, whatever that means, to protect these candidates, whatever that means, uh, you know, and uh, and then for you know to stop to stop evil incarnate, whatever that means, <laughs> you know, from from leaving the island, whatever that means, uh, you know, to prevent to prevent uh, something bad from happening, you know, the end of everything, right. whatever that means. <laughs> so, season six, episode twelve. We don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <sighs> exactly. Yeah, it's 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 amazing what we still don't know. Uh, so yeah, so it's um, it, it's pretty it's pretty crazy how you know just in Alana's case to 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 use her life in service of the island. Yes. Uh, and and you know and for her to get injured and whatever that myst- mysterious injury she had was, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like that still needs to be discussed. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think it's it's pretty interesting how it seems like the island, you know, uh, the island imposes its will. And I think it's it was pretty scary when when Ben was like, you know, he was like, I wonder what happens when the island is done with us. And I and I it made me think like, yeah, what will happen when the island? Is done? You know, I think with the main losses, I I kind of never really thought what would happen when the island was done with them? You know, I thought, like, whatever happens at the end of the show, I kind of just I kind of just got the idea, like, I, I don't know, I kind of, I never understood that there there should be a point at which the island says, I'm done with you, Jack, or I'm done with you, Hurley. Yeah. And I never really thought about that, that, that it would, that whatever role they have to play would come to an end, and then, and then what is it going to do? You know, what will happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just having this having this conscious island will that that just it demands this utter devotion and then just casually tosses you aside. Like it's just so brutal. I, and, and the only way I think they can remedy that is if when these people die or the people who service the island, whatever whatever happens after they die, if there's some explanation of that that it's not so bad as that. They're stuck on the island for eternity, or they just cease to exist. If if there's some other explanation, then it might make the island seem less just 
sort of negative and evil or something. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's still possible that that because we don't know what happens when the island is done with them. Yeah, we see people die on the island, but we don't know the final word. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's something to remember. But it's but at this point, you know, from looking at the island, it does not look good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. I. Uh, and it's just weird to me to even be devoted to that. Like it's it's it would be hard for me to like. Okay, Island, what do you want me to do? Like, well, I, you, but you know what? It wouldn't be hard for you at all if you saw your dead father walking around and you. You know what I mean? And like, and I could just yeah. rattle off a list of things you already know. So that's that's the whole thing. Is the the island has proved that you should worship it or fear it or yeah. do what it says or whatever it would be. That, and that's what's interesting to me is is just in generally speaking, it's like just because this island has this power doesn't mean it's good or bad or right or wrong or or they really should listen to it or do what it wants them to do. But, but just by the fact that it does have this power, they're forced to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could be some other island. If they landed on some other island that wanted them to do something else, you know what I mean? Like it, it's almost like it doesn't matter what the island is. It just matters that the island is. Yeah. And so it's just like, well, they have to deal with the circumstances that they're in. Um, right. It, it's pretty crazy, though. Right. I guess, yeah, I just, I want some reason. I want some reason to devote myself to the island. And I guess what you're saying is the stuff they see on the island is sort of just. Yeah. I mean, look at Jack. You're basically, you're basically talking about Jack. Yeah. He needs a reason to devote himself to the island, and he got yeah. plenty of them, and it took a long time for him yeah. to accept it. And he finally accepted. And you know, I think I think you have a you have a, a continuum of believers, right? I guess Locke is on one end, yeah. who sort of almost immediately has faith in the island, yeah. and you have someone like Jack on the other end, and people would line up in between that in the in the spectrum. And I, so yeah, I think you would fall in between there too. But at a certain point, the island is if it's not a dead loved one or time travel or an inexplicable coincidence yeah. is uh or something, you would you would eventually be convinced that at the very least there's something grand happening here, something yeah. worth paying attention to. So yeah. Yeah. Even if it is an island. <laughs> right. Almost at the very least I wanna say I I almost have to do its will. Like it's it's kinda of not yeah. gonna let me do anything. It's either else. gonna it's either gonna kill you or, or you're gonna to have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like if it's not done with me, it's just gonna it's gonna put me in the situation where I have to sort of Yeah, you know, make certain decisions and yeah. It might make you press a button for three years. Right. You know. While you while you sort of wait to do something something else that might be just as important, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like torture. Ugh, it God. is like torture. Oh, God, I would <laughs> That's <laughs> That's what the show is about, and it's just yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like I can just see you know someone on the island just being like, "Oh, this place is like torture, kill me already," and they're like, "Oh, I'm already dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know who has it worse, the dead people or the alive people on the island. You know. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would suck to just be a whisperer. That's mm-hmm. all you got. Oh, the others are attacking. We gotta go whisper. Come on, guys. <laughs> <Whisper>. Yeah. 
<sighs> well, the whispers are probably immunized. You know, they probably oh, have okay. you know, some, some good some good benefits. They get some health. Okay. They have reasonable hours. They get mm-hmm. they get breaks and okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I see. Okay, okay, all right. Maybe it's not so bad. I shouldn't put down the whispering profession. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> we know it was. <sighs> wow. I don't like um, the whispers talking to me. <laughs> not good. Oh, man. So, anything else with this scene? Um, I don't think so. I think that's it. All righty. Next scene, Richard, uh, Richard is complaining. He thinks they're all dead now. Hurley tells Miles that he blew up the Black Rock because Michael told him to, uh, that he had to stop everyone from blowing up the plane. Hurley tells Miles he listens to whatever the dead visitors say because dead people are more reliable than the living. All right, so... Um, this is a, Yeah, this is another question I, we, I think we were talking about before with, about Hurley, and he just sort of listens to whatever people tell him to do. Yes. And so he's saying, yeah. And I'm glad Miles called him on it because it's like, why do you, you know, just because, you know, for generally speaking, just because someone, anyone tells you to do something, you know, why are you doing it, you know, uh, is a question. But uh, but specifically dead people, so. Right. And he says they're more reliable. And I didn't, I don't really know what he means by that. Um, well, what do you mean you don't know what he means by that? He can rely on them in, in terms of what? I I feel like he's just saying he can rely on them in terms of telling him the best thing to do. Like, I, he can rely, rely on them in terms of their judgment. Okay, okay. Uh, that's pretty much what I thought he was saying. But, but, but evidence by what? Oh, he's not offering evidence for that, but he just seems to think that. Yeah, I'm just wondering why he thinks like 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 obviously he's sort of saying dead people have come to me and told me to do things. When I do, then the outcomes are generally good. Yeah, uh, I'm just curious, you know, how that relates to the, the you know the alive people. Like, there's a bunch of people who tell other people who tell him to do stuff, and he does it, and the outcomes are bad. Oh. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he's saying they, yeah, that that people just seem to have a better track record or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing is like, well, you have to do what they say first before you can see if their track record is good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, interesting. It seems like it seems like the dead people know more. Mm-hmm. Or are privy to certain information that living people are not. So just on that basis, they they seem to have, they seem to be able to take more into account when they say what they think Hurley should do. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, that in that way, maybe they're more reliable. Yeah. I think I think they're trying to explain to us why Hurley listens to them. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, 
And I, I mean, Hurley's been talking to him for a while, and I guess he's just he's started to trust the dead people. Mm-hmm. You know. But that's the thing that's weird to me. Like, I, I feel like it, it. It just seems like anyone who's dead is automatically more reliable. And that to me seems weird. It is weird. It is like I, I'm trying to imagine like uh, I don't know a dead a dead Ben or something. Uh, you know, a dead uh, I don't know a dead Kimi or mm-hmm. you know like would they just become reliable all of a sudden in terms yeah. of like being able to trust what they tell you. You yeah. know, um, because they're dead. Like, like Echo, like he, you know, he's he's hanging out and playing chess with Echo. Mm-hmm. Echo is someone he knew in the in, when Echo was alive. Yeah. Did Echo just become more reliable after his death? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, he's more trustworthy now. <laughs> I, that's the kind of thing I just didn't really understand what he meant. Like, just generally speaking, the dead people that have come to me are more reliable. Yeah. By virtue of that, they're dead. It seems to be what he's saying. Yeah. That seems to be what he's saying. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I also want to take this maybe as a cue from the writers that you can sort of trust the dead people. Hmm. All right. That means Jacob should be extra reliable now. Yeah. That's right. Maybe if he was ever reliable to begin with. Even more reliable than live Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though dead Jacob's advice has kind of gone to shit over and over again. Yeah. Don't tell that to Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the best thing he did was, you know, get Hurley and Jack out of the temple before the attack. That was the most successful Jacob advice. Yeah. But uh, the whole thing well, they is Well, it would have been fine, though. I mean, Locke wasn't going to kill them. Jacob just didn't want them oh. to kill Locke. Yes, yes. So, yeah. I guess that's the idea. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically he lied to him. Didn't, didn't Jacob lie to her? Yeah, he, yeah. he was a big, famous misleader. To he lied, yeah. Yeah, totally. I couldn't risk your not coming, Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I didn't get why Hurley said dead people are more reliable than the li- – like, really? <laughs> like, why? Why do you think that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and he, and you know, not that many dead people have told him specific things to do, really. You know. Well, a good number of them, but. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it seems like that happened a lot, but. Yeah, it's a good number. Okay. I mean. I mean, some of them tell him obvious stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of them actually don't. He did you know, like when Anna Lucia told him not to get arrested. Yeah. You know, he didn't listen to her. And she was right, I guess, but. He didn't listen to her. Right. No, he really didn't. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter <laughs> at all. Um, that was a total waste of time. Yeah, it just... it Because just Ben had, that's my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and he got him out of jail the oh, next day. Man. What a great... God damn, Michael Emerson. <laughs> I know. I know. <sighs> Yeah, he's fantastic. This is Ugh, I hate it. It's so great. Oh, it's the worst, <laughs> but it's fantastic. 
He could take those stupid little lines like that, and they're just yeah. really memorable. With those little glasses. He's, like, looking over his, over his glasses. <laughs> yes. And just like, yes. oh, man. That over-the-glasses oh, thing. <laughs> I think if I was, if I was, I think I would just like if I was on set with him acting and like with those lines, I think I'd just like crack up laughing. I would too. <laughs> See him look over those glasses. And, yeah. That's my lawyer. <laughs> he start laughing. <laughs> yes, I agree. It's perfect. You know, I gotta say, I feel bad for a lot of these actors who are playing the best character they'll ever play in their entire lives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, time will only tell which actors those are, but I gotta say, those oh. actors are are playing the best characters they will ever play. Okay, I was gonna say, like, who do you think that is? I mean, honestly, I don't know if we'll see Michael Emerson ever do anything as good as Ben. You're Leonard. probably right. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just that's you know, a good point. That's I, a good point. I, a lot of these people, I think, are, are great. I was thinking and, it was like some kind of insult to the actor's careers, but you're just saying, in that case, no, it's like Ben is such a good I'm character. With yeah, the likelihood, he'll find another one that yeah, good. Yeah, I'm saying they kind of lucked out by getting such great roles and doing such yeah. a great job that it might be all downhill from here, you know. Yeah, Michael Emerson was a fairly, like, you know, pretty moderately successful, like, TV actor. He didn't mm-hmm. really... He didn't really have that much, like, notoriety or any particular reason to, you know, break out like this. Uh, yeah. So he really uh, – it was, it was really fortunate, I guess, that he ended up getting that, that little part, that what was supposed to be the, a very short part. Yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah, there, there was no, there was no uh, you know, grand design to get Michael Emerson on the show. Yeah from when they started. So, yeah, I see what you mean. It, you're right. And with a lot of TV shows, that happens. You know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's, you know, because they really get to develop a character. I mean, it's such a long-form thing. Um, yeah. So they get to go in really deep with a character in a way that you don't get the chance to do most of the time unless they just do another TV show. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that'll be it'll be interesting to see. What all the what all the last people do? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious where all that's gonna go. Yeah, like I told you before, uh, uh, Abaddon uh, is on is on Fringe. Oh yeah. So it's interesting seeing seeing just seeing him on Fringe with that you know same kind of Abaddon quality. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, he plays the same kind of character on that. Uh, sort of. He plays the like uh he he's like an FBI, like he's the director of the like fringe team or whatever, so he's the sort of like you know, the you know, I guess he the analog would be like the captain of the police force or something. You know? Oh, okay. The guy who's kinda of giving the orders and stuff, but but not like the main group of people who are doing the the big mysteries and all that. Okay. Okay. But he plays like, you know, He's like an FBI agent, and he's all serious. And okay, okay. So his demeanor is sort of similar. Yeah, his demeanor is sort of similar. Yeah, I saw him on Oz before I saw him on Lost. Actually, uh, what was she with the on Oz? He he was this like undercover cop um, who went inside the prison to like uncover a, a drug uh, ring and. He he poses as like a Jamaican guy, and he ends up like getting hooked on the drugs, and 
Mm. And then, like, he ends up like, oh, I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> God, I was about to give away some serious plot development. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll settle down there. But anyway, yeah, he, he had a whole arc. Um, okay. he, he wasn't um, – like I think he, I guess he was probably a regular for that season he was in, but I don't think he he was for more than one season. Which which season was it? Oh, I don't remember. It it was later on. I want to say like mm-hmm. four or five or something like that. Yeah, I think I think I only saw the first couple seasons. So yeah, I just didn't I didn't remember him. So that that explains it. Yeah, yeah, quite a few lost people on that show actually. You know who wasn't on Oz, right? <laughs> I see Oz people all over the place. Yeah, that's true. There's Dexter people on there too. Yeah, totally. And yeah, many others as well. It was there was yeah. a lot of it was a huge cast. Yeah. We're just having a lot of people come in and out. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. It's, you know, TV, man, TV is just a small world in a way. Yeah. I, I'm amazed at how, ma- how many crossovers there are between various shows. Yeah, totally. It's fun that way. It is. I like it. I like it. I never noticed it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh... Anything else with this? Uh, okay, so this was just the scene where Hurley says the dead people are more reliable. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, no, I think that's it. I love how Richard's like, we're all dead now. And it's like, yesterday you thought you were already <laughs> dead. <laughs> you thought you were in hell like 12 hours ago. Why are you so upset now? <laughs> yeah, Richard. Richard is uh, Richard is kind of all over the place this he season. He is all over the place. I don't. Uh, ugh. Anyway, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Sore spot. Sore spot. All right. The next scene, we fly sideways. Hurley is in Doctor Brooks's office and asks to see Libby. Doctor Brooks doesn't think it's a good idea. He tells Hurley that Libby has issues with reality. Hurley sees, uh, what? Oh, Hurley sees that Dr. Brooks isn't too firm against Libby having visitors and bribes him with a $100,000 donation. Wait, what was uh, that word? Firm? Firm. Firm. Like, like the firm. F-I-R-M. Okay, okay. Okay. That's hard to understand that word. Wow. Oh. Uh, in the rec room, Libby enters and finds Hurley waiting. She asks if he remembers, but he doesn't. Hurley asks Libby where she thinks he knows him. She knows him from. He tells, sorry, she tells him all these pronouns. She tells him a few days ago she was watching TV and saw Hurley on one of his Mr. Clucks commercials, and suddenly had memories of another life coming come flooding back. Memories of a plane crash, an island, and she and Hurley knowing and liking each other. Libby says the Santa Rosa facility uh, was also familiar to her when she first arrived and has a memory of Hurley being there, too. Libby wants verification that she's not crazy and hopes that Hurley remembers, but he doesn't. Hurley thinks Libby is brave, and, uh, that he, but he's afraid to talk to girls. What? <laughs> Hurley thinks Libby is brave. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He says he's afraid to talk to girls. Libby thinks he's doing fine. Libby explains that she's there voluntarily, and Hurley asks if she wants to go on a date. Libby says she'd love to. 
So it's a choice between a mill institution or a date with Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> you, can have, you can have the tapioca, tapioca pudding in the cafeteria and the, and the, and the uh, mental institution, or you can um, go on a date with Hurley. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, you reminded me, like, I, I find that it's really cumbersome to make sentences unambiguous by putting in all the pronouns. Yeah. Like, it just it just gets so exhausting. Like, I just want to give up and let it be ambiguous just cause, to stop putting in so many, so many extra pronouns. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful, too, because when there's, like, two, 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 you know, of the same sex in a scene, yes. you say... He tells him. Yes. You got to make sure, like you, you, you at least identify one of them. You know. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Language is is so ambiguous. Like a lot of times, and mm-hmm. you know, especially in that situation, you want to describe what's happening. Anyway. Oh God. Yeah. Anyway. We'll save it, we'll save it for the grammar podcast. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon, Claude and Justin Grammar. Favorite podcasters take on grammar. <laughs> you want to see that, don't you? Tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's what would happen. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's see what happened here. He bribes Doctor Brooks. Um, Can you believe he bribed Dr. Brooks with $100,000 to see Livy? Um, I don't know. Are you saying that's a lot? I think that is a lot of money. Okay, good. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure you were saying, like, that's all? Like, I don't know. Okay. No, no, that's okay. a lot. I mean, I realize he's 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 super wealthy, but that's a lot. Um, it is. It, I mean, it's a donation to a, a facility. You know, I'm sure he's used to writing those checks. But, yeah. Uh, but, it's, but it's really my question was, I'm pretty surprised Hurley, Hurley bribed someone. And they, they didn't really, you know, it's... It, it, just on the morality level, I mean, they they make it sort of, you know, not a big deal, but right, it is sort of, you know, bad that he's just bribing people mm-hmm. uh, to do what he wants. Yeah, it's like, hey, that rec room looks a little gnarly, you know. Well, how about a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. I guess. That's that's the thing he has to solve problems. Well, and it's like, and Dr. Brooks was like, yeah, yeah, he was kind of fishing for it. Um, you know, he's got Mr. Klux in his office. Uh, right. He he was not he's not unsurprised. Uh, but um, I was gonna say, it also sort of verified this suspicion, our remembering of a suspicion I had about Dr. Brooks. <laughs> You know what I mean? Of just him being not like, the, uh, not the most, you know, whatever doctor. Right. He always seemed a little, little suspicious. Yes. Yes. Oh, there was some. Oh, I remember some theories about Doctor Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> we had some Doctor Brooks theories. Yes, he oh, was. Wow. I mean, I, not necessarily from you, but I just remember it was there was the idea out oh. there 
that Dr. Brooks was, I, I mean, you did think that as well. You had your own version of it, but mm-hmm. like, and what I, I remember reading stuff at the time, Dr. Brooks was tied into everything. He was a part of Dharma. <laughs> he was responsible for getting Hurley on the plane. He would, oh, he, wow. he made up Dave, like somehow, like he made Hurley think he was not seeing Dave, but Dave was really there. He faked the photo with Photoshop yeah, or something. I remember that. I remember him faking photos. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was there was a huge he was part of a huge conspiracy. It was it was uh you're right. Uh I think he says I don't I don't have the transcript on this scene unfortunately. He he says some line that Hurley picks up on that leaves the door open for him to offer the bribe, right? Well, yeah, he says he says uh I don't think that would be a good idea and he says and I forgot what Hurley says and then Mr. So and then Hurley says so you'd make an exception or something like that and then Brooke says maybe for family. Yeah. So that was kind of the uh that was kind of the lead in, I think. Yeah, okay. Okay. But yeah, I guess I guess the fact that Dr. Brooks was like, Okay, you know, I'll 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 sacrifice my integrity for this uh You know, it, and, and and for a woman who's there voluntarily. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is kinda nice in a way 'cause he's Seemingly, this is this is just to fix up the rec room. So he's not mm-hmm. like directly benefiting that much from it. But well, see, this is this is. I didn't understand what Hurley was saying. I thought he was because he, he said he said the rec room looks pretty gnarly. Imagine imagine what a hundred grand could do or something like that. Yeah. Um. But I always said, I thought gnarly was a good thing. Yeah, I think he means gnarly in the original sense, which is like which is like messy and unkempt. And, oh, okay. Because yeah. I thought he was just I thought he was just saying since since I kind of since I had the idea that you know Hurley in the main timeline who was in that rec room did like right. it. I thought he was saying it looks like a nice rec room, but imagine what you could do with a hundred grand. Ah. Uh, That's what okay. I thought. I was like, oh, is he saying that? But. He, I guess he could be saying that. Um, if you want, yeah. Um, cause yeah, it it means, it means according to the dictionary, it both means bad and nasty and cool and good. <laughs> nice, I love it. Thank you, English. One word. That's a, a one-word contradiction. Why is gnarly a one-word oxymoron? I didn't think that was possible. Yeah, I didn't either. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. This one word that means opposite things. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't, that shouldn't be possible. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, given Hurley's general like speech patterns, I could definitely see him using gnarly for good. Um, on the other hand, gnarly for bad would also make sense here. So yeah. I really I'm not quite sure what he's saying. I took it to mean bad, but Yeah. I, ugh, he he could be saying it's so good now, it could be so much better. I, why not? Yeah. Works for me. Um All right, anything else with this scene? Um, let's see. They show the Connect Four thing. Um, yeah. That's like a classic uh, rec room image. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I, what can I say about this? I don't know. I, it's, it's, uh, it's a weird, um, 
it's a weird little uh like I don't know what they're trying to say about the mental institution and Hurley. Like I guess I guess the inference I can make from this is that he was destined to have some kind of involvement with the mental institution. But but not necessarily to be a patient. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's uh, that that his connection to the institution, I think, is a little more tenuous. I think it's more about probably Libby, you know. But because in the main timeline, it was it was so much. He actually had real issues, and it was really yeah. about the fact he, I guess, saw dead people and stuff. So like, he did have real issues that drove him there. Um, so yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, but since since in both timelines he he has, you know, some involvement with this specific place. Like it just seems yeah. like somehow But it's know. really Libby connected connecting him to both, sort of. Yeah. So maybe it's just really Libby that he's supposed to have the connection to and she's she ends up there in both timelines or something. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing like I, I would attribute the sort of uh destiny to be in a to have a connection with 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 Santa Rosa to Libby, uh, and not really to Hurley. Okay. Because I think for Libby, it's pretty clear that in any timeline she winds up there, uh, Hurley only winds up there because of Libby. Right. You know, and I guess well, she only winds up there in this one because of him. So maybe that counts each other out. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's call the whole thing off. Yes, please. Ah, yeah, that's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, this timeline's getting crazy. Yeah, no, this timeline, this timeline is. I think it's officially crazy. Can yeah, we, can we all? You want to wait to to declare it crazy? You think it's <laughs> not quite crazy yet? I think it's crazy enough. No, I agree. I mean, in a way, it was it was crazy before it got crazy. It was crazy before it got. It started off crazy. Let's just agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was already like totally free. It was intoxicating me, yeah. and, and now it's like now it's even more than that. It's yeah, it's beyond crazy. It's it, they're they're remembering the original stuff and living in this like bizarre world. It's listen, listen. Dan was wearing a hat. I think that was the moment at which you know we had reached crazy full full force. <laughs> Dan Dan's wearing that hat. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> can't not be crazy with that hat around. No, I can't. God, I was that musician hat. <laughs> See, guys, I'm a musician. Hey, look at me. I have a hat on. I'm a musician. Where the hat? I'm wearing a hat. I had this, all that was missing was a skinny tie. Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Oh, Dan. Oh, Danny. So, um, all right. Anything else before we move on? Uh, I don't know. I think that's it. All right. Next scene, we're back on the island. Locke and Desmond make their way to the jungle. Locke asks Desmond how long he was pushing the button. Desmond tells him three years. Locke thinks the island has an end for Desmond, but Desmond contends the island has an end for all of them. Suddenly, Locke sees a young boy standing in the jungle. Desmond sees him, too, and asks who it is, if Locke knows him. Locke says to ignore the boy, and the boy then leaves. 
Okay. Uh, right. So, did Locke say anything when Desmond said the island has it in for all of us? I I thought I remembered him having a line after that. Oh, did he say something? I thought so. I think he said, yeah, I think he just like, agreed did, with them. Did he agreed? Yeah, I think he just agreed with them. Oh, I wonder if they No, I feel like he said maybe you're right or something like that. Okay. God. <laughs> I lost PD. I want my transcripts. Yeah, no, he definitely he definitely did not disagree with them because if anyone would agree that the island has it in for them, it should be the man in black. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, and I remember when he when he agreed with them thinking, yeah, you should think that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're right. He agrees. That's the point. Okay. Yeah, he agrees with them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did Locke never know how long Desmond was pushing the button? I feel like he should have known that. Yeah, part of me, I thought that too. And part of me thinking it was sort of conversation or sort of just for the audience. Uh, uh, I, I feel like I, I feel like Locke should have gotten in it. But, I mean, Desmond did, like, run away when they first got there. <laughs> uh, and by the time he came back, I don't really know if he talked a lot about, talked to Locke a lot about um, the hatch. I mean, until it became an issue again. Right. Right. Which was which was pretty quick, but they were dealing yeah. with their own problems. I kind of feel like there would have had to have been a, a, some scene of him telling Locke, you know, I pressed this button for three years and yeah. like, for nothing or, you know. Yes, yeah. It didn't do anything. Or it did something. What was he trying to convince him? That it did something? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he, he looks up the records and finds out that he was responsible for the plane crashing. Yeah. And that's when he's like, it's real. It's all bloody real. It's all bloody real. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's when uh, Locke has uh, smashed the computer and mm-hmm. it's too late. And <laughs> and we get, I was wrong. Oh, season two. Uh, I, uh, what were they doing the lock? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, what are they doing? Is it, was, was the island trying to make lock, like, go against Jacob or something? Like, why would... The island was really confusing back then. Yeah. It was like, it was like leading him to the hatch seemingly, and then it led him to the plane for no apparent reason, and, and then, uh, and then it decided he should see the pearl, and it just, it didn't, I didn't really seem to know what it was doing. Yeah. I never really understood what, what the island was trying to make Locke think about stuff. Yeah, and my question would be, you know, I feel like that, well, I should say, I feel like the question is, you know, if, you know, what's the goal you know, with 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 Jack, you know, Jack has he's a skeptic. He has a sort of obvious goal to make him a believer, right? But when but when you start out as a believer, then what's the goal? Yeah, like to see to see how far you'll go, you know, to to test the the you know the strength of your belief or something. I don't know what how you would go from there. Um, yeah, I guess that's what the sacrifice the island demanded is supposed to be about. Yeah, like they just kept trying to see like how much stuff they could get Locke to do. Yeah. You know, let's see. Let's see if we can get him to destroy the computer. You know, so they can't. You know, let's see if we can get him to not press the button or something. Yeah. Like, I'm just wondering if it was just a concerted effort that way of like, 
Let's see what he'll do. Let's see if he'll blow up the submarine. It also seemed like the island tried to make him doubt the island or, or doubt mm-hmm. that he was special or, you know, doubt yeah. that he had a purpose. Yeah, he was too believing. Yeah, yeah, the island didn't like that. It was it Jack was too non believing, but he mm-hmm. was too believe like it likes it somehow a perfect center. Yeah. Where you don't believe too much, but not too little either. Mm-hmm. Just right. Just right. <laughs> yeah, I I guess that's that's the only thing I can really get from that. Besides like the idea that Smokey was somehow trying to, you know, lead him into doing the things that I mean, I guess that it seems like that's probably set in motion later, but you know, doing the things that lead to um lead to him being in the position where, where Smokey can take over for him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Alright, so let's talk about this boy. Yes, oh the boy, oh the boy, he's so back. So this is a different boy than we saw before with Locke and uh, Ben. No, no, Locke and, uh, who was it? Locke and Sawyer. Sawyer, that's who it was. Uh, although he also appeared, or a boy also appeared with Richard, uh, but uh, when Locke was with Richard, but I think I think Richard didn't see him, whereas Sawyer did. Yeah, and that was the same boy. That was the same episode, right? That was the same episode. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like the same little blondish boy. Yeah. So the thing about it is, this is actually the same actor that played that boy. Uh, is it? He did look. He did look like. You know, he looked like that boy, but he's yeah. bigger. Yeah, the shot is different. He's definitely got darker hair. Um, yeah, like his hair is darker, and he looks he looks older. He looks older. He looks taller. Um, I was comparing the shots, and he's got the same kind of face. It kind of looks like they're brothers, but according to IMDb and the press, it's the same actor. So yeah, interesting. Okay, well that that saves us about an hour of discussion. <laughs> oh no, I think some yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, Very sad about that, but yeah. Like, you know, why? Who's this second boy, and why are there two? And, uh, Too many boys. Yeah. It is weird that he looks different. Like that they that didn't make him look the same. Mm-hmm. And like the kid, I mean, he couldn't have. He could. He really. They should have been able to make him look pretty much like he looked in the substitute. Like it hasn't been I, that like, long. He just seemed like he grew like a whole two feet. It really something. does seem that way. <laughs> Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He looks more like adolescent in this. Uh Yeah, exactly. And and he looks more like a, a pre adolescent kid in the in the previous episode, which is just crazy. It couldn't have been that long, I mean, between these two episodes being shot, uh, you know, a few months at most. So is he credited as teenage boy in this one? Yeah. Was he credited as teenage boy in the other one? Uh, I don't remember. He I don't did rem- not look teenage in that other one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was something boy. Here, let me, uh, let me have a look here. Little boy? Young boy? Yeah, uh, okay, let's, I mean, it says teenage boy on, uh, Lostpedia, but let me see here. Let me see if I can pull up the, uh... Uh, press release. Yeah, he's credited as teenage boy in the press release for substitute also. Mm. Like he went from 13 to 16. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's a good distinction that he's a teenage boy. Um, yeah, I okay. guess that kind of tells us something. Yeah, I don't know what, though. <laughs> that he's supposed to be teenage, I guess. That's it. And he's a boy. He's a boy. Yeah, the uh, the description of the casting call is kind of interesting. Yeah, twelve to fourteen, dirty blonde hair, wise beyond his years. He's got an intense he's got intense searching eyes. He's dealt with a horrible family accident, even at a young age. He's been put in charge of something very important and it weighs heavily on his shoulders. Mommy, I can play that. Go <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> make but it fun, honey. <laughs> I read that press release because now it's making me think about um, this character and, uh, and, and, and how it relates to the story. Yes. Yes. Me too. <laughs> me too. I think, I mean, I think, you know, they, from reading press releases of other characters, like they're, you know, they, they get conceptual about it and then like the specifics aren't usually correct. Yeah. So, like, I don't think you can infer that any of that's necessarily true about this character. They just want those qualities to come across, I think. Yeah. You know, they the call horrible it, family accident sticks out. They called the man in black a corporate raider. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't think there's any sense when she's actually a corporate raider. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's I, I, I feel like, yeah, it is it is odd that they they wanted to come across somehow that he's dealt with a family accident. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really getting that. And, and and if you yeah, and that's the thing. The first time we saw him, he's got the blood on his hands. That's true. You know, Sean Locke, and I feel like that that's that that seems you know it gives me an explanation of what that might mean. Ah. Okay. You know. Okay. And the fact that he's been put in charge of something very important, I think has a resonance. Yes. 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 Um, the only thing is... Said go so, okay, go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, the only thing he said so far is, you know the rules, you can't kill him. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we see him here again um, with, uh, you know sort of looking on at Locke as he's marching Desmond, and he, you know, as we find out, he is about to go try to kill Desmond, I think. Um, I don't think, you know, necessarily that's against the rules, but it seems like this, it seems like Locke has some idea of who this is or what this means, and it seems to rattle him a bit. Mm -hmm. I would say more than anything else that he's been confronted with, it, it seems like the... Um, this boy uh, makes him uncomfortable, or he he's he's uh, he he, do, he doesn't seem to he loses his his cool when when this when this boy is around. Yeah, yeah. Which um, you know, my 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 big guess, my my crackpot theory at this point is uh, the boy is his brother. The boy is his brother. The boy is his brother that somehow somehow the man in black got his brother killed or something when he was a boy. So this is like 
the spirit of his brother. Okay. That is, for some reason, in charge of monitoring him or making sure he doesn't break the rule or something. Okay. Okay. Can you beat that? I guess that works. But is it really his brother, or is it just... I mean... I think he's got to have some connection to him. Um, uh, You know, they could come up with something else, but uh, I want to put a family, you know, family accident here. I want to I want to throw that in there and uh, and have it be a connection. Okay. Well, I guess what I'm saying is is this really supposed to be his brother in in the sense that like, you know, Hurley seeing Michael or is it is it just kind of looking like his brother? Oh yeah, I don't know. Um something that's taken the shape of his butt form of his yeah. brother or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I like really I mean know. the thing the thing he tells him, I mean it just it doesn't really come across like this is his brother. Well, how would you expect to come across as his brother? Yo, bro, what's up? Yeah, I mean, I'd expect him to say something that sounded like he was his brother, and and you know they both knew so, it. So that when we so that they we could know right away that they're brothers. Well, that would be the giveaway. I guess that's the problem. But yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 not coming across like that to me. It's coming. I'm getting the sense that. Yeah, okay. You're giving it significance. Like I guess to me it just seems like well, I guess it probably should mean something. <sighs> I don't have a better theory than that. It just it seems to me like this is uh you know, this is somehow the this is the island or something. And I, I, I guess I feel like they're showing us you know, they're showing us other characters seeing him to indicate he really is kind of objectively there. Yeah, but Richard didn't see him. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like it's, it's you know, only certain people are going to see this boy. Yeah, okay. Okay. But I guess, I guess as opposed to when Hurley sees the ghosts, you know, and like no one else sees them. Mm-hmm. It's not really like that. Yeah, it's not like that because that's Hurley's power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it. I guess so far, like to me, it comes across like this is this is the island or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is a this is an emissary of the island or something. something well, yeah, I think lines. that's. I pretty much think I agree, but I think it's also he's got a personal connection to who this character is. Okay. Okay. You know. Because I feel like if it, I feel like if it was some just sort of, you know, the, his boss, you know, the island, his boss or something, he would, he would have a different reaction to him. Because I feel like he is sort of put in his place by the presence of this kid, and to me that, to me, I, I what I get from that is, is some sort of guilt, or some sort of, um, he, he feels, uh, he's just sort of humbled by it, like, uh, you know, like, like he's, I, I, like I said, I want to get guilt out of this. Uh, and so I feel like, you know, if it, if it was just, he didn't have a personal connection to this boy and it's just the emissary of the island, um, then I, I feel like it would come across differently. I feel like he'd just be more defiant all the time, you know, versus, versus conciliatory. Wait, who? Locke. Oh, 
He has been defiant. Well, he wasn't the first time, yeah. And this time he says, just ignore him. Well, that's not really defiant. I mean, he's not, like, yelling at the kid to leave. He's just ignoring the kid, which is, you know, more conciliatory. Well, I guess. I mean, it just seems like disregard. It doesn't seem, well, like, conciliatory. Well, I mean, maybe I'm using the wrong word then. Um, it just seems like he's not... Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's not, you know, he's not chasing the boy off. He's not telling the boy to go away. Yeah. He, you know, which he did the first time, which, you know, makes sense. Yes. Um, but this but this time he's just like, yeah, don't worry about it, you know, the boy. And I feel like that's, you know, I feel like if it was, if the boy was, I feel like that that means that the boy makes Locke feel a certain way. You know. Okay. And that and that if he if he had nothing to fear from this kid or something, that he would just, you know, he would just yell at him or something or. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, I think he has something to fear from the kid, yeah. I feel like the kid showing up is somehow reminding him of something or some... It, yeah, exactly. That, that, yeah, it's reminding him... I, and I think the reason it looks like this boy is important, that's why I want to make a yeah. personal connection. Like if, okay. it's, like, if it's just the island emissary, it can look like anybody it wants. Yeah. And Locke should still, should still have the same respect or, or fear of the island emissary he would just because of that position of power or whatever the, the case would be. But I feel like it should be personal. That's, that's the, the, that's the difference I'm seeing is I feel like it's this personal connection that it, that it looks like this boy that makes Locke unflappable. Like, you know, the island is presenting itself as the one thing that makes Locke uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, his younger brother that he got killed or whatever okay. that story is going to be. So that's what I'm trying to get out of it. Okay. I see. I see. So are you? So you don't. I, the earlier idea was something like the you know it was young Jacob or something like that. So you, yeah, I don't really, I don't really think it's unless Jacob is his brother. I don't really think right. uh, it's Jacob anymore. And again, I I always was wary of that idea just because you kind of have two Jacobs around. Yes. Yes. You know. But any any do you think the change in physical appearance is significant in any way? I'm going to say no. I'm just going to say that kid just grew. I don't know why his hair is darker, um, but, like, you know, I guess your hair darkens sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to – I'm just going to assume it's, he, he – it's, you know, since he's credited the same and everything, uh, it's just it – you know, it's just the reality of shooting a growing kid. Okay. God, do kids really grow that fat? Like their hair color changes in like a few months. Like, does that really happen? I I don't know. Um, I I I bet it could happen. I mean, it depends on when your kids get their growth spurt. You know, you can grow pretty fast when you when you get a, when you're in a growth spurt. And what this was the substitute? Yeah. Which was how many episodes ago? Um, let's see. Uh, about eight. Eight. Yeah. So that's at least what I don't know. I don't know when they filmed that, but... I think, yeah, I think they filmed it... It was around October or something. So, and then... But when would they have filmed this one, then? Oh, this one... uh, This one, I think, would be, like, probably January. He's got three months. I mean, at the very least, he... I mean, they, you know, he is... He does look significantly taller. Uh, yeah, it could just be how they how he looks in these shots or something. But he looks significantly taller, so I mean that to me is harder to do than change your hair color. So right, uh, yeah, I think he just probably had a growth spurt or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since they use the same kit, if if they didn't want, you know, if they didn't want us to be concerned about the fact he looks different, they should have just, you know, used a different kit or something. I don't know. Like, I, I like my point is I don't think it's significant that he's that he looks different because that's obviously a product of you know just natural occurrence. Like they couldn't have planned that. Yeah, I mean, unless, I guess. I guess unless he's just thinking, appearing taller, you know, unless, you know, I, and I just, I just, they, they haven't done that with any other characters. Yeah, that would be a bit much. I, like, I, hey, let's make him look a couple inches taller and make his hair darker. Yeah. I, I don't know what story that would serve, but. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, here's, I'll tell you what my crackpot theory about that is. Like, it, it was coming across to me like he was like, um, you know, the, uh, the 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 Jim Hadar kids, you know, that like grow up really mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like somehow, like when he killed Jacob, like the island created this like kid, and and he's just growing really quickly, and like I don't really know where that's going, but like that's the sort of idea that seems seems like it comes across with that. Alrighty, well that's. That's a heck of a theory, my friend. That this, this, some some amorphous baby was created out of the ether after Jacob was killed, and is now growing. Uh, yeah, like that, he's the new Jacob vessel, or something, or he's the new Jacob. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to tie it in with that, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean maybe it is just the reality. I just I'm just kind of blown away that a kid would look that different. Like I want to somehow say that it's just a weird shot they had him in in the first one, and you know, I don't know. If you just look at his face, though, he just looks older. Like I, I don't know, and I mean maybe we're just off on the when they shot these things. They could have you know they could have done anything. But uh, yeah, you know, with with when they shot his scenes, but he he looks he looks like he aged a couple of years to me. Yeah, I know that's the problem, and it just it couldn't have been that long. And I just I don't know. I, that's what makes me want to think somehow it's intentional that they're really they're really trying to show something with that. Yeah, I don't think so. I just. I just don't. I just don't see them doing that. I don't see them. I yeah. I don't see the point. Maybe they're doing something, but that's that's such a minor thing. It's such a weird thing to try to to make them look taller, older, and well, that's the thing. I don't think they can. Even, they can't make him look older because I think he just his face looks a certain way, and he just his face just looks older. Maybe his hair has something to do with it. You know, maybe the darker hair makes him look older. And that's something they could do. Um, yes. But he does look taller, um, and that could just be the photography. Um, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my my theory was um, what I thought they were trying to do since I did, since he does look older the second time we see him is uh, that, you know, they were they were doing something kind of like what you were thinking, but not not as crazy. Uh, <laughs> and it's just basically like okay. like whatever, who, whichever character this is, Locke is seeing him at different stages in his life, uh, you know. And so, like the next time we saw this boy, he might be early twenties or something. Yes, you know. Yes. And the next time we saw him, he might be whatever. And then he'll look like whoever we might recognize or something. The the final time or whatever. Uh, That's what I thought they might have been trying to do. 
Well, if they do that, then, you know, if we see him again and he's in his 20s, then uh, hey, I'll go with that. Hey, if we see him again that. and he looks different than what he looks like now, then yeah. there will be, yeah, something's going on, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think we're going to get more of this kid. Yeah. This is this is this seems significant to me. Yeah. Um so uh, yeah, your theory your theory is I I I don't really like it, but it sounds like it could be something they would do. I guess it depends on what the circumstances are, how good it is, but the idea that the man in black just had a younger brother that he got killed at some point and or maybe he even killed him, or I don't know, whatever happened. Mm-hmm. And, but he's also, well, I mean, there's going to have to be something, right? There's going to have to be something, right? Yeah. That the man in black did to get the moniker Evil Incarnate. Like, there's right. going to have to be something. So what What? What better than some family event, you know? Than, yeah. You know, this is a show about family. True, true. And, that, yeah, he's got that crazy mother thing, and that could, yeah. you know, that could play some role in the story. And, totally. So, yeah, yeah, if they're going to – it's just so weird to bring Man and Bag down to earth like that because that's just such a mundane story. Well, but what is he trying to do? Go home, right? Yeah. So the story is sort of pointed towards him going home, which is basically us finding out what home means for him. Right. So that means they got to talk about the, the issue of, you know, his home life or whatever. Yeah. So I think it, I think it can line up pretty pretty well. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. But I still think it's the island. Oh, I still think it's the island, too. But I think my, my point was, you know, the the personal connection that it has right. to lock of why he looks like that. Right. Yeah. I I think that's something the island would do. Yeah. Um, it's something he would do. Something it is. It's totally smoky style. <laughs> <laughs> he said appreciate that. Yeah, I was like, hey, I know that game. I've done that one. <sighs> yeah, okay. Okay, well, I, your theory is... <sighs> Plausible. All right. Are we ready for the next scene? What are we doing here? Yes, I think so. Wait, what else happened? He just like he asked him he asked him if he pushed a button and then they see the mm-hmm. kid and he just says ignore him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. I thought it was weird how Desmond sort of talked like he didn't actually say anything to the kid. He just kind of talked like the kid wasn't even there. Like yeah. he turns to, he asked Locke who the kid is mm-hmm. instead of saying like, "Hey, kid," or. You know, who are you? You know, he just never talks to the kid, you know. And you, right. And any other time when some third person enters, you wouldn't have those two people just talk quietly to themselves while the third person watches. Yeah. They would address, they would address the third person. <laughs> yes, that would be the normal thing to do. Yeah. That's true. But that's what I like, because the way it plays out, you don't think anything's weird about the interaction, but it's like, realistically, I think Desmond would have said something to the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Desmond's, Desmond's in such a weird state. Yeah, I, I've, he probably should just try to talk to him. I, the kid kind of smiles too. It's it's weird. I, I, yeah. I don't, so are, do you think the kids only hear is it's sort of a, a warning not to kill Desmond? Yeah, that's that's how I'm reading it. That's how it okay. comes across. That's good because I yeah it gives a reason why why he shows up and it and you know and Locke doesn't kill him so. 
Yes. Yes. Oh, wait, what did you just say? I said it gives a reason why the boy would show up and Locke doesn't, Locke doesn't kill Desmond later. Um, when he throws him down the well? He how do you know? The, how do I know what? He doesn't kill him. What do you mean? He didn't kill him. He threw him down the well. But how do you know that didn't kill him? Because <laughs> I've been watching Lost for six seasons. Right, but, like, someone could die from a fall like that. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, how do you know Locke's not trying to kill him? Oh, it's well, if he was trying to kill him, he wouldn't have thrown him down a well. That's a stupid way to kill somebody. <laughs> um, you know, like, and he, and he showed Desmond how far down it was, and he threw a torch down there. Bet you $1,000 Desmond's going to get that torch because he needs to be able to see down there when we cut to Desmond at the bottom of the well. Uh, yeah, Desmond's not dead. There's no way Desmond would die like die on the island from Lockdown down the well, and that's the end of Desmond. I don't think he's dead. I'm just saying I do think Locke is supposed to be trying to kill him. No, I don't think he's trying to kill him. I think he put him down the well so he's out of the way. I think he knows he can't uh, kill him, which is why the boy showed up. Okay. okay. If Locke wanted to kill him, he would have killed him outright. He threw him down the well because because he wanted him out of the way and he wanted it where basically you know Widmore brought a weapon to the island. Des, uh, Locke doesn't necessarily know you know why why you know Desmond is a weapon until he gets him out of the way and and no one can you know ostensibly no one can even find Desmond at this point. So yeah, that's what he's trying to do. I don't think he's trying to kill him. I mean, does he? Would he rather have him dead? Sure, but he's not trying to kill him. So you think he really can't? Like I'm not. I mean, I, I guess basically, I don't think I don't think Desmond's a candidate. So I guess I don't see why Locke can't kill him. I can't give you a great reason either, but I don't think he can kill him, which I think is why the boy showed up. Uh, and honestly, I think you know it could just be as simple as the island's not done with Desmond, you know, <laughs> and and that's why yeah. the kid showed up, you know, um, to tell him that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how do we know Desmond's not a candidate? Oh, because there's only six left. I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. been there's been no discussion of Desmond as a as a candidate. He hasn't appeared on any of the things. No one's talked about it. So yeah, I don't I don't think he's supposed to be a candidate. But yeah, no, he's he's, he's different. Um, yeah, he seems like he's his own thing. Okay, so your idea is that is that Locke just puts him down there to get him out of the way. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. He basically says as much to him. He says, you know, we're we're out in the middle of nowhere, nobody knows where you are. And then he pushes him down a well. <laughs> and then he goes back to say well, you don't have to worry that, about him The reason he says that is because he's asking, why aren't you afraid? Yeah, but the truth nevertheless is still, that that is still the case, though. That's why he says it, but that's still the case that he took him to a remote place where no one knew he was. No yeah. one knew where he was. So But he doesn't say, you know, so no you know, so no one's gonna find you down this well. Like he Well that, like it I seemed like part, the, the point of that was Is that part obvious though? It wasn't to me, apparently. I, the, the point of it was to me, like why aren't you afraid of me in this yeah. isolated situation? Yes. 
and then he and then he pushes him down the well, proving that he should have been. You know, like to me, it, it's it came across to me like he really did try to kill no, him. No, that's the thing. I, I took it the exact other way of like he 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 was upset that that Desmond wasn't afraid for his life. And and I think you know, and he and he just pushes him down the well. Like I think to you know, it's if if Smokey wanted to kill, he would have stabbed him. He would have turned into smoke. He would have done something obvious to kill him. Throwing him down a well, he's never killed anyone else like that. It would just to me be ridiculous for him for that to be the way he wants to kill Desmond is pushing him down the well and just hoping that that kills him. After showing Desmond that that the that the well isn't that deep. Well, see, okay, like, I had the same thing. I mean, because, okay, I thought he was trying to kill Desmond. I had the same thing. Like, why not just turn into Smokey and kill people like you normally do? Mm-hmm. I, but, again, I just wanted to say, I mean, they don't – Desmond's not going to die at this point. So I don't I don't think they wanted to actually kill him. That's the, that's the problem. I mean, I don't think Desmond's going to die. Mm-hmm. So I guess like, I'm, may, I'm making it a contrivance. You know, I feel like Locke is trying to kill him, but it's not going to work because they're going. You know, Desmond's not going to die at this point in the story. Like yeah. whatever Locke is going to do, it's it's not going to work. So they don't have him do something that's like guaranteed to work. I mean, are they are they maybe trying to make people think that Desmond's life is in jeopardy? I think that's definitely the case. Uh, I think there should be people who are worried. Oh no, he pushed him down the well. Is Desmond dead? I just think, for me, I there's no part of me that thinks that's even the case whatsoever. I think it to me it's it just it's pretty straightforward that yes, Locke would rather kill Desmond. He'd rather kill everyone, uh, you know. Uh, and and he takes Desmond off. He tries to find out what what Desmond knows. Desmond doesn't seem to know anything, really. Um, and then the boy shows up, which is a reminder he can't kill Desmond. Uh, and then, you know, Desmond takes him to a well, an isolated place, uh, where, where basically instead of tying Desmond to a tree, he pushes him down a well. And, that, and that's better because, you know, you know, no, you know, Desmond can't get loose and he can't get out and he can't scream for help and all that stuff. It would be harder. Um, you know, and then after that scene, you know, he goes to Saeed and tells him, you know, that we don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. Which works if he thinks he's dead as well. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing really explicit that contradicts the idea that he thinks he's going to kill him. Well, the boy is a big one, I think. If the if the boy, I mean, again, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> that part that part of the theory works nicely. I agree. Okay, but here's the thing. Why I just I just yeah I don't know I I maybe I can't explain any better than how I've done it I just I just don't think he was trying to kill Desmond I think he was just clearly trying to get him out of the way. Yeah yeah no I mean it works it works I just I it it seemed to me um, it seems to me like he was really trying to kill him I I, I it's it, it's uh, it's such a minor point because I don't think. I think we both agree he's not going to die. So it sort of doesn't matter because either way, he's trying to get Desmond out of the way. Because, like, he could have, you know, bashed him over the head or something when he knocked him in there or just – I just feel like when you – if you throw someone in a well – Well, again, that's where I turn to 
Desmond's not going to die at this point in the story. And but that's if, the thing. That's not even. That's. But I don't even think contrivance explains that why he couldn't have been more violent in pushing him down the well. You know, like I said, he could have bashed him over the head and knocked him down the well, and I think that'd give you a clearer sense. You know, you, that might make you think Desmond might die more. You know, uh, he's going. You know, he's going to fall down there unconscious or something. Uh, but he just sort of just pushes him down there. Yeah. You know, he doesn't he doesn't even bash him over the head and knocks him down there. So I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like if they wanted to push that, they could have. Um, and to me, like 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 look at it from this perspective. If you're Locke and you know you can't kill Desmond, and but you want him out of the way, what would you do? Would you push him down a well? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I would probably. <sighs> mm, yeah, I mean, I I I would want to put him in some place like that, some kind of isolated, yeah, confined isolated location. Place no one else can find. He can't get out, and no one can find him. That's like know, the perfect place. Like if they wanted to make that totally clear, they could have shown Desmond land, shown well, him say, you know, again, help yeah, me sure. or whatever, you know, like that'll maybe... be that'll be the next episode, right? Okay. Okay. You know, I mean, I think they do want to play. They do want to get the drama out of people not knowing if Desmond is dead or alive out of that thing. But I think, you know, I, I for me, it just it's just obvious that he's not going to be dead, and it just makes more sense. Locke is trying to get him out of the way. It's especially in this thing. I would agree with you more if Locke knew what Desmond uh, was there for, if he knew what the threat was. To me, it never seemed like Locke really understood why Desmond was there. And just wanted to get him out of the way. He's like, look, I don't know what your deal is, but Widmore wants you. I need you out of the way. Versus if Desmond had posed a specific threat to him, I would say, okay, now he's got real motive to want to kill him, besides his general just wanting to kill everybody. Yeah. If he can kill him, I feel like he, sh- I feel like he should just to be safe. I mean, if Widmore thinks he's going to be... Um... But, yeah, but he can't kill him. That's, I mean, I, okay, but we don't know that 100%, but I'm, I'm operating that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's killed plenty of people, and I, I'm, not, I'm not totally clear on why he can't kill Desmond. They didn't have the boy say that. I mean, you could definitely infer that from the earlier episode. It's not crazy to say that. I just, I'm not totally clear on that. If, if he wanted Desmond dead, but he'd want to, you know, but he can't kill him directly, he could have, like, taken him to the caves where he took, uh, where he took uh, yeah. Boyer and did the whole rope thing, the whole rope ladder yeah. thing, and tried to make him fall to his death or something. You know, it just yeah. it just seemed to me that he was specifically taking him out of the way. You know, to and, and to hold him captive somewhere else. That's just yeah. That's just how it I just think it just unless he really can't kill him. If that's the case, okay. I feel like this opens the door for Desmond to come back later and be a problem. Well, yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. I think you're right, and I think yes. that's what I mean, that's why, that's why, like, all the components of your theory need to work for it to be sort of watertight from, from Locke's point of view. Like, he, he needs to not be able to kill him, and, you know, uh, you know, the the... the 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 boy sort of reminding him of that and then and then he so the best he can do is this you know like he he can't sort of do better because I think this I think this is gonna you know yeah that's, not that's actually my point that's actually my point which, which is why I said you know what would you do if you're in lock situation is I don't think he can do better 
I think if he could kill him, which would be what you, you know, your idea that he, that he can kill him or something, then, yeah, he would have done better, which is to, to kill him or to make it seem like he killed him, you know, more obviously. Yeah. And I think the fact that he didn't do that is because he, he can't kill him. I think this is why this, that, that's why this is the best he could do. Okay. 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 Um, okay, yeah, I didn't uh, really dwell on that so much. It's just that, that since that was the polar opposite of what I thought was happening in this episode, I couldn't help but, you know, yeah. uh, pause on that for a minute. But, okay, yeah. I, I, I accept your theory as possible. All right. So, all right, so next scene? Yes. Across the island? Richard asks Ben if there's been if there's still grenades and explosives at the barracks. Jack thinks they should talk about what to do next. Hurley suggests they go to talk to Locke and says it's Jacob's idea and that Jacob is standing there right now. Richard is skeptical and asks Locke, sorry, asks Hurley to ask Jacob what the idea is. Hurley walks over to Richard and tells him he doesn't have to prove anything to him that he can follow Hurley or continue to try to blow things up. Richard calls Hurley's bluff and reiterates that it's over if Locke leaves the island. What's over? Everything. Richard says he's going to destroy um, destroy that plane no matter what and asks who wants to come with him. Ben stands up and says he will help Richard. Miles tells Hurley that the smoke monster doesn't want to talk and sides with Richard. Jack says he's behind Hurley and the others quietly agree. They head off to talk to Locke. It's like that Jerry Maguire scene when he quits, and he's like, "Who's coming with me?" <laughs> and Renee Zellweger stands up. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's what I, that's what I remembered. Wow, wow. Ben is, yeah, Ben is like Renee Zellweger, and like, yes. Miles is like the fish they bring. Oh. <laughs> 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 Wow, Richard is reduced to Jerry Maguire. <laughs> That's so sad. Reduced or elevated. Okay, ouch. Double ouch. Yowza. Yeah, Richard and Ben, together again. I gotta say, Richard was probably like a little I don't know I don't know what he felt when Ben was the only one who'd come with him. Yeah. I mean they obviously worked together for a while, but it's it's got to be strange to be like, of all people, Ben wants to come with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder what Ben's doing at this point. I mean... I, he seems to still be trying to follow Jacob. I guess so. God. Even though he killed him. He's the one who killed him. <laughs> He's the one responsible for this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's... It's just amazing. Like the the guy who actually kills Jacob is is still is still one of the few people just trying to follow him. Mm-hmm. And and not you know Locke comes and specifically offers him the island, and he's just not interested in going over there. Yeah. Do you think that thing? Um... That Miles told him that Jacob was hoping he was wrong about him. Like, is that supposed to be, oh, like some sort of motivation for Ben? <sighs> Otherwise, I, I can't explain his behavior. 
Yeah, maybe so. Digging his own grave, maybe taught him a lesson. Yeah, and it seemed like the fact that Alana accepted him, and you know, mm-hmm. Alana is is uh, you know Jacob's yeah. uh, number one or whatever. Uh, somehow gave him some loyalty to that, and you know, Alana was definitely on board with this blow up the plane mission. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, I think, but I think, only because she didn't have a better idea. Well, that's true. <laughs> I love that. That's true. It's kind of sad, but. But yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's the idea. Yeah. I I totally called that Hurley was bluffing. Oh, it was so obvious he was bluffing. Yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Nice. Right away, I was like, Nah, you're lying. Totally yeah. lying. Well, and I think it helped that we didn't see Jacob. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They've never really done that before with Jacob to be like he's in the scene and we don't know it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He starts off implausible. They would show us Jacob if you were really there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and Richard, like, really calls him. Okay, what's the island? Yeah, the biggest (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. I don't think Richard – I think Richard was bluffing. I don't – I mean, oh, that's right. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. He's talking about – Yeah. If, you know, that's all, okay. I, 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 he's talking about the conversation that that they had in Avaterno. Yes. Uh, I thought he was talking about the real answer to what the opposite like, is. Super that, duper that's that's answer. not the real answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's just talking about the metaphor. I think. Uh, I thought he was talking about the real answer. And I'm like, you're bluffing, Richard. Jacob didn't tell you that. Yeah. 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 I think as far as Richard goes, like, that's what the island is. Yeah. Yeah, I'll you know, Because that's sort of what he knows. And that's, like, something between Jacob and him that, you know, Hurley shouldn't know. It's, it's more like what the island does than what the island is. Yeah. I would I would bicker. All right. Well, your bicker is <laughs> entirely appropriate. But, yeah. Still, though, it's a, it's a bold question to throw yeah. out there in the middle I, All right, then what's the island? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, apparently it was just like the cork, dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> cork. I'm the cork. <sighs> but, yeah, I we're getting to the point where we're going to get, I think, a full answer of that. But I think... Uh, I think that whole cork analogy is, is it's part of the story. It's a significant part of the story. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's it's weird to be at a point where we where we know something like that. I mean I think I think we really kinda know pretty much what Richard knows at this point. Yeah, totally. Which isn't that much, but it's something. So yeah, uh, I uh, uh Enjoyed that, and this this is shocking to me. Like the fact that the beach, you know, Alana's crew is no more. Boom! Like, they're just split up completely, and now we got this B team of Richard, Ben, and Miles going off to the barracks to get that's grenades. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a party. I yeah. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, like Ben has kind of faded into the background with this group. I think now with Richard and Miles, it's going to be a little. It's going to be a different dynamic. Yeah, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's just going to be sitting on the sidelines as much. Yeah, totally. Um, it'll be interesting to see what those people get up to. I I think they I think they might be in trouble. 
I don't even know if they're going to make it to the barracks. Oh, you don't even think they're going to make it? <laughs> I mean, they could, but I could, you know, it's lost. I could totally see something happening along the way. They get, okay. You know, some other thing, some other storyline pops up, or they find something, or... Could they just stumble uh, on Desmond in the well? Because here's the here's thing. Yeah, I mean, no, but uh, here's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, I guess maybe they could. I don't think they will. But... Um, uh, unless something else happens. But I, I was going to say, it seems to me like the... Um, um, there's no point in getting the explosives. Like, they're not going to blow up the plane. Now, they could still write it where they go and they go get the, you know, they go get grenades and stuff. And, and maybe there's something at the barracks they want to pick up on story-wise. Maybe they want to blow up the barracks or something. Oh, God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but, but but barring that, I feel like it's sort of a fool's errand to go get these to get the grenades and stuff. So I feel like it might just be a, a you know a way to get the two groups split up and have and then the set and then you know the B team something else is going to happen. They're not actually going to get to the bear. Okay, to okay. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating because it makes like if someone had just thought of this earlier, they wouldn't have had to go through all that shit with the dynamite. Like mm-hmm. you know, they could have got stable explosives, and then a lot of wouldn't have to be dead and. Yeah, but I think you're right. They're probably not going for the planes, so I guess they'll probably do something else. Still, though, I don't really know where this B team is going since their their one mission seems like a red herring. Yeah, it's weird. It would be interesting if they blew up the barracks, though. Yeah, it would be <laughs> somehow like inadvertently, or I don't know. Oh, I, don't okay, know I was going to say, yeah, they don't seem to have a reason to. But... Well, they're not gonna. Yeah, they're not necessarily gonna do it on purpose, but I think like it might. You know, it, you know, at the end of the day, like the barracks is, is exploded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Get rid of everything. Get rid of it. God, it's just demolishing the island. Well, I think it's like they have those sets and stuff too. I think maybe they yeah. want to blow them up. Yeah. Get some That's good, true. Good shots out of them. Yeah. Yeah, because how many more times are they going to want to go to the barracks? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's true. Wow. Oh, but those buildings actually exist, do they? Oh, yeah. Well, the exteriors do. The yeah. exteriors, yeah. Yeah, it's like a YMCA or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I guess they won't blow that up. Yeah, probably won't. Unless they have to. Yeah. Uh, all right, so anything else in this scene? Uh, how does this end? They just split up, that's it? Yep. Okay, no, that's it. All right. So, later that night, Hurley, Jack, Son, and Frank make their way to Locke's camp. Son asks Frank via her notepad if they made a mistake. Frank says they probably did. Hurley asks Jack what he thinks they should say to Locke. Jack thinks Locke will do most of the talking. Hurley is worried Locke might just kill them all and comes clean that he didn't see Jacob. He only did it so people would listen to him. Jack tells Hurley he knows and that he came with Hurley because ever since he got Juliet killed, he wanted to fix it, but he realizes he can't. He thinks he's supposed to let others lead and just let go. Hurley says Jack Jack letting go might get them all killed. Jack says Hurley asked Jack to trust him, and he trusts Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, barely got through that one. <laughs> Jack says Hurley asked Jack to trust him, and he trusts Hurley. 
that's what I wrote. Wow. Suddenly, suddenly they hear the whispers. Hurley thinks he knows what they are and walks away into the jungle. Hurley calls out for Michael, and Michael appears. Hurley realizes that Michael is stuck on the island, and the whispers are other people stuck on the island. Michael confirms Hurley's crackpot theory. It <laughs> says he's... It says he's stuck on the island because of what he did and that he and the other stuck people can't move on. Michael tells Hurley the, the direction in, Locke's, in which Locke's camp is. Hurley asks if he can do anything to help Michael. Michael simply tells Hurley not to get himself killed. Before Hurley leaves, Michael tells him to tell Libby he's very sorry if he ever sees her again. <laughs> That's not what I did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that Michael, he's an asshole even after death. Ever, even in death. Yeah, so, so yeah, before Hurley leaves... Michael There's tells, a comma in there. Yeah, yeah, I think if he ever sees Libby again, that to tell, to tell him he's sorry. Tell her he's sorry. He's very sorry if he ever sees her again. I really like asshole ghost Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the the father of taller ghost Walt. Yeah, asshole ghost Michael. <laughs> That's great. I'm very sorry that if you ever see her again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so first of all, real quick, uh, because, uh, I don't know why, um, uh, Jack, we talked about Jack earlier, uh, uh, he's, he's decided to let it go and just go with the flow and, you know, follow Hurley, trust Hurley. It's, it's, I think... I think a significant point of development with Jack. He's been on a weird trajectory this season. It seemed like he, uh, you know, he he was sure that you know doing the bomb was the right thing, and nothing ever felt so right. And and then they just got transported to the future, and and then you know Juliet dies, and he sort of you know he specifically takes responsibility for that in this scene, mm-hmm. and um and and then from that. You know, I mean, there's also this side thing about, you know, realizing that Jake has been watching him and realizing that he's on the island for a purpose and sort of testing the limits of that, while at the same time, like, somehow accepting that he doesn't need to be a leader and he can just kind of follow and, you know, go with what happens. And I guess it almost seems like Desmond, like what Desmond is, like a, a more rational, understandable version of, of where Desmond is in terms of just, like, going with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, letting things happen. Yeah, totally. But I, I um, uh, I, I don't know. Just Jack's character development has been kind of surprising. It's it's not exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because I like he he. He thinks there's a purpose, but he's just going to kind of let things happen. He doesn't – that's yeah. the difference, I guess. He doesn't feel – he doesn't feel like he needs to force the purpose to happen. Yeah, exactly. You're like, ah, here's my purpose. I'm going to go do this purpose thing. Like, he's, <laughs> just, 
He's purpose a, time. Yeah, purpose time. Go. Do <laughs> <laughs> one purpose. <laughs> yeah. He's going to like let the purpose come to him. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, that's, yeah, uh, that's Jack. Um, uh, okay. Now for the whispers, um, the thing, the thing I wanted to say, let's see, did I say this earlier? Okay. So not just the whispers, but I guess like the apparitions in general, like I have, I have a couple of problems with it. Um, first of all, like, the way they've shown this with Hurley, like only Hurley can see these people. It seems like a special thing. On the other hand, other characters have seen apparitions at times and have also, you know, heard whispers accompanying them. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael himself, you know. Well, and these people here just heard whispers. Once heard whispers. Of course, yeah, they heard, they heard whispers. But, you know, people have seen seemingly apparitions associated with the whispers as well. Yeah. You know, so... What's the thing about is it just that is it just that Hurley has somehow can see more of them or like what's the distinction like I guess it's like it seems to me like like the like the apparitions can make themselves appear to people if they want but maybe they don't have a choice but to let Hurley see them I don't know well, no, I think in this scene, the idea is that Hurley, Hurley heard the, you know, they all heard the whispers. Hurley realized that the last time he heard the whispers, you know, Michael appeared and he kind of had this idea of what the whispers were. And so he, you know, he goes off to talk to Michael alone. Um, I think the idea is just that he realized Michael was around and that's why the whispers were starting because Michael wanted to tell him something. Uh, and so he just sort of goes off to talk to him. Um, I think I think what's strange here is, of course, Hurley can see dead people, and, and it seems like, you know, any of the whispers should be dead people. Uh, I, I think Michael probably could have shown himself to, to everybody, maybe. Um, but I think, um, you know, I think there's something going on in terms of him specifically telling Hurley what to do. Uh, you know, so and I and I think it'd be it'd be weird for Michael to appear to everybody else. You know, Jack would have some questions. Um, so yeah, I feel like I feel like that's what's going on there, um, because you know he sees Hurley sees dead people outside of the whispers. You know, and I, and maybe there's a difference between the the pe- the whispering people and other people who you know like yeah. I feel like his. Is Isabella one of the whispers? You know, like yeah. I don't really think so for some reason. I don't feel like she's trapped. Right. Uh, you know, it seems like she came to say something. Ah, so there's different kinds trapped. of dead people. There's whispering dead people and non-whispering dead people. Yeah, yeah. I would feel like maybe some of the people who, you know, maybe like Libby. You know, maybe she's not. She's not trapped. That's why she hasn't. You know, she she could come to Hurley maybe or something and appear to him, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't be necessarily part of the whisper crowd. Yeah, you know, Michael actually did see Libby. When did he see Libby? Well, first he saw him in the hospital, and then he saw her uh, on the on the freighter. Well, I refresh my memory. I can't. I can't picture it. Uh, in in the in the hospital, he sees her like carrying some blankets. Um. The hospital. He was in the hospital. Yeah, when he uh, when he ran his car into that shipping container trying to kill himself, and he oh, ends up okay. in the hospital. 
Yeah, okay. He, you know, he thinks he thinks she's a nurse, but it turned out to be Libby. Um, but then uh, she appears on the boat um, when he's about to set off the bomb that Ben sends him. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, don't do it, Michael. And you know, you hear the whispers before you see her. So anyway, mm-hmm. that he he did he did see Libby. He did see Libby. And she was associated with the whispers. The other thing is, like, it kind of seems to me like there's there's a couple of other things that go on. Like, I feel like Christian, even though he's associated with the whispers sometimes, is a little different from from some of these other people. I mean, maybe he isn't. Maybe he just he just happened to have you know a bigger role or something. But mm-hmm. he he really seems different to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in in what we've seen him doing. Um, it seems like there's a distinction there. Also, I think there's a distinction with the smoke monster apparitions, like Yemi and, you know, when he appears Alex to Ben. Yeah. Like, those don't seem like, you know, those things don't even act like the person. They just kind of, like, give orders. And mm-hmm. even, like, in Yemi's case, specifically deny that they're that person. Yeah. You know, so it's... To me, there, there's also that in play. Like, the smoke monster can just appear as people and, you know, um, you know, try to try to get them to do things that it wants them to do. So there's there's that in play, too. It's it, Like, it's still very, it's still very confusing. But I guess part of the story is there's people, you know, there's people who die and they get stuck on the island and they're responsible for the whispering. And that's, that's a big, that's a big revelation. So yeah, I I have to acknowledge that. But at the same time, like there's still a lot of other apparition like things that go on that seem like they're different. Yeah, totally. You know, so it's, and, and it was the off island stuff too. Yeah, there's a lot. So the off island ones can't be like people stuck on the island, right? I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. I guess not. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Charlie and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. I, you know. And Jack even sees his dad off the island. Yeah, I. Ugh, I don't know. I, I really, I really can't decide. And if, you know, I mean, maybe Hurley is only seeing dead people who are trapped on the island. Maybe that's what his power is. Okay, but he can see them anywhere. He can see them anywhere, but but that's it's not just he can like any dead people. It's just specifically island dead people or something. Okay, okay. Have you seen any? So who who uh, who has he seen? Which dead person has he seen whose body isn't on the island? Um. Anybody? Let me think. I don't think so. Uh. Dave is the only person, like, that's a, whatever Dave is. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Dave is imaginary, so I don't, I, I, if, if, if Dave is, if Dave is supposed to be a dead person, he's probably not on the island. That would be an exception. Yeah. Um, I guess Isabella. Okay. Um. She's an outlier. She is an outlier. Uh, yeah, everybody else. I mean, the thing is, like, most of the main characters die on the island, so, you know, seemingly yeah. that's that's who he sees. 
Like Michael sort of died on the freighter. It's a little eh, close enough, I guess. Yeah, it was inside the barrier. Yeah, yeah, inside the or barrier. outside the barrier. Well, which one was it? Inside the barrier? <laughs> it, I think it was inside the barrier since Jen time flashes. Yeah. It the barrier is very confusing, but it you could see it from the shore, so it just seems like that yeah. should have been inside the barrier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't, except for Isabella, I, I, that's the only one I can think of who, uh, who wasn't dead on the yeah. island. So that makes it seem like, yeah, then, then it's pretty safe to say he, he, he sees island dead people. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting, the idea that he sees Jacob, and the idea that Jacob is like stuck there as a dead spirit, and Jacob's just going to be another one of the whisperers. Another whisperer. That's yeah, weird. I, I wonder if I wonder if that's supposed to be true. Like I don't I don't know if um like that's the other question is is are all the dead people he's seen stuck? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it might be just some of them. That would be an even further distinction mm-hmm. of the of the dead people. And so is it just the stuck people that are the whisperers, I guess? I would say just the stuck people are the whisperers. Okay. Know. Okay. Okay. Because they're stuck there, so they whisper about things. Uh huh. Seemingly. Yeah. I, okay. I don't know why you can hear them whispering, but you can't see them. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Yeah. It's very. Like, are they supposed to really be standing out there in the jungle whispering? Or are they supposed to be like they're invisible or disembodied and it's just these sounds? I don't know. <laughs> Me either. It comes across like they're disembodied. Yeah. But sometimes we see a body. But the thing is, we've never seen anyone whispering. <laughs> like, I was honestly, I was waiting for the scene this season where we see the others whispering, where we can actually see how they do it. Yeah. Like, I thought it would come up at some point, you know, like, I, I don't know how, but I thought eventually they would have a scene where we could actually see how it works. See what it sounds like when someone's whispering? Yeah. Or do you think they have some sort of other's magical whisper technology? Yeah, basically, like, yeah, some kind of fancy other's, I didn't necessarily think it was technology, but, yeah, some kind of whispering technique. Mm-hmm. That we could see how they do it and and be like, ah, yes, that's how the whispers work. Ah, uh, yes, they whisper. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, know. maybe they would just like put, you know, put vocal effects on their whispers or something. Yeah. I mean, I would just imagine the idea is if if they were really going to show people whispering, I don't know what you could do besides show them whisper. I can't imagine there's a technique to whispering. Okay, that's what like I envisioned. I wouldn't make. I wouldn't imagine they would make it. They would make it sound like what the sound effects sound like mm-hmm. when they show the real world real world version of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that'd be weird because yeah. I. It's the it's the loudest whispers ever, you know. It's like, really loud. It doesn't make any sense if it's really supposed to be people whispering, because uh, they're not being quiet. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it made me think it was a 
It was something the others do specifically so people can hear it. <laughs> you know, so they can ruin their element of surprise. Yeah, yeah. It's a great. It's a great. It's a great tactical move. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it seems to do. But yeah, I don't know. I guess right, the whispers anything, just uh, hang around the others a lot, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, anything else in this scene? They don't like the others or something. It's a big deal, though, having a character specifically say what the whispers are. This is a season six thing. Yeah, totally. You know, it's it's uh, another crazy milestone that we reach among many that are sure to come. So anyway, yeah, that's it. All right, next scene, we flash sideways. Hurley and Libby sit down for a beachside picnic. Libby stares out into the ocean and says something feels off, like a date they never had. Libby thinks she sounds crazy and asks Hurley why she wants to be with him. He wonders why she wants to be with him. Libby says it's because she likes Hurley, but he thinks it's because she's delusional. Libby thinks that's the most romantic thing she's ever heard and leans over and kisses Hurley. She sees flashes of memories of the two of them. Hurley tells Libby he remembers and that she isn't crazy. From his car, Desmond sees Hurley and Libby connecting and drives off, his work being done. Yeah, I don't know. Hurley says, you like me because you're delusional, and then Libby kisses him. <laughs> so, uh, is the most romantic thing you've ever heard. Wow. That's not hey, what I remembered happening. That's uh, yeah. I, I, I uh, you know, I think it's a good, it's a good, uh, good move in the in the playbook of how to uh, you know, talk to the ladies. <laughs> don't tell a woman she's delusional and she's all over you. I guess you're delusional. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Wow. Yeah, Hurley seems to really, you know, I've always thought their relationship was was strange, and the the the, the way they're painting it in this one is equally strange. And he meets this woman, who's <laughs> crazy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't like find out she's crazy. He he you know he knows she's crazy from pretty much the beginning. You know, yeah. Like, five minutes he realizes he finds very out. quickly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yet he still wants to like hang out and be with her and stuff like that. And and I just I don't know if it. Is it just because she's attractive? Like, if she was crazy and unattractive, would he still be hanging out with her? You know, I, I seriously, I'm wondering, like, what uh, is, Honestly, what is yeah, it, it comes across like the answer to that is no. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like he's just really interested because he's a, it's, it's a hot chick that's interested in him. So what if she's crazy? Yeah, that's, he can, that's not a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not a deal breaker. So listen, Hurley, I can set you up with this awesome chick. She's really nice. She's really hot. But she's crazy. Oh, that is not a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it just seems, it seems, yeah, it's just weird, you know, that, that, that he's, he wants to, that he's almost taking advantage of her in a way, I think. You know, if she if she really was delusional, you know, he, yes. I think he'd be taking advantage. Yes, yes. Yeah, you could read this that way, definitely. Like yeah. some crazy person who's just obsessed with you for no apparent reason. You can just sort of manipulate them. 
Yeah, it's like someone comes up to you and they think, you know, they think you're their long-lost son. Yeah. And they, they want money or something. And you say, oh, okay, Grandpa, you know, take me, you know, take me to the bank. And, yeah. You know, and you're indulging them, but you're also, you know, trying to get something out of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, there's a movie like that. There's a movie with, like, <laughs> almost that plot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe I saw it. I've seen it. I've seen it. I can almost think of the title, but I kind of don't want to because it's kind of. I think it's like a plot twist that that happens. Oh. So I probably shouldn't even say what it is, but yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely a thing. Mhm. Yeah. I, I I see what you mean. I, mean, I think the idea is supposed to be they're like you know they're meant to be together. And, yeah. You know, the, know. the universal love and all that, but. You're seeing the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I'm sorry. That's what I do. I just it's just because they really don't have any good reason to like each other. They just really don't. I'm sorry. And even in even in the main timeline, they bear, you know Hurley was just kind of fawning over Libby because she's attractive. Yeah. You know that was the basis for the interest, and Libby just for whatever reason liked Hurley. She just thought he was an interesting guy or sweet or whatever. Yeah, you know, it wasn't ever that. You know, it was their first date, but it was their connection wasn't was never to me like as strong as you know. Obviously, in anything like Kate and Sawyer or something right. like that. Yeah, you know, uh, where somehow they connected on this. They never level. got a. They never got an I never scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all that was missing. Yeah. I'd never. So, um, yeah, so that it was always weird to me, their relationship. But uh, but anyway, in this scene, they, you know, why do you like me? Why do you like me? And it's just like, we don't, neither one of us has a great reason. I mean, Libby, Libby's reason is she thinks she already loves him or something. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the re- like, their relationship is just really underdeveloped. I mean, they never really... Mm-hmm. They never really had any time to do much with it, and it 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 felt kind of rushed. And yeah, I agree. I, it's 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 pretty weak. As far I mean, compared to uh, you know the previous dozen and penny, I mean it's you yeah. know it's ridiculous. Like yeah, those two are those two are seem so ridiculously devoted to each other. It's it's. Uh, and it's a hundred percent believable. Mm-hmm. Like they run into each other and they're just like hypnotized by, you know, their each other's presence. Like they're just kinda... yeah, they're they're really the the twenty first century Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like they're just staring at each other, like transfixed. Like uh, yeah, it's 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 a different it's a different thing. Hurley and Libby just just can't generate that kind of that kind of. Um, chemistry yeah totally but yeah um, I think they're, they're trying to sort of revisit Libby and you know do all these do all these callback things and also like you know develop the, the flash sideways thing a little bit more show how Desmond's thing is playing out you know it's sort of it's, a lot's going on sort of besides the Libby Hurley relationship yeah, yeah, lots going on. So I guess like it, it, it works for me on 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 those levels, but specifically, no, for, it, it's working because you know you know what they're going for. It's it's, yeah. it's totally fine. It's it's working. Yeah, it's Libby and Hurley. Well, you know they're 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 meant to be. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of meant to be crappy. Yeah. Oh. 
Sorry, guys. You said it. You said it. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I mean, well, I like Hurley. Livy, I never knew what to do with Livy, really. She, yeah. you know, when she, you know, the entire time, every scene she's in in the flash sideways, she just looks so crazy. Like, yeah. She she's just perfect at looking crazy. You just yeah. you look at her and you're like, Why are you so crazy? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what Cynthia Watros is doing, but she's always has that like confused look. Like she's yeah. She's, it's like she she's almost gonna remember something or almost has an idea. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. I think even in the old days, like on the island, Libby was just a weird yeah. character. Libby I never really understood weird Libby's character. She was always weird, yeah. 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 She you was know, like, you know, one or two steps above Cindy, you know. She yeah. never quite made a name for herself. She never, I mean, besides, you know, obviously what she did, but it was just, you know, what what was it, the, the stuff with, uh, was it Claire? She told, just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> that, was, that was her professional uh, yes. thera- therapeutic. Uh, yeah, just, just, just breathe. What, what was it, what was it, Claire, what was, what was Claire doing? She was having a problem with something. Yeah, I think, I want to say that, I want to say that was like, she was freaking out about something. <laughs> Oh, was it some memory or something? Or, yeah, oh, like maybe it was maternity leave when she was yeah, remembering what happened. I think it was, Ethan. yeah, exactly. It's like, no, 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 I got this. Yeah. Just breathe, Claire. <laughs> Just breathe. <laughs> wow. Step aside, ladies. Libby's here. Exactly. And then Claire's like, I am breathing. Libby's like, oh, I'm out. Oh, <laughs> I got. Yeah, so I got. Try breathing again. <laughs> did you breathe? Did you, did you, that? Did you breathe? All right. Oh, man. Yeah, that was uh, the breathing. Th- that was... I, remember, I think... Oh, my conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in... Five. Again, again. Yes, to extend the time by 60 minutes, right. press star eight. Yes, yes, I yes. did. Okay. Remember when, when Shanna was having her asthma attack? I think Jack told her to just breathe. Just breathe. As well. Breathe. She's like, I'm trying. That's the problem. It's an asthma attack, Jack. <laughs> Just breathe. Okay. <sighs> yeah, that's that's one of those weird lost things, like, you know, dating things from the age of the clothes. It's like there's mm-hmm. some weird idea in the background. It just shows up multiple times. Yeah, totally. Like, that's how you fix things. Just breathe. Just breathe. Like that. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, classic lost. Classic. <sighs> anyway. All right. Anything else on this scene? I think that's it. Next scene, we're back on the island. Locke and Desmond arrive at a well. Locke shows Desmond how deep it is by dropping a torch down the shaft. Locke tells Desmond the well is very old, so old that the people who dug it uh, dug it by hand. They were looking for water. Uh, I'm sorry. They weren't looking for water. They were looking for answers. Places like this one would make compass needles spin, and people wanted to find out why, and thus dug for answers. Uh, they did not find what they were looking for. Locke tells Desmond that Widmore only wants power, not answers, and he brought Desmond to help him find what he's looking for. Locke asks Desmond why he isn't afraid. They're in the middle of a jungle alone, yet he's not afraid. Locke asks Desmond, what's the point of being afraid? Stop saying afraid. <laughs> <laughs> you Locke mean Desmond asks Locke? <laughs> 
Well, oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah, Desmond asks Locke, what's okay. the point of being afraid? Locke looks at him for a moment and then pushes him down the well. <laughs> you know, now that you say all those things, one question I was going to ask is, why does he tell Desmond all this stuff just to, like, kill him by pushing him down a well? <laughs> it all just seemed kind of pointless. What stuff? All oh, the stuff, stuff about, about the, like, well? the history of the well. And Those even, for us. And it, yeah, I know. Yeah. And, it, and even like saying, you know, Widmore just wants power. Like, it's, like I didn't, I just didn't even really understand what the point. So, of so when he was. said that, it made me think. It made me think that what Widmore wants is is not to stop Smokey necessarily, but but that the power that he wants has something to do with electromagnetism. That's what that's what that made me think when he says that. Since they're talking about the well, and you know that being you know the answer at the bottom of the well is the electromagnetism. Right. Right. I also thought it was weird that he just emphatically states they didn't find what they were looking for. Like he personally knows what happened with this well. Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty clear they didn't dig down to where the electromagnetism is. Yeah, I guess so. I, it just it comes across like he specifically knows the story. Yeah. Well, it does come across like that. Yeah, I don't. I feel like he probably does know the story. I feel like he was probably there. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I was sort of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I mean partially the purpose is just to tell us like what these wells are about. Um, and I guess it kind of explains the orchid well, which I think is supposed to be a different one from this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It does explain why they were digging wells. They were trying to figure out what's going on down there yeah yeah um you know because there's definitely something going on in that orchid area yeah so maybe maybe that's why the donkey wheel is there yeah they dug down to the to that cave and and somehow they uh i don't i don't know how they installed that wheel but (laughs) i don't something 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 installed the donkey wheel Uh, yeah, I think that is supposed to be the explanation. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know how the wheel's supposed to work or why. Uh, yeah, it's weird that there's a place that's called a donkey wheel. Mm-hmm. Frozen donkey wheel. Frozen donkey wheel. Not even thought out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so, okay, you, so you you think uh, what he's saying about Widmore is sort of on the right track, like Widmore really Well, wants... not that I necessarily think that's correct, but I, that's what it made me think when he said Widmore wants okay. power. It made me think he was trying to connect it to the that's what he electromagnetism. Means. But that was actually my big question for this scene is, is, is what does Locke think about Widmore and why? Like, where is he getting his information from? Why is he saying Widmore only wants power? He doesn't want answers. Like, what makes him think that? What does he know about Widmore and why? Yeah, and why compare it to wanting answers? Like, who said Widmore wanted answers? Mm-hmm. Like I don't even I don't even that's just a weird con- like he's saying answers because he's talking about the people who dug the well, but it's like I I don't even remember it being like on the table that Widmore's there for answers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's just yeah, weird. it's weird to compare. It, 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 it made it seem like he was saying he's not there for something noble, I guess, like answers to questions yeah. or something. That's that's kind of what I thought he meant, but. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's not. No one was. No one was even talking about answers. Yeah, exactly. It's just totally irrelevant. I wonder why he's even telling Desmond any of this. I want Desmond to say why are you telling me. This? 
<laughs> but Desmond's brain is fried, so he doesn't care. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if only he could have pushed Kate down the well, she'd ask. There is right something, question. you know, and it, I think it's just a, it's just a, a storytelling thing, I guess, or a TV thing, or something of just there's some some sort of device where it just feels natural for someone to explain, like you know, the the thing you're going to be locked in, or yeah. you know, your new prison, or yeah, you know, there's just something something about explaining something and then having you know then a character has to interact with that thing that was just explained you know right so it felt it felt natural for him to be talking about this just sort of conversationally right uh and and i have to say it makes more sense to me to tell him this um it makes more sense to me to tell him this if he's not going to kill him Mm mm-hmm Exactly. Yeah. It's a little weird to like give him a speech about this well that he's just gonna kill him. <laughs> kill him. Yeah. And then he goes, "Oh, that was a waste of time." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like the whole speech is just kind of lost on Desmond. And if he, if he yeah. just dies a few seconds later. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't get the point. I mean, it's still a little weird. It's still a little pointless. But at least like Desmond will get something out of it. Yeah, totally. He'll like he'll have a clue that like you know that's what's going on with this place, and you know that's what the wells are, and you know I don't know he he can get something out of it at least, and also like Smokey's opinion on Widmore. Totally. Um, I don't know where that's coming from. It doesn't seem like Locke to me. I I don't think Locke ever necessarily had that impression. Yeah, so that's what's interesting to me is he's got this negative view of Widmore, um, you know, just like uh, um. Who was the last person who was bad mouthing Whitmore? Bram. Bram, yeah. No, anybody since then? Uh, ben likes to do it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Ben. Yeah. Uh, somebody recently? Okay. Yeah, I thought someone somewhat recently. But you said these people are extremely dangerous. And, yeah. And that, okay. No. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. I'm just trying to think of who. Okay. Because some people, you know, there's there's. There's there are people who keep saying Woodmore is bad and that's yeah. you know so such an old talking point. You know, uh he just does not seem like he's that bad. Um so yeah, I just was wondering I was wondering why why where where Locke is getting his information from in terms of thinking Woodmore only wants power and it almost yeah. seems like he's just a false enemy, you know, it just seems like it almost seems like Locke doesn't have anything to fear from Widmore, but that they're just using Widmore as as his antagonist because they don't have anyone else or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, yeah, Widmore doesn't know what Locke is. Oh, he does know he's smoky. Yes. But he's, but I, I don't remember, but, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, he's not, like, trying to stop Smokey from leaving the island, right? He does say to Jen that that's what... Uh, yes, okay, I remember that scene now. That's yeah. that fact, in fact, he's the one who says the most specific thing about stopping him. That's yes. Yeah. Long podcast. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. is trying to stop Smokey. Yeah, among the things he wants to do, uh, see, that seems to be one of them. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, I don't. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know why why Locke says that, but uh, it seems like it's we'll a, sort of up for grabs. What Widmore's full agenda is, you know, once Still. he stops Smokey, then what? Mm-hmm. You know, but but um, 
he does seem to want to do that. I mean, I, you know, if I think Le- Smokey leaving is a genuine threat, and you know, I, 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 you know, I don't think Woodmore sort of, you know, wants the whole world to end or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so presumably, like he feels the need to stop that. Um, and uh, he he does seem invested in the island to some extent, and you know. Th- Something about this electromagnetism seems to matter to him, and I guess Smokey is sort of implying he's going to harness the electromagnetism to get power for himself or something. I, I don't quite know what that means. Like That's my crackpot connection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what other power? I mean, what does it even – it seems like it barely matters to have power on the island at this point. Like, it's – yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like twenty five people. Like you're the you're the you're the emperor of the island. Like well, okay. but if you could be like Jacob and go off the island and do yeah. other things, you okay, know, then, okay. you know, touch people and they heal. You, you think know. he wants to be like that? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying okay. there is a, there is an upside. You know, even if there's not a lot of people on the island. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm imagining just being more like just the leader of the others level. Oh yeah, he's 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 past that. He doesn't want to be leader of the okay, others. Okay, okay, okay. Not about to be leader of the others anymore. Okay, we're beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I see, I see. Um, yeah, I mean, just when you described that scene, it was just like, uh, yeah, I don't think he's trying to kill Desmond anymore. <laughs> Cause like, yeah, yeah. I I remember both times I watched this scene. I, I especially the second time. I'm like, God, he's about to kill Desmond. What is the point of all this bullshit? Like, <laughs> what are they doing? Like, it just seems it just seems like really bizarre expository dialogue to throw in before you kill somebody. Yeah. You know, I I, mean, I guess the closest analogy I can make to it is like the you know Ben like has a little speech about the Dharma pit before he shoots Locke, you know, and, mm-hmm. and leaves him there. And I, I guess I thought it was something like that. It still just came across as weird, though. Yeah. You know, somehow Ben's worked better. I guess because he was talking about dead people mm-hmm. and, like, how they were smart. You know, he was smart enough to not end up like them. And, and then the punchline is, you know, I'm like you, John, or whatever he says. Yeah, exactly. It kind of fits as a well, snappy Well, it, it was a resting place for dead people, and that's, that well isn't, uh, you know, if yeah. it was like, exactly. you know, Desmond, I'm going to really get you some water. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't even really believe it anymore. But well, I really good. did you, when I watched convinced. it. I just thought it was weird. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I think, um, uh, I, I agree. Woodmore does seem like a false enemy, but it's. I mean, the the situation we have now. The candidates are just waltzing into Locke's camp, and it's like if they, if that's all there was, it seems like the show would be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it seems like they need him there. Um, well, now, now the missing link is Jen, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So now, now they kind of have to go get Jen. Fuck, so I, I forgot think, about uh, Jen. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Uh, the the way they sort of strategically set it all up is, you know, they've got they've got Jen over there, and again, I think. I think he's the one. I don't think it's Sun. Right, right. Sun's just the stuff. <laughs> Sun's just the stuff. 
Man, Sun didn't say one word this entire episode. All no. she got to do was write down one question. <laughs> it really sucks. It's almost like they it's almost like they took away her part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. She doesn't really have any she can't even she can't even ask where Jin is uh, anymore. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. And then she keeps she keeps going to these places where Jin just was. Where Jin just was. Man, they're so so behind. So behind. Yeah, it's uh God. It's ridiculous how that They really out. screwed up on the freighter, didn't they? Um in terms of, you know, Jin and oh, Sun splitting up like God, yes. Man, one one Ooh. mistake, one miss you know, one yep. one uh misallocation of uh where you are is just Oops, yep. now we're going to be apart for a long time. Yep, yep. It's all Kate's fault. Oh, I wouldn't blame Kate 100%. Oh, you mean because she didn't go get Jen? Yeah. They would have all died, though. I know. Still her fault. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I was going to say uh, you could maybe blame, not blame Jen, but Jen was down there in the first True. place trying to help. True. He should have yeah. left earlier. Does actually that's what that's what that's really it's his fault. He really should have left because he had no, he couldn't do anything, you know. But yeah, he didn't know the copter was there. I don't think whatever and yeah. how urgent it was and all that stuff. But yeah, or you can blame Ben for killing Kimi. Yeah, yeah, that that that'll work. I just don't know why Locke didn't try to put that. A heart rate monitored on himself. I just, you know, not that that would have necessarily worked, but I just, yeah. to me, that would have been the instinctual thing to do. Absolutely. It seems like it's worth a try. Yeah. Just oh, real quick, get the heart rate monitor. Yeah, yeah, because you want to think, like, after you've killed him, like, you, you expect it to beat, like, a little more, like, not immediately mm-hmm. stop. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you can kind of quickly, you know, fix it. But, yeah, no one even tried that. No. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's weird that it all comes down to that. Like, that was the big moment, and that's why they haven't seen each other for three years and mm-hmm. continue to be <laughs> ever so close, but not quite seeing each other. It's almost like if Jin hadn't decided to go find Sun, he would have still been at Locke's yes. camp when Sun yes. got there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wow. Jin's oh, mistake God. again, wow. <laughs> That's actually ironic. That is ironic. <laughs> For what? True irony. Um. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well done, Lost. <laughs> Real irony is rare. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else in this scene? So yeah, I think we agree. Desmond's not dead. I don't know Desmond's what not dead. I don't know what he's gonna end up doing, but I think uh I think he is gonna end up being a problem for Smokey eventually. Oh yeah. I'd be interested to see if there's something down there he finds at the bottom of the well. You think there might actually be something there? Yeah, there could be something there. Um you know, maybe maybe somehow it connects to a cave or something or I don't know. He might yeah, I don't know. I feel like he might find something down there that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that would be that would make it at least worthwhile to go through this well business. Yeah. Seems like they should be doing this for a reason. So, yeah, I like that. I just I the, the I have this weird vision of him emerging and just like 
shooting lightning bolts out of his fingers. Mm-hmm. And just like dabbing. Like he just level he just level tates up the out of the up and out yeah. of the hell and just like starts zapping people with <laughs> lightning, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. His eyes are glowing and he just like does battle with smoke the smoke monster at this like electrical. Jeez, don't ruin <laughs> the end of loss for us. Yikes. Sorry. The ultimate battle between Desmond and Smokey. <laughs> It's yeah. The vision I have in my head is really insane. If that's actually what Lost does, I'll be really surprised. But it, it seems like something like that is what they're going for. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that's what they're going for. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. What does like mean? <laughs> All right, you ready for the next scene? Yes, please. Locke arrives back at his camp and tells Saeed they don't have to worry about Desmond anymore. Sawyer asks him where he went, and Locke says he went for a walk. Hurley enters and asks and addresses Locke. He tells them they need to talk, but, uh, but wants to make sure no one gets hurt. Locke gives Hurley his knife and also gives Hurley his word. Frank's son and Jack walk in. Locke says hello to Jack, and Jack's mind goes kaboom! <laughs> Just like the Black Rock, Alana, and the sub. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jack's that's that's a harder one. Yeah, yeah. Jack's brain gets to uh Jack's brain explodes. Explode. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird cuz it's like the Jack Lock thing was a tradition like sort of once a season they'd get together and have a little chat slash confrontation and uh yeah. It feels like this is this season, but it the yeah. twist is it's Kind of the smoke monster rather than Locke. I forgot to say this in the earlier scene. I I I really just I still think it's bizarre when when Hurley says to Jack like, "What do you say to a smoke monster? Like, how do you? What's the icebreaker? Like, it's some line like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he just casually notes that they're going to meet the smoke monster, and Jack doesn't flinch about it at all. Mm-mm. Like I guess I I mean I guess we're supposed to assume Jack has already heard that at that point because otherwise he really should act surprised that they're going to meet the smoke monster. Yeah. You know, so I guess like we can just assume they already talked about it. But it's just weird because we never really saw Jack specifically find out that Locke is the smoke monster. Which I think is supposed to be this scene, right? Is it? Like, it's the idea that, it, I think, isn't it supposed to be, like, he knows Locke, someone looks like Locke is out there, and, and now he knows they're going to go talk to Smokey, but, but, he, but he doesn't realize that they're, one, that they're the same until he gets there, right? Oh. Oh, is that what's going on? I hope I hope there's a surprise here. Okay. I mean, other, I mean, when Jack and Locke see That's each other, better. there needs to be some sort of surprise. And the way they play it, it seems like I said, Jack's Jack's mind goes kaboom. Yeah. So it needs to be a reason why it goes kaboom. I originally thought it was he didn't know Locke was around, but yeah. he, we, de- we definitely he definitely knew Locke was someone yeah. who looked like Locke was around. Yeah. And like you said, he knows he's going to talk to Smokey, and I, I, yeah. it has to be that the fact that they're the same is what. Blows his mind. Okay, okay. The fact that the guy who looks like Locke is the smoke monster, and here he is, and now they're going to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. That that makes sense. I actually thought he just knew it all, and 
and he was just he was just kind of blown away by actually seeing him in person. Mm. You know, like just just simply kind of impressed, just because he you know very much saw Lock dead. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, it seemed more of a surprise than just just sort of impressed or whatever. He he, he I don't know. He came off a little surprised to me. I uh, yeah, it did. I agree. I agree. It 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 sort of works better for him to be surprised. I I I like the idea that somehow he didn't quite connect that that Locke was the smoke monster, and that's what he's realizing. Yeah, because that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal. That's a big deal, yeah. I would I would be shocked by that if I were him. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy in numerous ways, but yeah, that that's that'll work. Hello, Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so Locke tells Sawyer he went for a walk. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it used to be Locke didn't lie. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I think he's done not lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done not lying. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Ben. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, um, but it, to me it almost seems like he's he's sort of losing control. Like he's, it seems like, it seems like he's, his, his sort of the, the calm and cool demeanor he used to have is sort of being eroded away slowly. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. He's not able to just be honest all the time and be cavalier all the time. And, yeah. Uh, and he, I, yeah. He seems to be somewhat out of control. He seems to be having these problems. He doesn't seem to fully understand what's even going on. Yeah, that's why he seems more like Locke to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? He's yeah. Just, he's, just, he's just coming up with these, you know, these these um, ad hoc plans and, like, yeah. you know. yeah. Yeah, because I think you're right. Like you said about Desmond, I don't think he really knows why Widmore brought Desmond there, what he wanted Widmore, what Widmore wanted Desmond to do mm-hmm. uh, against him. Like I don't think he really understands. I don't think he really understands what's going on there, uh, no. and so I think he feels kind of a little bit, yeah, very, very lock-like, I guess. Yeah. Of just being please, confused. please, please have someone kill. Smokey, and have him say, "I don't understand why." <laughs> I don't understand. Please, please, oh man, oh, oh man, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow, like somebody shoots him, or so- or somebody stabs him, or you know, somebody does something maybe like conventional to kill him. Yeah, and it actually works, and he just doesn't understand why, so he gets to say, you know, I don't understand why. I understand. I understand. You know. Wow. 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 That'd be it, right? I mean, that would be the full circle of this whole Locke Smokey thing. He, yeah. You know, yeah. He ends up back in Locke's place. Yes, exactly. Wow. I really feel like you just called a big <laughs> point of law. I feel like it's just a spoiler alert. I know. <laughs> Future spoiler alert. Sorry, God. guys. Wow! Wow! Because yeah, it just seems like that'd be really good. I I would I would actually like that. Yeah. Oh man! Wow! Wow! So 
Moving on from where the, how the show's going to end, um, <laughs> uh, what do you think? Um, I don't want to say this. What do you think? What do you think's going to happen next? I mean, you think they're just going to maybe go try to get Jin back or something and hop on the sub, or is that is that a sort of Widmore well, way the next move? I don't know. It's pretty. Are they just going to kind of talk for a while or? Well, they're going to talk, and then there's going to be some conflict. Okay. Uh, because I think I think Locke would probably say, hey, let's go get Jen and then get on the plane and leave. Yeah. But they're not going to want to do that. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm really going to, I don't really know what's going to happen because it's it's like, I don't know, like the Batman and Joker meeting or something. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, Batman wants to put the Joker behind bars. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, what is he really going to say? And then uh, the Joker wants to just, you know, whatever. And it's just like, yeah, Locke wants to leave the island yeah. or kill everyone. And they, you know, they want to stop. I don't know how they can negotiate anything. I don't know what talking is actually going to get mm-hmm. because they, they sort of don't want the same things. Yeah. So it's not like they can reach a compromise. So, um, so yeah, I feel like something something's gonna happen that that sort of diverts the conversation into something else. Um, but I don't know what. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they get out of this situation without getting killed by Smokey. I guess you can't kill him, but right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think they'll just agree to leave the island? <laughs> Everyone let's just leave the island nice and peacefully. No, they're not gonna agree to leave the island. They 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 don't they don't, first of all I don't think they all wanna leave. You know, uh considering uh they don't want Smokey to leave. Yeah, okay. You know, like like they can't go with him if they if they think it's bad if he leaves. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's nice to have a lot of the main characters back together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been so segmented for so long. I, I feel like they should want to get Jin back. Honestly, I feel like Sawyer, Jack, Caden, uh, you know, being around each other again, I feel, you know, those are the mission people, you know. Yes. Sawyer, I think, has been upset that he's had to just sit back and sort of do nothing. And, yes. Uh, so I think, uh, I had an interesting to see, cause I, I can imagine Sawyer just coming to Jack and, and like, you know, what are we going to do doc? You know, yep. what's our plan here? Jack is probably going to be like, I'm, I'm not coming up with plans these days. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll go along with one. If you give me a plan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You're probably right. It's just weird. It's weird to have. I just, I really always, I thought of this as two camps, and it's just not two camps anymore. Well, there's still Ben and 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 Richard and Miles yeah. out there doing whatever. Yeah, but they're not big enough to constitute a camp. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just like a small splinter group. How many? How many is required for a camp? Four uh, people? <laughs> Five? I don't know what the figure is. I yeah. Right. I want to say like I want to say like ten, but maybe that's too high. Mm, that seems too high. Because then a lot of groups probably didn't even have a camp. No, it didn't. That wasn't a camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And uh, Whitmore sort of has a camp. 
Yeah. So, and it's just, uh, this is just not where I thought the plot was going. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm sort of, I'm a little bit confused about what the, what the next step is. Like, are they all going to team up and go to war against Widmore? <laughs> that would be no. really weird. Yeah, I don't think so. But then again, like, the war should be happening at some point, and they are going to want Jin back, I think, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. at the very Sun will. Yeah, well, at least Sun will, and, you know, <laughs> I think some of them will want to go along with that, and uh, God. I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to say, yeah, where's Jin? Jin Woodmore has him. Woodmore is here. Yeah, he's on the Hydra Island. How did he get here? Oh, he must have the submarine. So maybe they'll start talking about the sub, and, and okay. um, I don't know, maybe maybe things will be different. With maybe that. Frank will finally bring up, like, how unflyable the plane is. Yeah, totally. And they'll say, oh, but there's a submarine. And... That, bird, that bird won't fly. Yeah, that bird won't fly. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Frank, I don't know what you're doing. Sun doesn't have a speaking part anymore, and Frank just throws in a one-liner once every episode. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they're really, they're really, uh, they're really lost. Great segue. Next scene. Are you ready for the next scene? What did you say? Did you say beach segue? I said great segue. Oh, Okay. Beach segue? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. That means okay. sandy, sandy yeah, segue. I guess. So. Uh, you ready for the next scene? Yes. Last scene? Yes. Please. We flash sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Desmond watches in his car from a distance <laughs> as substitute teacher John Locke makes his way to his car in his wheelchair. Doctor Ben Linus knocks on Desmond's window and tries to discern if he's a pedophile. Desmond tells him he's looking for a new school for his son. Ben quickly asks Desmond what's his son's name, and Desmond quickly answers Charlie. Ben says the school is wonderful, and they bid each other adieu. Desmond starts his car and guns it. He speeds towards Locke and runs him over. Locke goes flying over the car and lands on the ground. Desmond peels away. Ben runs up to Locke, telling onlookers to call 911. We see a badly injured Locke, still alive and lost. When you put it bluntly like that, it just sounds kind of crazy. Ben tries to if Desmond is a pedophile. <laughs> well, that's what he was doing. I know, I know, but just, I don't know. Saying the word sounds crazy. Yeah, what he said was weird. He's like, yeah, you've been parked out here in front of the school. No, he's like, he's like, he's like, you. what did he, oh, I forgot what he said now. It was like, you've been, you've been parked out here watching the kids. Yeah. And he goes like, this is a school. Right. But it's like, yeah, of course it is. You just mentioned how I was watching the kids. It's like, it seems like he should have said, like, you've been parked out here at the school for a while, you know, and there are kids yeah. around or something. This is a kids. school. Yeah. As I just said. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a, little, a little strange. Yeah. So we're to see Dr. Linus again. I didn't really expect that. Yeah, that was random. 
Um, we'll probably get other things like that as Desmond makes his way through yeah. other character storylines. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we got to say something about this scene. Uh, you're thinking... What are you thinking? You didn't even think you didn't even think Locke was trying to kill Desmond. So this is I'm assuming you're gonna go with uh Desmond is giving Locke a near death experience so he'll have uh memories and you know, wake up to, you know in see the other timeline, right? Yeah, and more than that I would say even in this episode, the way they showed Locke looking at the very, very end, it looked like he was kinda of seeing things. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's really harsh though to just like run into a guy mm-hmm. in a wheelchair. Yeah. He really goes flying over that car. I know. Yeah, like they Has- show his head like hitting the windshield. Like there's Ugh. a there's a crack, there's like a round crack where his head hits the windshield, wow. and then he goes over the car. It's like, goddamn, this show like, like beats the shit out of Locke. Like, yeah, he's just even even sideways. Locke pushed out of a window. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh man, he's been injured in so many different ways and and left for dead countless times. He's, been, he's, and, he's broken, you know. He's hurt his leg. He's lost yes. pieces of his leg. He's gotten shot in his leg. Yep, yep, yeah. He was. He got. He got. He got his leg pinned under the lockdown door. Mm-hmm. It, it's. God, he re, he's a resilient old fool. He really is. <laughs> he really is. And he's just—he's just a substitute teacher. He's just a substitute. Just trying teacher. to roll to his car. He just mm-hmm. fucking gets head on. Hit by Helen's at home getting man. dinner ready. You know, she's expecting him back home yes. for dinner, and yeah. A crazy, crazy Scottish man hit me with a car. And it's like, how come he just didn't come up to Locke and talk to him like he did with Hurley? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like it it makes me want to make some kind of connection with Desmond and Locke on the island, but I really do think that you know because it's it's sort of in line with it's in line with the near death side of like seeing things it just mm-hmm. it seems a little arbitrary that he does this with Locke versus what he did with Hurley. That's the only thing that's kind of weird, but like it it does seem to be something that works. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm not sure exactly why. Like, my original, the theory I wanted to throw out there was that somehow it was because Locke's, you know, ultimate love thing was Helen, which was, you know, not really connected with the island in any way. And that's why Desmond ran him over? Well... <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying? I'm not really saying that. I'm just saying, like, that's why sort of the other method wouldn't work with Locke. What other method? Just the talking? The 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 sort of like making them making them see their see their love from the original timeline. Well, that it seems like you're making the opposite point, though, because it seems like it seems like. Since since Locke has Helen in this in the alternate timeline, that making him have a near death experience, which would make him feel the love, 
wouldn't work because he's got the love already in this timeline. He doesn't have it in the other timeline. Well, I guess he's got the memories of it in the other timeline, but she dies. Uh, but he's got, you know, the real Helen in this timeline. So I feel like he they they shouldn't do they shouldn't run him over if they're trying to make a point about Helen. No, I like okay because that so when when Charlie runs Desmond into like the closest thing I think is when Charlie runs Desmond into the marina, he mm-hmm. has the vision of Charlie, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the water, and that's what he remembers, and that's not Penny, you know. It, it's it's that it's that memory that he that it awakens in. Well, him. it leads to Penny. Mean, it's it's a Penny memory though. It's that's, that's a Charlie centric, but it leads to Penny. It, it does because he he had not Penny's boat on his hand, and eventually yeah, that sort of. Yeah, but, yeah. But what I'm saying is the visions don't have to be, you know, specifically uh, involving that that person. You know, so like. What, I feel like Locke could have a vision of something, you know, some big event on the island. It doesn't have to be, you know, directly connected with Helen. Yeah. Okay, so I'm missing your point then. The point is, I feel like Locke's, Locke's whole love thing is not connected to the island. You know, oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because he... Well, yeah, he didn't fall in love with her. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, like his whole thing. I mean, it was already over before he went to the island. Yeah, and, and, and I think more. Yeah, and I think, like I said before, though, it's like he's he's you. He, that wouldn't work on him anyway because he's already got the love. It would be weird. It'd be like, what would he remember? Loving Helen? Yeah, he does remember that. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. You know, like that's not crazy. Right. Yeah. That that that's so, yeah, the agree, problem think, with it. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. I don't. I don't think it's about Helen. Uh, I think he'll have some other some other memory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like his thing. It'll is, be it'll be him walking. I'll put I'll put a hundred uh, bucks on that one. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. That'll work. Okay. That's good. And maybe because most of his, his island memories, he's walking. I'm just hedging my bets, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But nevertheless, I think it's... Yeah, you're right. Maybe I should have said that since we're There's like two episodes he could remember where he's not walking. (laughs) Exactly. I'm either onto something or I'm just using probability here. (laughs) One of the two. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't don't know which one. We'll never find out. (laughs) But it's nice because it... Shows this more like kind of sinister side of what Desmond's doing. Like he he just might kind of you know almost try to kill someone, mm-hmm. to, you know, to get them to to show them something. You know, it's 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 a little bit scary. It is scary. Yeah, That's why I liked when he said that before the first time when he was like, "I have that yeah. show." It's, it's very ominous. It is, yeah. And I I guess I didn't really I didn't really believe he would do this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was kind of surprising to me. Charlie did it. <laughs> I know, I know, but Charlie's, you know, Charlie's Charlie. I don't know. I sort but, of bought it when yeah. he did it because Charlie's kind but, of crazy. But but he's only. But that was because he he was convinced of it. He was, and convinced. then he convinced Desmond. And so. Desmond's convinced too. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. I. Uh, it's just. It makes me wonder what he's going to do for all the other characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like I. 
it's yeah, and so that it also makes you wonder, like the you know, Sun and Jin, even though they're not married, you know, they're certainly together, so they can't. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like they can sort of awaken each other since they're sort of already together, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be weird. It'd be weird. Oh yeah, we're in love somewhere yeah. else. Like it, you know, it doesn't seem like that works. Well, I think for each person, it needs to be whatever big thing that that would connect them to the island. And it's, you know, for them, I guess it's, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe they'll have memories of being apart, being married, but being apart or something. Oh, okay. Something like that, you know? Okay, it'll go the other way. They won't be together. Yeah, like they won't be together and somehow that'll, I don't know what, like I... Okay. Yeah, I think it, it it shouldn't be about love necessarily for everybody. I agree, that's excessive. But I mean, they've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. But I it it'll start to get kind of weird for if they try to do it with everybody. So I, I don't think they can do it with everybody. Really, there's just some characters. It's like yeah, that's not their thing, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, well, it's in the episode. Anything else? Um, even if there was, I, I don't think I could think of it. Yeah, yeah, no, this was a, this was a little lengthy. <laughs> a little lengthy, a tad. <laughs> <sighs> what was that? It's true, though. It's... Yeah. For, us, this, for this season, this is just kind of a little above average. Full length, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I think I think that's it. Um, All right. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, a lot happened, and I'm ready for next week. Right now. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. Uh, and um, yeah, thanks for not. Thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.